Okay, let 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 let's begin. Give me your beat. Yo, welcome to episode three of the Espouse Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Jade. And welcome it's to Saturday. the show. It is Saturday. Today it's brought to you by Mad Tree Shade. New beer. Uh, we got a couple special guests with us. Jeff and Abby Robison. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So what bring you brings you guys to the podcast? Well, you. <laughs> you text this was a, us. This was a total setup. To we talked up. about this before. We were like, let's get the awkward out of the way and just no. set it up this way. Like, what brought you to the show? And you guys have responded with exactly how I said you would respond. A group text like, that yes. said, can you come over? <laughs> like, sure. Uh, you text us. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we we're laughing about it the whole time. We're like, we got to do it. So, Jeff and Abby own Club MMA on Harrison Avenue. That's correct. When That's I right. met Jeff, you guys were on Ebenezer. That's right. It's been a long road, eh? It's been a long road. Um, we were just talking about the last time we were we were at your house. We were watching a UFC fight. Yeah. It's probably been like, like nine or ten smokes. years Anderson ago. Anderson Silva was fighting somebody. I forget who was fighting. It was fighting. in the heyday. It was in the heyday, and it's like we're all for whoever Anderson Silva was fighting, and you're the only one that was for Anderson Silva. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> no, 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 I thought, that, I, thought I, disagree. No, I was the Nate Diaz guy. He was the Nate Diaz he guy. Was Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was uh, Brock Lesnar. I thought that was That's a Brock right. Lesnar fight. Uh, it could have been. It could have been Brock when Lesner. he first came in and fought... Um, who did Brock Lesnar fight? Who's oh, the first shit. guy? The first guy that um, Heath Herring. You're right, though. Yep. That's what you were. You cheered for him. Or it was, we or like, it was oh. him versus Frank Mir. Like it, it had to be so far back. Like it, it was a while ago. Yeah, I mean, and then we was... had the um, the one pizza, the pizza. Um, Bro, yeah, Jade's the pizza rolls. Pizza yeah. Jade's, Jade's oh, yeah, so <laughs> to die for. I actually think the last time I made that was when Dave went to your guys' house That's, for a fight. Yeah, yeah. 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 the only reason we invited him was because we knew he would bring. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually there was one point where I was going to have her make it and just show up at oh Club and bring him in like, hey, haven't seen you in a minute. Love you guys. Here you go. Dude, Jeff would be in heaven. That's always welcome. Yeah, Stromboli. Yeah, would man. Be in so it's been a it's been a long road. It has, yeah. No, it we has opened been. Club MMA in 2008. So 2008, you yeah. guys opened Club MMA. Yeah, April we just 2008. 11-year anniversary yeah. in April. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so much to get into, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know where to start. I'm going to start with uh, what got you into mixed martial arts. Martial arts, period. Like, at what age were you like, dude, this is it? Well, I mean, as a kid, I was, um, I would, you know, we were in the, Heyday of the Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Three Blood, Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Bloodsport. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking know, about all, all this. All movies. And I was probably like seven, and my dad showed me Enter the Dragon. 
Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee and Chuck Classic. Norris fighting each other. Yeah. And then um and then my dad like broke down. I was like, Oh yeah, well I used to do martial arts. Your dad and I'm did? like, Yeah. Uh back in the seventies. Really? And um so he like we went to my grandma's and he dug through a bunch of stuff and he found his old um Tang Sudo geese and all of his belts. Wait, what? Tang Sudo, which is a, a style. Okay, so Chuck Norris's style that he's a black belt in is Tang Sudo. It's called Tang Sudo? Tang Sudo, or Tang Sudo, or however you, depending on who you're talking to. How okay, so your dad had, what did he have? He had, like, his certificates? He had his being, belt uh, uh-huh. and his gi, his uniform. Okay. His dobok, or whatever you want to call it in, right. in Korean. I like the gi. Um, so, back in the 70s, when he was in his early 20s, he trained with Master An, who was the known martial artist in Cincinnati um, from Korea. Um, so once I showed interest in that, you know, he kind of showed me some stuff and we never really talked much about it. And then when I was at school in first grade, I'm sitting next to this kid um, and he's like, hey, uh, you know, we look over, we make, we make buddies. His name's Andy Page and he's still one of my great friends. Really? And he's like, hey, uh, you want to come over to my uncle's house and do karate with me? And I was like, yeah, totally. Of course I do. <laughs> so your dad kind of sparked it, and well, then yeah, this yeah, kid yeah. kicked it up. Like, yeah, hey, and, yeah. and he's the Let's one that, and, and Andy's like, so we're in the first grade, and, you know, and, like, um, we're talking, you know, exchanging phone numbers, and his mom called my mom, and eventually <laughs> his dad and Andy came and picked me up, and we went over to his uncle's house um, over in Coraine, and, you know, and my, my friend was adamant. He's like, you got to bring a nickel. Karate class was a nickel. Nickel. He's like, you got to bring a nickel. Class was a nickel. What? They gotta all bring, showed up. You got to bring a nickel. <laughs> to the uncle's house. So this house. guy yeah. made like 30 cents on a class? Yeah, right. So <laughs> we show up crazy. to his house. The point was just to bring something, But this right? is in his house. It's in his basement. His house. It's in his basement. In his basement. And um, so we show up. You know, Andy's like, this is my friend Jeff, Uncle John. He's like, he's like, well, did you bring your payment? <laughs> Hand him my nickel. We went into the side room. He has like this one room. He had all these neighborhood kids there. And uh, it was it was matted, and he started teaching us martial arts. Oh shit! So we did that every Monday um, for probably a year, and then he actually was a part of another of, of an organization, and they had a school. Okay. And um, they had a school on Vine Street, and it was um, called Salim Pai Gung Fu Academy. Um, Gung, and Gung Gung Fu Gung Fu is pronounced with a G, um, and. So they moved us down there on Monday nights. So we were the our, our little program was called the Bears, and and his uncle John taught us um, every Monday night, and we did that for probably two or three years. And it was also mixed with judo, so we had a judo instructor to right. come every other Monday. Okay, and he we would be down in the basement doing judo, and eventually my pal uh, Andy's like, "Hey man, uh, I think I want to play soccer," and they kind of disbanded the Bears, and by that time. So how many years were you doing this at that time? From probably like seven to like nine. Seven to seven. nine years? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Seven, seven years, years old, old to nine years old. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, two, two years. And then by the time I was probably about 10, my dad caved and found me a Taekwondo program. And Was it Madu Do? No. It was not <laughs> so here's Madu. another question I got. Do people like make up names for martial arts? Like I was thinking about this. Jeet Kune Do? Yeah, like, no, everybody. Madu do, taekwondo. It's like, all made up at some point, right? I, I know, but I mean, like, when, yes. you, when you make a school, do you, like, this is Madu, mine was called Madu do taekwondo. Sure. Right. Our neighborhood place was called Cobra Khan. That's what you learned. 
Cobra it's Kai. Awesome. Yeah, so, okay, right next so, to Mike's store in Detroit. <laughs> that's awesome. Totally like, real. Just like anything else, just like everything else, you know, people make up their name of their sports teams, or they make up names of their businesses. And yes, some people will create a system. And a lot of times it'll be a, um, a subsystem of another system. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, the term Taekwondo or Tang Soo Do. You know, Taekwondo, the name Taekwondo was actually invented in 51, 1951. Um, and then, but the Mudu Kwan Tang Soo Do Federation was was Korean, uh -huh. right? <clears throat> and if you study Tang Soo Do and you look at that system and then you compare it to Shotokan Karate, right? it's almost identical. Huh. So, somebody was stealing something from someone. Somebody was stealing something from you know somebody. What I mean? Yeah. So, um, so then the then World Taekwondo, the World Tang Judo Federation, a lot of those guys left and then started calling it Taekwondo, and they called it WTF, which is World Taekwondo Federation. Uh -huh. So Master On, when he came to Cincinnati, was one of the heads of the Mudokwan Tang Sudo. Right. And then over time, they transitioned it and just started calling it Taekwondo. And then Taekwondo actually became an Olympic sport right. in uh, 2000. 2000. So that in Cincinnati history of martial arts, Tang Soo Do or Taekwondo is probably the the base art in Cincinnati. So Taekwondo wasn't an Olympic sport before 2000? No. Or, really? No. If it was, if you would hear anything, it would be, I think in 88, they had their first exhibition. And usually to become an Olympic sport, they had to do an exhibition a couple of a couple right. cycles, and then they'll 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 deem it uh, an Olympic yeah. sport. So, two thousand in Sydney, Australia, was the first time that it ever became an Olympic sport. Yeah, man, I got so much to talk to. I don't know where to begin. So, like, I want to know about so, you guys getting so that, together. Where so you well met? That, but like Taekwondo, but but then I did Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo from like ten or eleven till about eighteen. Till I was eighteen. Right. You know, I switched. I got was my that? second degree black belt and switched schools. And then when I turned 18, I kind of um, graduated high school, uh, spent a lot of time being a shithead. So, you, then, so you were more like Taekwondo in high school? Yeah. Like that yeah. was it. Did you compete? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so like uh, like where were these tournaments held? Did you have tournaments, to travel or no, all no, over? No, we, we only local? did local stuff. So like high schools uh -huh. and stuff like that. Master On, who's still... Still teaches? In Cincinnati, yeah. Does he still teach? I don't think he personally teaches, but his academy is still in Cincinnati, and they hold the Taekwondo, the On Classic every year. Oh, so like, shit. That just happened the 25th of April. Do you go to that? Like, I was going to go. I was oh, like, yeah. man, I'm about to go do it again. Oh, you were going to go like compete? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah no. Hey, dude, crowd. I'm all about it. <laughs> do I'm some crowd. Do some forms and some yeah? sparring. No. Is that what it is? Like, Yeah, they uh, do yeah. forms. They do forms or... Other people would understand the word very kata. different from what we actually and teach. then breaking <laughs> and then and then they do like continuous. Sparring. So isn't kata like shadow boxing the most, but form yeah form wise yeah mm -hmm. um, yeah it's so like routine. So are these forms like like uh, like known forms? Like, will they say this yeah. is the form I want you to do, and like you should know that from all your training in Taekwondo, and you should like be able to do it. Like horse Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you remember so, that? I do. Yeah, okay. So um, in the Taekwondo realm. They got two main organizations, which is World Taekwondo Federation and then the International Taekwondo Federation. Okay. 
So all the people that didn't agree with the World Taekwondo Federation just kind of went over and created uh, the, yeah. the, the International competitor. Taekwondo. So there's right. two different sets of katas or forms. Okay. Right? And the inter- the International Taekwondo Federation looks more like Tang Sudo. Uh-huh. WTF, World Taekwondo Federation, looks nothing like it. So they wanted a complete contrast. Right, right. These guys were like, well, we really like this, but we're going to do our own thing, but we're going to make it similar to this. So do you still teach at your school Taekwondo, like traditional Taekwondo? No, that's why I love that we're talking about this for so long because we do not teach Taekwondo no. at our school. No, I don't teach none of it. <laughs> yeah. I have a six-degree black belt in it, but I don't teach any of so, it. So, yeah, that's another question I have. What are uh, what are all your belts? Like, what the all list. are you belted in? Because you're taking a lot of stuff uh, now since uh, – so I used to train with you back in – 2008, 9, 10? Nine, yeah, somewhere Probably like 9, 10. Yeah, 11. So, celebrate at your one-year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I trained with you then, and, um, man, I got a lot. Like, you, you mean a lot to me, so I'm going to go into this. <laughs> like, okay, let me, get it, let me get this out. So, like, I came to you at a time in my life where things were, like, crazy. Like, I went through a lot of shit in high school, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, I needed an outlet. Like, people go to the gym, they work out, they do this thing. I came in there. I, I actually trained with a buddy of mine from the post office. Mm-hmm. We trained MMA at some school out in, like, Pippin Road out in Colerain. Okay. Um, no, Northbrook. It's out, it's out, like, on Springdale Road. It's It was, dude, it was just some random know. gym. He's like, hey, let's go here. So we went there. We kind of boxed a little bit, and I liked it. So then I came into your school and I was like, hey, man, I want to fight in a cage. Like everybody that comes into your school does, right? <laughs> they all like, yeah, hey, I'm going to be a cage fighter. And I remember you telling me like baby steps. Right. I remember that. I tell that to everybody now. <laughs> when, when, I, when I coach hockey players oh, and yeah. we get new guys, I'm like baby steps. Mm-hmm. Baby steps. Because you got to crawl before you can walk. Oh, That's you what you told me. Yeah. And I trained with you for three years. So like you helped me out a lot. Um, and I totally forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> but... Um, Q crying. What's that? Q the crying. I don't have I, a crying Q. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, like you help out a lot of people. Um, fuck, man, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, it was on my phone. Did you write? <laughs> you wrote questions. I did. I did. Prepared we tried over there. Oh, no, no, no. So, so I was going into yeah. what you were belted in. Like oh, you're, yeah, you're belted yeah. in all kinds of martial arts. But like when I came to you, you weren't doing judo. And then no. you, you brought in a judo guy. You, know, you do judo. Kali. I don't remember Jeff's Kali like when I was there. addicted to training. You're just so addicted to like learning he's stuff. He's addicted to learning. So the yeah. the list is pretty, I mean, you really want to go there? It's well, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of martial so go arts. Ahead. We so go. <laughs> it's important. It's re- about you guys. Really quick. I have a six degree black belt in Taekwondo. When I was a kid, I got before um, my black belt in Taekwondo, the school that I was doing Taekwondo with or what we call Taekwondo was Tang Sudo. So I actually got my black belt in Tang Sudo first. Mm-hmm. Then they switched to the World Taekwondo Federation. So I had to retest. You had to retest? In that system. Mm-hmm. Then I stuck with that school for a while. And then I switched schools and to a different Taekwondo school. But they were International uh, Taekwondo Federation. Whole new another set. Right. So I had to retest with them. Right. And then I eventually just said, screw it, I'm not doing it anymore. So Taekwondo, six-degree black belt. Um, Muay Thai, uh, I'm a crew, which means instructor under Master Toddy. He's, yeah. out, he's out of Bangkok. So black belt. So it's yeah. a black belt. We're going to get into um, that and Thailand trip. Right, that's oh, Thailand. Yeah. We go oh, to yeah. Thailand, um, yeah. 
And then as far as Filipino martial arts, my first, the first person that taught me, my best friend's uncle, John. The Uncle John that uncle we had John. to take oh, five wait. cents so for. So he passed away. He did pass he did. away. So you have a picture of him in yep. your club, And right? a banner, yeah. yeah. Okay. We actually all went to lunch together one time. Yes. With at, John? Uh, up in, yeah, yes, with John. up in uh, at the Hyde Thai Park. food place in Hyde Park. Yep, at Armando's. Yes. Do you still yes. go there? Memories. He's not, um, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have his store anymore. Oh, he doesn't. Um, no, so, so John was with you when we went yes. there. Yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, he had like curly, didn't this, yeah. curly, hair? curly hair. Okay, I'm trying to piece all this like together. This was the guy's uncle. This was the uncle. This was the uncle that he was training with. The Bears. That yes. would be like his okay. main mentor, right? Oh, so I rehooked yeah. up with him. Yeah, I rehooked up with him right at like 20 because my best friend, childhood best friend, we just all graduated college and he just moved back. So we hooked up, started hanging out again. And then he calls me, oh, hey, man, let's get dinner and let's hang out. And he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm moving to Chicago. And he's like, but you should call my uncle. And now you're doing <laughs> martial arts again. You should call my uncle and talk with him. So he literally gave me his uncle's phone number. That was the last time I saw my buddy because he moved. Called, called John. Hey, man, I don't know if you remember me. I trained with you when I was, when I was a kid. I'm Andy's buddy. He's like, oh, my God, I totally remember you. So I started hooking up with him, went over his house, back into the karate basement. Was this before Club MMA? This is all yeah. way before Club this MMA. This is all way before. This awesome. is when I started to learn about Kali and Jeet Kune Do, right? Because John, um, when they had their school, Sal and Pai, they were um, black belts in Kempo Karate, which is Ed Parker's system. Yeah. Well, one day they had a guy by the name of Steve Golden, who was an original student of Bruce Lee, show up. He showed up to their school in Cincinnati because he was doing work in Cincinnati, and uh, so he just like opened the telephone book and found the, the Kempo Karate School and was like, well, I'll just go there because I'm a black belt in that. Came in, wiped the floor with all of them, said, hey, see ya. They left. Comes back six months later and they like got a hold of him like, what the hell was all that shit that you just did to us? And he's like, oh, well, I trained with this guy named Bruce Lee. They're like, we know who that is. He was in that movie, Enter the Dragon. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is like like late 70s. Okay. And uh, they got a hold of him and he's like, oh, well, if you think I'm good, you should call my friend Dan. That's Dan Asano. Dan Asano was Bruce Lee's best friend. And uh, Dan and Asano kind of carries the torch since Bruce died as one of the leading guys that, that, that um, spreads Chikundo in Filipino martial arts. Dan is Filipino. So, like, he was raised in a Filipino household in Stockton, California. Yeah. All of his uncles did Filipino martial arts. He was passed around. He's, I think, certified in, like, 35 different systems of Filipino martial arts. Well, John and all his guys hooked up with Dan, started learning Filipino martial arts. So, like, that's his lineage. So... I told John, I was like, well, I want to learn how to stick fight. Okay, come on down. And that's how that all got started. So I did that since, like, started training with him in, like, 2002. Mm -hmm. And then he passed in, what, 2010, the year before my daughter was born. Yeah, 2011. Because him and my daughter share a birthday. Wow. So, so yeah, did a lot of stick fighting. So, I mean, he was – he gave me an instructorship certificate. And then also um, – once John passed, I, I got with another instructor, and he gave me an instructorship certificate. And then and then I, I met with two other guys, and they gave me black belts in their systems. Right. So I have, like, three or four different black belts in Filipino martial arts. And then uh, and then a, a brown belt in judo, and then I have a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Nice. Uh, is that it? You got a lot, dude. I close. don't know. So how did you two meet? <laughs> Let's get so into that. We, Let's figure how it did out. We Let, meet yeah. High school? Jeff. So you yeah. went to the same high school. We right, went to the same right. high school, but he was two years older than me. So um, he was not in high school when we met. I guess I was. it was the end of my junior year. He had already graduated. 
And what high school is this? Oak Hills High School. <laughs> Shout out to the, them Highlanders. Shout out to yes. the Highlanders. <laughs> the same place you went, sir. I know. <laughs> that would be where you were as well. <laughs> well, you're only a year ahead of me, You're right? a year ahead of him. I know, but you and I... Uh, we never crossed paths. We never did. Well, no, you have a video. You have a videotape. And I've yet to see that videotape. You and I used to skate. Oh, that's right. So back when we used to skate the pike, there was, I guess, one time that we were at uh, Bridgetown High School and we were trying to grind the front wall. Before yep. they knocked it down. And I did. And I'm a big dude. And it was on videotape. And I was with Dan Ottenreeb. Yeah, all them and guys. And I don't remember the other guys. One I of the guys passed away. And, yeah, it was like a whole crew. Uh, I don't remember his name. I, I, um... Yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so we were all, yeah. so yeah, and it was videotaped, and uh, Chris yeah, like Calloway little, was there. I see Chris Calloway all the time. Do you? He's yeah, always working. Because his kids and our kids go to school together. Do you well, know he was down? What's funny is that um, his oldest son was Gage's best friend yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Small it's the West dude. Side. We're all, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, connected. we're all connected. Yeah, I see him down, we're all connected I see him down at Three Rivers. Yeah, we went to their wedding. We were at their wedding. Yeah, we went to their wedding. Yeah, that was Gage's. Uh, best, best friend. Best friend. They still talk like That's crazy. about Aiden. each other. I don't. Yeah. yeah, his name's Aiden. But um, yeah, Chris was downtown working when that whole shooting went off. Oh, the third. The third. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So crazy shit. I was working from home, but Gage was all stressed about it, so he was texting me like yeah. instantly. And yeah, I'm I like, bet. Hey, but Aiden's dad was there, and he was like, "Oh my god," you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, best friend's dad. Oh, so, so, uh, so, how'd you guys meet? Like, who, who at uh, a party? Oh, yeah, right? at a party. <laughs> we didn't really meet at a party. Yeah, we did. She, uh, I begged to differ. She's been to my parents' house. Okay, so right, I was knows. friends with his younger brother. Oh, um, but I still don't believe <laughs> yeah. that we met that way. We met at a party. Yeah, we with other friends. We met at a party. We met at, at a party at Jack Boyman's house. Sounds right. like we're getting into a touchy subject here. No, I just that, that's that's it. okay. My life just feel tells like everybody I was a groupie. And, uh, <laughs> that's that's my and, life. I feel like high school, like that's like what else? Like what else is there? Right? Yeah, true, true. Story. So you're like, yeah, well, I was dancing on the football field, and I seen him in the stands, and so, I was like, how you doing? My favorite doing? story though is I met him at a party, and then I go to school the next day, and his brother just goes what the fuck did you do to my brother? And I literally was like, well, I met him last night. I don't think I did anything. And he goes, I don't know, something's going on. He asked me if you were any some any strange religion I need to know about oh, oh, or yeah. if there's any red flags there. And I was like, what? what? And so then I inquired and he, later I, I inquired with Jeff and he was like, well, yeah, I wanted to know right away if you were like a major weirdo or something. So you were the get-go, huh? was, I guess. Oh, no, yeah. I met her at the he party. was doing recon. Apparently, right, yeah. right. Did you have a girlfriend at the time when you met her? No. No, just, no, just dealing with weirdos over the period of being a young man. Yeah, and we're all weird in some way. That, but like the thing is, too, though. I want to make like, sure I wasn't a weirdo. I've been in, I had some girlfriends before and it's like a couple of them just kind of like attached really quick stage five cleaners and i'm like i was not a stage five no, cleaner no, no, no. <laughs> it took like a year for her to say i was her boyfriend yeah my I mean, mom would be like abby this is embarrassing christmas like and thanksgiving right. and oh that's just that's just abby's friend my mom uh, still would be like gives oh, me crap yeah. about that that's, yeah i was jade's friend that's oh, what so, she used to see? tell all her friends and then they would play just a friend my mom yeah, literally would be I'm like he's your boyfriend just stop i'm in the christmas pictures okay Oh, that's just your Abby. best friend. That's just Abby's friend. <laughs> best friends. We are best friends. That's true. Oh, yeah. 
It worked. <laughs> oh no, it totally worked. I mean, but like, it worked. It's just one of them things. So I was just making sure you so. weren't weird. I was giving you plenty. No, of time. I mean, like you know, like I said, I was. I wanted to go slow. I wanted to be. I wanted to be friends first. She wanted to go slower. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Happily married. How long have you Happily guys been married? married? Uh, it'll be 13 years this yeah, that's what it is. And this you got fall. two, ki- we two you. kids. No, no, no. Well, no, we just got to do the math. The years. We talked earlier about, like, is it, are we 12 or 13? Right, or, 12 like, and a half. Do you guys count when you met as part of so the So we were together, no, we were together married. married. We were together seven years before we got married. Yeah. You guys were together, so you guys have been together yeah. for almost 20 years. 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. And you got two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Two kids is an almost eight-year-old and a Jade six-year-old. Jade and Striker. Jade and Striker. Now, this is another question I have. Yes. Okay. Where did these names come from? I oh, have okay. always oh. wanted to name my daughter Jade since really? I was a child. I thought this was a Mortal Kombat reference. Um, everyone does. Well, it's funny. Everyone? Everyone so, does, but it's not. I I wanted Jade since I was a child, so it was going to be Jade. If it was a boy, it was when we were pregnant with our first. We didn't know we were going to have. If it was a boy, it was going to be um, Xander. So wait, you wait. Up? You were surprised for your first kid? Yeah, we didn't know you, what we were having. As long as I've known you, you do not seem like a surprise me lady. I'm a very organized person. Yes. yes. Second, yes. second child. And I did not want to know. It was like the one thing I wanted to be surprised. (laughs) Okay. The second child, Jeff, hated not knowing. He hated not knowing. So the second one, he said, we're finding out. And we knew we were going to have a boy. And so we were going to go with the original Xander. And then one day he came in and was like, I want Stryker. And I was like, cool, I'm, I that's fine. That I'm game. That's awesome. It's a dope name. Both um, of them are. I like Jade. But for like the Stryker. record, I hated knowing. <laughs> it was so you not did? fun. I hated knowing what I was having. Because you're so Why? planny person. I'm I was so like, planny. Wait, well, wait, you I know. know. I know. For me, well, we're I in the age like... of gender reveals now where everybody's got to yeah. Like, you could have kicked oh, the board and it'd be well, We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We just found out. I just wanted to know. I mean, like. Yeah. He wanted to. What know. am I prepping for here? Right, right. But it worked. I mean, it worked out because then we came up with the awesome name of Striker. Right. And but he no fits Mortal it. Kombat in any. No, of that. I mean, I I only. Know, I didn't know anything about know that Kombat until after I had the two. kids. Right. So I think wasn't Striker in Mortal Kombat three and four or something? Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. He was in a late no, one. it was just funny because we was, didn't know until people brought it to our attention and we're like, oh no, I swear, people don't believe us. I'm a but I swear. huge Mortal Kombat mark. Like I used yeah. to play. Like I'm a big video game guy. And Doc Holliday's mm-hmm. under uh, under um, fuck, what's Western that? Bowl. Western Bowl, yeah, yeah, at the bottom. So you would go down there and add Mortal Kombat one, and you would put your quarter yeah. on the machine, oh, and yeah. you were next up, uh-huh. and right. whoever won, you would fight that guy yeah. and try and take the spot, and then you'd be the yeah. man. So right. it was a, it was a big thing. So when yeah. I seen the name, yeah, I'm like you like, said. Nobody believes us, but I swear. I well, the same it. thing Just... happened with Dade. Like when yeah. I named Dade. Oh, for the movie Hackers. I, yeah, I seen yeah. it from the movie Hackers, but then people were like, Dade County, Florida? I was like, yeah. I no. guess. So then I had to well, like, Google. Said, I was like, you like Maybe. the movie Hackers, don't you? Yeah. Well, we, then since I was then, like, Google. So then I Googled. I was like, oh, Miami is in Dade County. Yeah, yeah. since then we've had another kid come in with Dade. Their name really? was Dade. Yeah. yeah and did. I laughed and I was like, I walked up to the parents. I was like, Dade, huh? I was like, you like the movie Hackers, don't you? And they're like, 
how did you know that? I'm like, <laughs> really? You're like, because I had so one weird. 10 years ago. That's why. That's crazy. That that's is one of my favorite crazy. movies. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I've never watched that movie. I oh, still have great. it to this day. Yeah. This guy's a monster. He's never seen like Sandlot. Dude. There's so oh. many movies yeah, he hasn't seen. Right? Dude, no. Why are we? Why are we talking now? Because if you I was haven't outside seen Sandlot. Dude, I'm like, in the woods I'm like, I don't, Sandlot. I'm like, I don't know who I married anymore. Like, right? I married this monster who's probably standing over me while I sleep. <laughs> and he's like, I oh. went outside. Like, yeah, mm. okay, bud. Well, my mom worked at a video store when I was a kid, so we so got you guys free to watch there. everything. Yeah. And where did she work at? She worked at Feature Video. Do you remember Feature Video right across the street from Haddings? Haddings. This would uh, be like when you were in like middle school, high school. Yeah, yeah. Were like or junior high. Oh yeah, we we're totally little. Speaking yeah. of videos, that place just closed down. Did you see that? The one on Family um, Video. Family. Did video it finally? Oh, finally yeah. did. Yeah. That's they sad. didn't see. Netflix yeah. killed them. Yeah, well, Netflix. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it is what it is. It's what well, we're well, moving like, into, right? It is what it is. Well, the thing that's crazy who, is Redbox started. <laughs> well, like Redbox started it, right? Where like you could just right. go to Redbox and pick right. out a video, and then all of a sudden it was like, then you could get Netflix, and they were sending videos because I remember processing them at the post office. Yeah, and they went to full streaming. Right. I'm like, you don't even need that. That's we still like, get. What, yeah, we still get Netflix videos in the post what, office. That's you're our, kidding. What? No, what? We still. Yeah, we still. What year is this? Not everything streams. So wow! Like, like um, you parents, though, come on, you know how your parents. Are I have with their no. Phone. They're like, I'm no, like, like I had no idea that was even. Where to go, Some things know? aren't allowed to stream. Like Vikings, it is only allowed to stream on like the History Channel. So how does one even order but a movie? You go to Netflix and they'll send it to your yeah. house. They'll send you the. It's they'll whole new send world. you the Vikings I DVDs. I haven't seen. T- I haven't seen actual television. That's old. That's how they used to do it. That's what old people do still. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't believe that's Abby, even a possibility. I don't watch old. television. Well, I don't know well, that, But like, we don't even watch TV. We don't even have cable. No, it's we crazy. haven't for years. Got rid of the it. other day, he goes, Mom, why do you say hang up the phone? Yeah. I was like, what Oh, the man. Fuck? I never even thought about that. Because they've never done that. And then I go, what? So, you gotta, I'm like, you hang up the phone. And he goes, why do you say hang up the phone? I go, what do you say? He goes, end the call. Yeah. I'm Isn't like, oh crazy? shit, you That's do crazy. say end the call. Right. No, say you're end. right. That's right. I, I never thought I'm about like, that. So we I got so Hulu um, the day after Thanksgiving because they had a special. Like a and bomb. on Hulu, they still have commercials, and my kids are sitting there with the remote. <laughs> they're trying and they're to like, skip them. Mom, I, I this, try. and they're going, this ad keeps going and it won't let me skip the ad okay, and i'm like, like oh they have can. they've yeah. never seen well, yeah. a commercial but yeah, they've, they've never seen, seen a commercial we don't have television don't like have TV. real tv well think about what else like remember when you when <laughs> they had people, no clue like the cool guy would have the hundred disc cd changer in the back of his car right. and you'd be like oh Why? shit, how much money do you got and now right. like they stream everything right. all the time I yeah. do remember those days. Yeah, they yeah. I don't like, think um, he goes. You got a whole book of CDs. I'm what pretty do you do sure that uh, I mean the amount of like, hours we all spend download. Media play, you won't right? download songs anymore either. No, it's I, all that's streaming. gone. Because like streaming, iTunes yeah. don't, I, you can't just buy a song anymore. You know, we went way crazy. off on it. We're like yeah. way off on a no, tangent here. No, but that's here. how it goes. No, okay. this is how th- we're just no, friends talking. That's how I want it to be. Like just bullshitting about whatever. But yeah, like. Yeah, I feel You old can tell sometimes. when our episodes are very rigid. Yeah. Because I'll be like, so, bringing it back to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We've, we've had some guests that wanted to be very rigid. Yeah. So, so, so like, uh, let's get back to the club MMA thing. Like, um, when did you decide, like, how did that you decide? That you wanted to open a school. Yeah, like, I know you were at Cincinnati, is it Cincinnati Martial Arts? Yes. 
club. Jeff worked for another gym. Yeah. Uh, him and the the owner had differences of opinion. He had a little beef, but but uh, so so no, it just yeah, it just didn't work out. So so, so when you were at that. Sensei Martial Arts, you trained with him and under him, but then you were, like, teaching classes as well? Yeah, I was a um, full-time employee. So did he help you with things? Like, well, I know in my coaching career, there's a lot of people that came into my life that helped me, that I took away some of the good things from them. Oh, no, no, no. You know, I, as far absolutely. As like, yeah. Absolutely. You know, over 11 years' time of rethinking about all the things that happened between me and him, um, the way I look at it is, like, we had, like, two bad days together. Right. Out of five years. Five years. And the amount of things that I learned, um, not everything was learned from him. It was learned from, oh, I have this opportunity to do pretty much whatever I want. Right. And become successful in something that I'm very passionate about. So it kind of forced um, me to learn about business, care about business, um, learn how to teach, learn how to communicate, learn how to do all these things. Right. And... You know, and still grow as a martial artist. So, like, I had all of that. I was able to do it. And, too, I was the number two guy. I was making probably 95% of the calls day in and day out. So, so, so I, <clears throat> let me sidetrack here. You went to school, right? You guys went to – did you guys both go to UC mm-hmm. for business? Mm-mm. No. I went to – I went to. Um, well, it's now UC Blue Ash, but it was Raymond Walters College, okay. part of UC. Um, I have a degree in electronic media, and so – you know, which my, is what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, right. uh, which is funny because it's come a long way. Mainly yeah. video production um, so was more the. When I went to people. high school, I went to Oak Hills, but my se- junior and senior year, I went to Scarlet Oaks. Oh, okay. So I didn't go so to. So you I, went to. Was it full day at Scarlet or yeah. did you go half day? No, no, no it was full day. So junior and senior. Junior and senior year, yeah. I went to school for radio TV. Okay. So we had a radio station. So you would learn how to be a DJ. You would learn how to talk on the radio. You did, would you learn have how a, to, did you have a DJ voice? Yeah, I have a great voice. Let's hear that DJ um, voice. All right. Thanks for you know, coming in. Yeah, coming in at 88.3, yeah. right? Um, I do that with a voice. You know, we would learn how to run the board. We learned right. the VU meters and learn how to everything. We uh-huh. would learn how to make um, spots, which is what they would call commercials. Mm. We learned old school stuff like reel-to-reel, how to feed reel-to-reel, how to run our own shows and stuff like that. And then we were live from 8 a.m. to 3. What? On 88.3. Really? Yeah. When, when, a, when they had the tower. And everybody had <clears throat> their own shows? We all had our, well, it was, you know, so so you would go to, in, in vocational school, you would go, um, if you were the juniors, you would report to um, classes, you would do all your morning classes, and then once 11 o'clock hit, you were in lab the rest of the day. The seniors would report to lab from 8 to 11, and then they would do all their classes in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So... Um, we would show up, and our responsibility was to run the radio station, and we also had a full video production station. So we had, like, three or four cameras, a switcher, a studio, um, reel-to-reel, tape-to-tape mm-hmm. editing. We also That's got- no joke. Reel-to-reel super yeah. hard. Oh, no yeah. shit. It's super hard. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I went to school for in high school. And then um, my senior year, I was, like, best of the class. So Time Warner Cable- came in and said, we're going to offer an internship to your your best student. So I got it. So I went and worked for Time Warner Cable up in Blue Ash in their video production department because they have a studio. They did commercials. They would go out and shoot commercials for businesses and stuff. And then they would take spots from like um, Channel 5, Channel 12, and we would run them. 
on other stations. Right. So my jo- my main responsibility was is I would take spots and um, edit them together, process them, and then give them to um, the people that like would put everything and like set the time so it would roll. And then if we would shoot a commercial for a local business, I would go out with the head videographer, and I was his like his grip or his his gaffer. So like I would run the audio, I would set up the cameras, I would mic people. You know, we'd do all the uh, color balancing and stuff Did like that. Did you like doing that stuff? Oh, yeah. No, it was great. I mean, yeah. um, I got to work, like, the cool stuff from, shit, from 16 to, like, because I interned there in college, too, and had summer internships. I got to work, like, the ATP tennis tournament back when, like, Andre Agassi was playing mm-hmm. and Pete Sampras and Michael Chang. So my job for that, we provided closed circuit to ESPN. Right. So we would go in and we would help them run all the cables and stuff, set up cameras, and then I worked in the press room. So my job was all the TV stations that would come in, they weren't allowed to bring their cameras. Right. They had to feed into my camera, so I ran the camera, and then I had to go up and mic all the players. So they would run their audio through our soundboard. Right. So nobody could touch anything except me. So I would go up and... um. Mike and Michael Chang or Pete Sampras. Hey, how's it going? It's really nice to meet you. I'm gonna run so this you mic. Got to meet these guys. Yeah, I got to meet. Them. I got to shake their hands yeah. and then run the run the camera. Uh-huh. Um, we did some videos for like uh, VH1 behind the music back when that was big. Mm-hmm. I'm behind the. I'm at Riverbend. I did watch those. <clears throat> by the way. I'm at I'm at Riverbend. <laughs> we're at uh, John Mellencamp concert. Back there, we're doing an interview with John Mellencamp. Mike and him standing there asking him questions. And How old were you at this point? Like 20? Uh, I was probably was like 18, year, 17, right? 18 years old. Did your mom and dad listen to John Mellencamp? Oh, I've got John Mellencamp, dude. Yeah. I just got his record the other day. Did you? Um, you got a record player? Oh, yep. oh my gosh. He's really into it right now. Are yeah. you? Yeah. Big so, into records. So you very Shake It Records? Uh, Shake It. Well, Black Plastic just opened up down here on oh, uh, Shout on out Little to Way. Black Plastic? Yeah. So It's definitely a different sound. They got an Instagram. Oh, the kids are all into it's it now. They get all excited. They want to go to the basement and listen to records with dad. They're all into it. Oh, your kids do? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, when I was growing up, I used to listen to records with my mom. Yeah. My mom was like huge yeah. into records. Jade's all into the Beatles. She likes the Beatles? Yeah. yeah. What Got about what about Stryker? I, I see Stryker as somebody that's like into Stryker's a shit. hot mess. He, really give a he shit doesn't care right anything. now. <laughs> he doesn't Milk care. Milk and his mommy. Well, that's he's right. right. He's, the second, <laughs> he's the second kid. You'll he's see that in the He's a mama's boy. He only likes milk and her. He's, He's a mama's, mama's boy. boy. Oh, oh, big, big time. time. Really? Big, big time. time. He's rough as shit, but he's a mama's boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing about all this is I remember when nonlinear editing came out. Now, what that means is digital editing. Yeah, nonlinear. I'm, nonlinear. I'm linear editing is when they do the old school tape to tape, right? Yeah. When they was in, came out and invented this company called Avid. Create, you ever heard of Pro Tools? Yep. We were, just we talking were literally about it. talking yeah. okay, about it. Right Pro Tools was created by Avid. When Avid came out, I was working for Time Warner Cable and they bought one. It was like a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. I got to sit in on all the training and learn how to run an Avid. And I was like 18. Signed up for college. They had the like the dumbed down one that they could get, the cheapest one that they could right. get. I like slept in that class. And they wouldn't let me test out of it. What? Even with my certificate from Avid, the ones that created it. Because they were just dicks. Fucking school, man. But, <laughs> yeah, just I mean, because. it was brutal. Like, I mean, we need that money, And then sir. they'd get mad yeah. because he slept through the class, and it's like, oh, come yeah, on. Oh, yeah, we got I, a huge argument. But 
besides the point. Yes, right. I have a I have a degree in video production. And in that degree, you know, you learn audio production, you learn video production, you learn still photography, you learn lighting. Um, and we use yeah. that a lot at the gym. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, it's I a you very guys on all your uh, Instagram stuff. Yeah, we'll it's a very here too. But um, you guys do a lot of you thing. do a lot of videos now with like uh, private training, like teaching. Yeah, like, yeah. I have you a couple do a lot of YouTube. Uh, well, no, because um, well, we have a YouTube page, but like I have a couple um, Vimeo sites and Teachable sites for money for pay. Right. You know what I mean? Because like. I'm always filming all of all the stuff that we're doing on like how we run our school and try to like have business stuff right. for people. So, so like not just instructional videos, but also for, for, like for business. We have right. Home, we have that in my basement. But then like we also Jitsu. have videos for other martial arts school owners on how to do business things and right. how to do systems in your Big school stuff. and things yeah, like that. I was going to say um, sometime during this podcast that I actually watch all your guys' self-defense videos because Jeff came into my work. Um, to teach that and I was on vacation and they forced it to go early. So I was like super, super upset about it. So like, and I've actually had to use one one time and I never told him, Whoa. but I used, Good to learn. Whoa. Let's go. We're going to hear right so now. I used the one where you taught everybody how to like, um, if a guy grabs you from behind, like uh-huh. to turn around and like put your foot behind his back leg to push forward. Are and you then saying run a guy away. grabbed you? Yeah, and like a crazy guy downtown grabbed me. Yeah, and I used I watched I had watched Abby's video probably like a month before. Wow! Oh, yeah. And he grabbed me as I walked past. Remember, I told you that a guy like grabbed my arm. What well, the he fuck, didn't really dude? grab my arm. He like grabbed me. He from full behind. on grabbed her. She didn't need you freaking out about yeah, it and so worrying. Well, now, and now, that, and now that I'm here, now I can I'm just I can out. just hold you down. It's not a big it's deal. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, now I'm gonna. <laughs> but freak look, out. Like, she Jesus. she's a she's awesome and yeah, she took so, care of herself. So I was gonna bring it up, but like yeah, That's so awesome. I actually like, pushed the guy down and like ran to my car and then just sat in my car being freaked out. Right, 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 totally. Dude. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're glad we need to do more of those I mean, videos. Actually, no, I have a list of um, more videos that I want to do about, yeah. you know, just general stuff to help general well, people. Like but parks. we have both. Well, that, I mean, that topic right there is could be an all-nighter. Yeah, is, we can uh, talk about self-defense. Just for, learning. I mean, you know, learning self-defense. Well, that's what we're here for. Well, that, but like the thing that – so here's the thing. So this, the thing that I try to tell most people about self-defense is like – it's a basic life skill. It's a basic life skill. It should be a basic life skill like uh-huh. learning how to cook. You know, every young person needs to learn how to cook something. Right. You learn how, to, you know, you need to learn how to go to the grocery store. Yep. And self-defense is, you know, uh, food is important. You need that to, just, you know, keep breathing. Water is important. You know, exercise is important. But basic sc- skills to have self-preservation you think these? Uh, you think like high school should have a class? Oh my goodness! Like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you I know think what? It should be Some part of gym them, class. So yeah. like we were just called in East Central. Just brought him in to do self defense classes for the kids. It was an after. It was after school. They, yeah. But but they you know East Central paid for they him to come. It to all the and they and offered it for juniors and seniors yeah. for free. And I right. think that's hugely important. Well, I, I think mean, it's big now in the day. Like just hearing her story, you know, you go to situations where it's. I mean, we're in a sketchy time. Well, they yes, were absolutely. like my work was really concerned about the name of the program and. Like what we were gonna call it, so it was like situational awareness. awareness. Yep. Well, that, so like, but like made even it like sure that, but so like, that they wouldn't freak when out. When you go right? and talk like, to people, I mean, not everybody these days has physical prowess. Right. Not a lot of people are interested in having physical prowess. Um, you know, and that's fine. 
and 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 I'm not asking anybody to be me. I'm I'm I love what I do. I love training. I love learning. Um, you know, equated to somebody wanting to learn, you know, um, more about being a doctor. That you have to really care and like that kind of stuff. Right. But for me, like, just some basic understandings of situational awareness that could save your life. Um, also, too, being understanding and just learning how to say no. Right. You know, and and being okay with that because right now we're in a very non we're very in a person to person face to face non confrontational um, time. You know, everybody's confrontational behind the keyboard. Right. Yeah. Sure. So what I'm and, and, we call and, those and, Cheeto fingers. Well, oh, okay. Cheeto trolls, yeah, they yeah. Like sit in a basement eating Cheetos, yeah. away. you know, typing and, away. And the right. thing is, yeah. is like talking, and even with like our kids and stuff, like, um, you know, don't get me wrong, like I'm totally for building my kids up and and pushing them to um be better and and, and always rise them and say good things about them, but too, like they got to hear the word no, yeah. and they got to know when I mean when I say no, I mean no, we're not right. doing that. Right. And they and and just kind of being yelled at a little bit. Well, but I think too, also pushing consent, right? right? Like, um, I was actually at a the Flying Pig, and we were um working at the Flying Pig, and mm. one of the boys um smacked one of the girls on the head, and you know, like they were just They're like essentially boys. fucking around, right? Just right, and stupid. she had said like stop it fifty times, right? And I said to him, I said when she tells you no, she means no, right. like stop it, right. right? And when she tells you stop. You mean, like, she means stop. And then I said to her, like, when you tell him no, you mean no. Right. Like, if well, you don't. Well, has got to be intention. Well, I right. said, if you don't mean no, you're teaching him that your no doesn't well, you were mean saying, no. Doesn't she's mean like, no. Oh, right. no, stop. Yeah, Absolutely. she was like, right. stop. I'm like, yeah. tell him no. Like, right. why? Yeah. Slap, I told him, I was like, if you slap me in the head, I punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> just know, that, like, but, like, you pull that shit when you're 18 years old. That's assault, brother. Right. Yeah. Well, that, but that's what I was trying to say. Like, I was trying to say, like. You're old enough. You should know because they're like 16, 17 right. year old boys. It's like you should know by now when a girl tells you no, she means that's no. That's what and, it means. And then I was telling her when you say no, mean, mean no. It. Like, mean don't it. Don't be right. like oh he he he. No fucking say no. Right. And be like stop it. Okay. Don't so, fucking hit me. I'll punch you in the face. So yes, I hundred percent agree. So here's my bigger issue when we have our our kids and I deal with a lot of parents and um, they come in they're paying. They're paying good money for their kids to learn martial arts. They're this, they're that. And I get the parent, and, you know, my son's getting bullied at school, or my daughter's getting bullied at school, and, and the parent looks at me and is like, well, I told her to stand up for herself. But they don't know what that means. Right. I'm and like, so you told your like, eight-year-old what does that to mean? stand up for themselves. So what does they're that standing. mean? They're standing. Throat they chop, know what eye that means. poke, dick kick, slap yeah. to the ears, or Literally just, just physically just, stand. Just they're eight. They don't get it. Little shit talking. See, you but know? people don't know how to do that. They yeah. don't know how to do it face to face. They could do it behind the keyboard all day long. Like, right. I am fantastic at shit talking people face to face because I deal with people face to face and I don't, I, I can't type fast enough. I'm literally like talking into my phone <laughs> just so I can make the, the, the text messages go faster. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is though, is it's like, even from a coaching standpoint, right? Sorry. What? Even from a coaching standpoint, so like if you're <laughs> coaching right. kids and stuff we'll and dealing with them, like I make it really clear, like I'm yelling, right? But I'm yelling with passion. Right. I'm not yelling because I love because, you. Because I love you. I'm yelling because I need you to hear me when you're doing the move on the field or the court or the right. mat. Right. You know what I mean? And when right. I'm in your butt about something, it's because I care about you. 
Getting better, right. And well, getting I better. Think that's the thing. And I'm is- trying not to bring yelling or criticism as a negative connotation. Right. You know what I mean? Because that goes back to what she was saying with the girl. No, the, well, the way you deliver it. Deliver well, that, it. No, delivery is everything. As a coach, is and like... And self-defense, that's the first right. thing we teach you is how to say no, how to how yell to at someone. No, and to, a yeah. lot of it, too, when you're dealing with women, a lot of women don't want to be rude. They want to be polite. And so when yeah. the guy in the parking lot starts coming towards them, they don't want to be rude. They look away. They don't... No. And you put your hand up. No, don't come near me. Right. You know what I mean? And you have to teach people and we practice how to do well, that because people that don't know how. was that when I was on a call with Jeff um, and the guy that I was like trying to convince to bring Jeff in, um, like Jeff was talking about it and I was like, uh, he was talking about um, people with the rolling, rolling backpacks yeah. and was saying how like he doesn't think they should have rolling backpacks, right? Because that's a hindrance and that's a problem and, you know, like just different things. Well, my backpack has a handle on it. Oh, yeah. And like, that's what the guy actually grabbed oh, was my backpack because he was in between. So he's like a homeless guy. And of course. I was walking through a uh, like parking lot and there's like two transformers and a uh, like wall break for cars mm-hmm. um, to park against. And he was sitting between there. And as I went past, he grabbed the handle on my backpack and like pulled me backwards and then grabbed me from behind right at the car brake. So we were right at the end of the brake. And um, like I didn't at first I freaked out because I was like moving my arms and I like couldn't get loose because he's like a man. Right. Right. Like for me, it was kind of a humbling. (laughs) Dave is a mess over here. Well, for me, it's kind of for me, it's kind of humbling. Right. Because like. You know, I feel, you know, like I grew up in a different environment. I was in a lot of fights, but like to actually be um, constrained by somebody sure. that I couldn't like get away from. And then I like remembered your video from you walking in your parking lot and like just demonstrating it. So like I turned real fast and then he, we were like face to face and I was looking at him face to face and I just like put my hand and I like pushed him as hard as I could and he like fucking fell and I was like <laughs> oh my god I did it I, I did it I was like holy shit and then I ran and I'm a fat kid so I don't run very fast <laughs> right you know but I was like oh and then I got my backpack on you know right. so I'm like oh and I like ran to my you car and Hulk Hogan leg dropped well I was like crying yes. in my car because I was oh, like shit. but then I was also well the proud emotion of, release right, yeah because I was also proud of myself but I was like crying because I was like, I can't believe that just fucking happened. Like, yeah. how did that fucking happen to me? Like, and it can I, happen I so had, quick. So from him, I'm like, I had no headphones in. I'm like, I was paying attention. Right. I was looking around and it was like, because and there was a still car happened. there, I would like look to go like around the car. It was like, you could either go to the, there was like two cars parked back to back. And it's like, you could either walk this way or you could walk in front of the car. So it's like, I was like, oh, well, I just, you know, I'll just go right. this way. And then he like grabbed me. I'm like, God damn, you know, it was like, oh. Yeah. And I was like, what? I'm such a fucking chump. Like, how did that happen to Boys. me? And then that's exactly what happened. And yeah. Like, I'm so glad I seen that video because, well, like, I don't know what that happened. I know. I know. It's I'm, crazy, I'm though, glad like, you. I know. I'm furious because I've seen where she parks, and it's an issue because she'll send me a text of pictures. Well, it's too bad you missed a seminar because you know what I did for them, right? <laughs> no, I don't. No, this because... is the worst part because. When you called me about this and I asked for like maps and stuff like that, she provided me like all the parking areas like like on a map. I literally went down there on a Sunday it, morning yeah. at like 7 a.m. with another employee of P&G who showed me around every parking lot. And I literally on that map put red spots on parts that I thought that were uncomfortable. And I presented that. 
You, you probably know exactly the spot that I probably that I yeah. You know what I mean? Because like while I was walking, I'm like, and my my buddy, he's like, well, what, well, what, we should go like ten. I said, I don't want to go at ten. I want to go like as early as possible. And he's like, why? I said, because I want to see where all the bums sleep. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's what I show him. It's like for me, for my parking lot, there's either you walk underneath a bridge mm -hmm. that seventy one's over, mm -hmm. or you go up these sketchy ass stairs yep. where I know, I know for sure a bum sleeps, Yeah, you know, every day. And you can't see in there. It's like an right. up and yep. the there's like just a bench in there. Like if you want to stop going halfway down the stairs or something, I'm like, I'm not walking there no. because you literally can't see it from above or below. Right. I'm like, I'm not going that way. But then like walking underneath the bridge, Pieces of the bridge fucking fall off all the time. Yeah, that's why. And so I, I like much. send them pictures. I'm like, almost died today, and I send them the Unbelievable. picture. Unbelievable. But like, I came home and I told him I was like, a bum grabbed my arm today when I was walking past. I was like, it freaked me out. But like, I made friends with like one bum who was super nice. He was just like a he was yeah. an, a veteran and he was homeless and you know it was like sure once a week I would bring him sandwiches and he'd be fine. But like, this is just a random dude. And then I found out like that guy chases people all the way to the uh -huh. door. And in fact, last week chased a girl all the way inside of our building and tackled her inside what? of our building in that between the doors so well, it's like I mean, you come in one doors and then there's company, a slide door you know, we've had energy, we've had our share of homeless people at at the gym at club mma yeah yeah really we've had to escort uh well it wasn't an out. escort it was homeless people or like addicts both no. a lot of addicts. well both it was both um he lives a, like behind the gym and he the was woods. living like in the woods um and, uh, you know, he was an addict. Um, oh, I heard th about this guy. He lives in the woods by, like, Kroger, doesn't he? Yeah, know? right, between yeah. us and Kroger, yeah. Because mm -hmm. Kroger has a problem with him, too. And this is not a slight on, not just, bent, like, bashing on all homeless people here. No, like, I mean, he no, was, no, no not at all. That's why I said I was, was friends uh, with this one. Guy, he was right. super great. Right. I love that you're aware of that. Like, you're throwing that out there. <laughs> like, we're like, not bashing homeless well, people. Well, no, I mean, no, we'll it sort of it sounds like we are. I mean, like... You know, he was just your a, job um, is to teach self defense. Well, that, so, but like that's that's, that's the only reason I bring it up is because it became a self defense issue, right? Um, you know, because he came into the gym one night and this guy, this guy, and he oh, gets some information. I'm like, you're not all there, pal. Why don't you just call it a day? Yeah, and and go. So was he drunk or was he? On he some was shit? on. He something. was on. Something. And two, you could tell he was a little beat up. Uh -huh. And I was like, are you all right? Yeah. You know, and I was like. Why don't you just Why don't you just go, right? And uh, the next day, what? Oh, you're off. Like you're not on the mic. Oh, oh, I'm right here. The yeah. next day, look um, at you, man. Thanks, bud. Coming through. I'll take those too. <laughs> wow, special, we have we have a delivery, delivery. service. Uh, delivery service. We have a slight intermission here guy. for delivery. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Um, Love you, dude. So the next day, I was like, hey, man, I was like, you know, why don't you just get out? I was like, we're not interested. Don't come back. Right. And because um, I've seen him in the parking lot and stuff. And, uh -huh. you know, and where our business is, we're um, we get a lot of old timers coming in in the, the daytime and he'll be out there hassling for money and stuff. And I right. had to run him off a couple of times. Right. And um, I was teaching on my back mat and I had a curtain pulled and I kind of just popped my head around and he was like heading into my bathroom at the gym. Uh -huh. Like, so he made it past the front door. Oh, he's like snuck in. He, he snuck like, in. He, he, made, snuck he in. made it past the front door. He, he must have it. come in at a really busy time. Yeah, we were super busy. Our front busy. desk staff's really good about yeah. Like, um, yeah. not, the, we have, the way the entrance is, is you've got the whole front desk and then there's probably only like a five foot, four foot 
section yeah, that you not, have to walk yeah, through. Seen, yeah, it's like and, a little hallway. And I'm not kidding. I've stepped in front of people before and like, you're not getting past me because my kids are back. You know what I mean? Right, when yeah. I say my kids, I mean all of the club yeah. MMA kids, right? They're your it's kids. like that, right. That you like, I have been yeah. a wall before. Right. Um, so I wasn't there that night, but yeah, he, uh, he must have snuck he made in. It, he made it to the, like the corner right to the bathroom and he saw me and he tried to scoot into the bathroom and I just pinned him like snatched him up pinned him up against the wall um he he kind of he swung at me he sw he swung like yeah. trying to he punch was, you he's out of it i mean he's yeah, no, no, he's no, on he, something yeah. all the he was time totally out of it like so wow so he you know and i was like teaching kids jujitsu on the back mat and the front mat had probably back mat probably had 10 to 15 <laughs> this kids i was playing the whole mat. time like watch this shit i'm gonna go <laughs> and, in here and, and take this martial arts dude he out. swung on me i spun <laughs> him i kind of like spun him around got his arm behind his back uh -huh. you know had him by the back of the shirt or top of the neck right and and then from there, I literally I don't even remember what I said. I was <laughs> so, screaming. I mean, you didn't beat his ass. I listened well, to a podcast where well, they were talking about well, old dojos. I got <laughs> I got him, I got him through the parents as an escort. So I like escorted him yeah. as I'm walking past, looking at all my guys, and I'm walking him past and getting past the front desk. And then we got to the door, and then that's when he resisted me, and he um, I went to like push him out the door. And I'm screaming, so everybody knew that I was like, "Get out of here, motherfucker!" I never right. said you could come in here. Yeah. And da 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 this, and and he like posted his hands on the door, oh. and then from there I kind of just like popped him a couple times from behind, I like need him like right in the ass crack, <laughs> and just kind of shoved him out the door as fast as I could because people were coming in. Yeah. And like, in, yeah, and like, and like, I'm pushing this dude out. We're a family out. place. Yeah, yeah. No, that's people what I was are half clueless. Like, yeah. I mean, half the people yeah. didn't even realize what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I got him out the door, and I got him. I kind of just tripped him and threw him on the floor really quick out the door, and turn around screaming at my front desk. Day. I'm like, call nine one one right now. Get get somebody get down, down here. Yeah. Get Green Township down here now. Did they come down? Yeah, quick? they came. Yeah, down. I mean, the nice thing is a lot of you know we have a lot of police officers that train with us. We right, know a lot right, of them. Right. And then the other thing that I don't know if anybody knows, but he trains um, mm -hmm. at jails, so he has actually written how yeah, they handle have, people at 2020. What is it called? I'm aware of that. And Lima. <laughs> so so like for him to escort someone out, that's really easy. Like that's literally he's written the program on how to do that at 2020. Yeah, I have a t-shirt upstairs. Other with jails. The program. Oh, that's right, you do, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying awesome. to say. What's it's that called? Change, it's, it's changed. changed. Oh, okay. It's the old blue one. It's got it yeah. on the front. Yeah, I'm still yeah. OG. I wear it all the time. No, so, it. It so might be in the you know, right now, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so, do. so yeah. So, but like I said, like that I mean, happens. That happens. Yeah. So, club MMA is a. It, it's it's more of a family oriented. Sure, definitely. Jim, like I feel like. Uh, like when you guys were up here on Ebenezer, it felt more like kids, families trained together. You have but, like, but I think we definitely don't want to get it twisted to think like that. Jeff hasn't trained actual pro fighters. Savages, now. Yeah, yeah. You've got savages in your gym too. So if you want to be got a, a savage, go there. Yeah. So club, I mean, we actually just reached. We have we just had 550 active clients. So That's a lot. We've gotten it's a lot. That's a um, lot. But yes, the majority of them are families. So we've always said we've always wanted to help people change the community, build confidence, change the world one student at a time. We do that through martial arts. Um, yeah. But the goal is obviously just to make lives better. So however yeah. that needs to happen. Everybody I talk to, I send them your way for well, sure. Well, thank you. Like anybody, um, like, you guys know yeah. I do. I, <laughs> yes. I, I whore you guys out all the time. Oh, to everyone. You know so, the yeah, killer so, bees there now, right? Killer bee. From Slaughterhouse, one half of Slaughterhouse. I got CDs over there. Are you talking Brandon? <laughs> yeah, Brandon. 
I was, His rap I was, name I was saw, Killer B. You should I saw say. him this morning. I was giving him hell. I was like, hey, man, I just uh, saw on the internet that uh, ICP's coming to town this weekend. <laughs> I got a text from a buddy at work saying And he's thing. like, I was like, you don't want to go? I was like, I, I don't understand like how you're, I was like, because you're a rocker now. <laughs> I was yeah. like, but back in the day, I was like, I, and I told him, I was like, you know where I'm going? You know where I'm going today? He's like, where? I was like, going to Dave Waggle's house. He's like, what are you doing over there? I was like, he invited me over for a podcast. Yeah. He's like, you know Dave Waggle? I said, yeah, man. Yeah, we. I was like, where's your Juggalo tattoo at? <laughs> him? He got yeah. all his shit covered up. He had a bad experience with him, but dude, he's he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, no, he's a great him. dude. We love he him. Is a great the whole dude. family, his whole for family him. trains. His well, two that, boys. We had his boys his for months. Yeah, I see his wife them. there now too. Yeah, we we've, had, we've had them for almost, probably years now. Yeah. And then him and his wife finally Just decided started. they decided to quit smoking. Yes. And train, so he's doing jujitsu. So that's she's what's doing really exciting. Class. We always say that we get the kid, and then we get the parent, right? That's what happened. But to yeah, us? so it's a wide, no, it's I a wide range. No, no, We've you got, got, you got Dave, and then you yeah. got them, well, and I'm then the kid. right? Kid. I mean, you got yeah, the kid, that, and then you got the true. other kids. So you I know, Muay Thai for fitness. That that's was right. Fun. You did. Yeah. I forgot that you did for a while. That's why I love. Yeah, we've got it all. So we've got for kids. We've got fitness. We've got adult Muay Thai. We've got adult jujitsu. Um adult he's doing sick fighting now too we've got so yeah it's kind of got something for everything yeah Yeah. jujitsu is dude i still remember your tournament that you won americana remember a lot you remember oh i got i got a picture that i look i i thought i was gonna break that dude's wrist oh yeah i swear to god i did man his dad i remember his dad we're like this close yeah and i'm screaming in his ear telling him how to do it and he did it and and this is the thing fucking dave waggle he's like nate diaz (laughs) nick diaz whichever diaz it was he locks it in and he's getting ready to pull it, and he's like, it's super intense. And he just looks at me. He's like, like <laughs> he makes a face at <laughs> and you. He totally he looks sticks over. his tongue out at me. I'm like, dude, I went to one of Dave's like, tournaments, <laughs> and this giant black dude who looks like he just got out of prison yep. and has only been lifting weights for like the last <laughs> 10 years comes walking in and I know he's a heavyweight and I was like I don't want you to fight that guy and Dave was fuck that I want that guy first and they were like of course. Uh, he's fighting this dude I was like fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then Dave just got like annihilated just be okay with that it. dude picked me up double leg and dropped me on my head and yeah. I seen stars and I was like holy shit okay I'm shit. done yeah. Yeah. no yeah. then he come out and was like I gotta get in the gym that's that's what it was yeah like man the ninjutsu like that guy was my idol growing up i know did you get my message i sent you a text didn't i yeah i sent you You sent me a picture i know with stephen k hayes i know that's why i sent it to you that was like right after i met him do you have a pen can you give me a pen over there Right after I met him. Oh, here's here, one right here. Right here. Oh, I thought I had one up here. All right, oh, Stephen K. Hayes. So, That's hilarious. <laughs> He's up in Dayton. Yeah. So so when I was when I was young, me and a buddy of mine, uh, we used to train ninjutsu. And we used to go to, um, do you remember Walden Books? Of course. Of course, okay. of course I remember Walden Books. <laughs> so we went to Walden Books and we got ninja books. And Stephen K. Hayes had a book out. And we used to train. Only ninja that authored a book. <laughs> <laughs> we used to train ninjutsu out of a book. And that and so yeah, so yeah. So you should you tell him the, about your you gotta, ninja experience. You gotta hit the like can you do all the finger thingies? No. No. The finger thingies and like You know what I'm talking about? You I do, but I, dude. Come on. Like I know but I years. No. I don't I gotta look all that shit up. So Dave and his best friend so, were being ninjas. So so here, I'll go into it. How we, old are we? 
14. So okay. he would 13? like to pretend he was maybe 10. So I'm the biggest the ninja out there, right? I'm a pretty freaking big ninja. <laughs> I think ninja. it makes the story better that Look. he was 14. Yeah. No, that. it does. But like you would hope that he was 10 at the time. But wait till you find out how old he was. Go ahead. I said I was 14. So we used to go to the flea market out of Trader's World. No, yeah, Trader's World. There was a lady out there that used to sell like. Ninja uh, stuff? Yeah, like like you uh, you ever see that catalog? You probably get the catalog at home. Do you get a catalog with like weird weapons in it? He probably like, has all like, the stuff. I mean, be like the batarang that's like <laughs> yeah. sharpened and it looks like a, it looks like the Batman. Yeah, that emblem. was Black Belt Magazine. Well, Black Belt Magazine, but there's like a catalog that you can get now. Oh yeah, Century catalogs. Yeah. No, no. Well, it's like something with a B. It's it's we I don't know what it's called, but I deliver it in the mail, and it's all like crazy shit. Like it'll be like a big sword with like an iron dragon on it or whatever. Do you know well, how many swords I have, dude? I how many? Quite a few. I have a I have a <laughs> There's I, weapons I, have, everywhere. I have enough swords to necessitate an entire rack. Do you have nunchucks? <laughs> of, course. of course. How many? Uh, probably like three or four pairs. My Dude. son was playing with his uh, this morning. Your son has nunchucks? Yeah. Is There's so in? many weapons. There's have, weapons like, everywhere. Nunchucks? Sticks and knives. And oh, the three ring ones? Yeah. The, 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 th uh, the, th uh, the three um, three piece bow staff? Yeah. No. I'm okay. not, that's, oh that'll get you fucking hurt. Yeah. People <laughs> think we are the biggest dorks, I think. What? Wow. Dorks are what? When All I was growing this. up, my no, dad. This is great. My People dad had Beta. This. Do you guys remember oh, Beta? Oh, of course, Beta Max. Up? Yeah. yeah, and we had all the Bruce Lee movies oh, yeah. on beta. Yeah, Chinese yeah. Connection, Fist yeah. of Fury. So yep. my dad was super into it, and we would always watch Bruce Lee movies like all the time. And my dad had like 20 pairs of nunchucks that he oh, yeah. had hanging up in the closet. Uh -huh. And like one time we thought someone was in our backyard, and my dad got a pair of nunchucks out and like went into our backyard <laughs> and was best. walking around all Bruce Lee yes. in, the, in Detroit. Like, so right, right, is like right. It's not some random They're probably the most place. dangerous weapon out there. Right. For the user. Right. Okay. Right. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to get more I, hurt. I had him and I was like, as I'm the totally user than you like, are. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, anyway. Nunchuck to the eye. Yeah. yeah Nunchuck to the Here's the ninja story. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were 10 years old. We used to. No, 14. you weren't 10. Okay. We you were like 14. 14. <laughs> we were older and we used to train ninjutsu. Dave is six foot five at this right. point. So, just so yeah. everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we paint used to, the picture. So yeah. we used to cha train ninjutsu every day. We had a clubhouse in the backyard. We would do like ninja moves. We would get in full ninja uniform and try and hide for people at night while they you. were in their house. Swear to God. You did an go, American ninja where you like wore American a red sash? Ninja was you hid shit, from dude. people? Did yeah, you dude. like, yeah, like they jump would come out at them? No, they would come out to their car and we would hide as close as we could get to them without them knowing we were there. They were ninjas. We were ninjas. Oh my Christ. Dude. Wow. And we, this we is didn't a have whole level. Dude, we didn't have weapons on us so we weren't trying to kill nobody. We were just trying to Just trying sneaky. to be ninja, right. Just yeah. trying to be ninja. So one night, behind my house where my mom grew we grew up on Clover Hill and behind uh -huh. our house was the Delhi Swim Club Tennis mm -hmm. courts and stuff. But there's woods and stuff behind <laughs> There's the woods behind there. So we used to go rappelling in the woods. There was like a creek and there would be, you know, we would just, True. every day uh -huh. we would go out rappel. We would train. <laughs> we got in full train. uniform. Did During, you have the claws and climb? We did. Wow. climb the trees, dude. Swear to God, bro. <laughs> we had tabby boots. You remember the oh, tabby yeah. boots with uh -huh. the two? Yeah. <laughs> dude, all in. So it was all nighttime. in. He like, says all in. All in. All they in. were all in. We were uh, all in. That's intense. I've got throwing stars. I got pictures. I had to get them. Wait, wait. They said no weapons. When we go upstairs, I'll show you. Like he's thrown stars upstairs into the walls. I'm like, what are you uh, doing? There was one stuck oh. in that wall right there. That's hysterical. That it is. Yeah, it's there. Is it behind the boat? Yeah, behind the boat. Because that's a great idea. I got, I got throwing knives. 
Throw a knife. I got one in there too. They set up a whole throwing knife thing in the gym. Well, I'm like, you guys. Where's my call at? Give me a call. I'll come I have throw a, stars. I have a professional <laughs> knife throw I have a professional knife thrower. That came and gave them that all came lessons. And gives us lessons. Okay. I'm going to come to that. I'm class. in. He's like, I'm no, in. Like, I'm in. This dude's he's like what bad this dude's bad place. motherfucker. Sure. Like I'm But I come into the gym and there's this big giant wood thing back by the and I'm like, you got it this is a kid's gym. I can't have you throwing knives Why? all the time back like you gotta if cover Jay that had up. Throwing stars the day the you guy gotta cover her, that up. He would have been done. No, no, she what? She would have threw it in his leg. She would have been like, what I the could fuck? not have thrown it as I was, I was gripped from behind. Right, he grabbed her from behind. <laughs> I would have had to like punch him in the. What dick. was the little right. thing you have on your keychains? It's like a little stick. Oh, right, the coupon, you'd the coupon. coupon. Yeah, she needs one of those. So anyway, we dressed up in full ninja garb. There was a there was a swim club meeting, and we were like sneaking up to the people at the club. And these little kids seen us. So you weren't a good ninja. So we weren't a good little ninja. kids. And this kid said that we tried to take him in the woods. <gasps> oh. No shit. Oh. Swear to God, dude. And we didn't. We were just playing around. We were talking to the You're kids. Well, Facebook wasn't around then. Dude. So then the next day. I mean, it is a little suspect 14-year-olds being ninjas. Well, but the thing is, though, is that Jeff was going to some dude's house on Coleraine who was training kids in their basement. Right. Like, it's a totally yeah, different Yeah, but their time. parents were there. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> a totally different right. time. Like, right. if someone was like, yeah, I go to this dude's basement. He teaches me karate. I'd be like. We'd be like, no, you don't he? anymore. Right. Yeah, no shit. Does he give you a lot of hugs? <laughs> right. Like, those would right. be things I would be yeah, asking. Yeah, we, we grabble right. a lot. We right. grabble a lot. We yeah. would you wrestle? Be, you ever been upstairs? What's the uniform? Right. Yeah. Does he give you drinks? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's what they said, right? And we were like, No, we weren't. So so anyway, this is what. So this is what they were. Yeah. We were just messing with them. We were talking, right? Right. So then we left. We rolled. Yeah. We went back to my house. The next day was during the daytime. Full ninja garb. We go back up there. Okay. People are playing tennis. We're like, like ninjas. They see us. They leave. All of a sudden, cops come. Yeah, cops. I mean, Dave's and they come ever. down and they walk, and me and my buddy like dive into a ditch, and we're like laying there, and they look at us. We could have rolled and <laughs> dipped. Instead, we're like, yeah, okay, and they took us in. We had to go to court and everything. These kids said that we tried to take him in the woods and shit. Holy and crap, dude. dude! It was crazy. And you got took twenty twenty, like, didn't you? What? So nah, we didn't. No, we just went to court, and then. That was it. They so the it. end it of this like, story is that whenever we have like a gag gift Christmas with all of our friends, they give them a ninja outfit a ninja every uniform. single time. Yeah, my one guy down the street, my buddy Paul. Dude, you he can't gave be like spying on people. And That's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> or chloroform. Yeah, because he's that? a chemist. Yeah. He's a chemist. So he so gave he Dave a, a, nin a ninja outfit and chlorophyll. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. oh my awesome. gosh, That's amazing. Chloroform. Chloroform. So moral of the story, kids: Don't spy on people dressed as ninjas. I don't know if ninjas are a thing. Or also, if we don't condone that activity. If you're a 14 year old, six foot five ninja, you probably shouldn't be. So, this is another thing I have <laughs> in my phone UFC number three. Okay. Long time ago. Yeah. That was when they didn't have weight classes. Mm hmm. Was, Nothing. Uh, it was like no was holds it, uh, barred. Ken, uh, uh, Ken Shamrock versus Hoist Gracie. There was a ninjutsu guy in there. Yeah. Do you remember oh, him? Oh, God. That didn't go well. That was all it yeah. didn't. That's when I was like, fuck, ninjutsu's not good. <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember watching his ass now. beat. I think it was by a Muay Thai kickboxer, and I think that was the one where the guy uh, he just it's demolished him by a Muay Thai kickboxer. Like, Let me ask you this: Do you think the right, UFC which, should bring back like a master class where it's like no weights, like where like TJ Dillashaw could fight Brock Lesnar? 
Like, would you be excited to see something like that? Or do you uh, think there's enough crossover now in UFC that that that's not possible? I don't think it's going to be okay. So logistically, it's never going to be possible because not in the United States, it's not possible. Right. Um, just because it's such a unified sport, and and the thing is about the sport now, and not just UFC, but the sport of MMA, government's trying to get involved. Um, so uh, that will never happen in the United States, right. in my opinion, um, which is just as useless as everybody else's. But right. um, maybe in another country, maybe in Japan, Japan you know, stuff for like that. Sure. They're all in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, do you like seeing that as a fan of, of no. MMA, mixed martial arts, UFC, all that stuff? Like, would you? I mean, you wouldn't want to see like the little, like the David versus Goliath type. I don't want to see a 135, 125 pound man fight a 265 pound man. Right. I don't. I mean, like, you you can see that on Facebook or scrolling, yeah. you know. All There's the time. a lot of that, now. but like, just, oh, yeah. it's tons. But yeah. like, no, I mean, I, I get what it was because the reason I don't want to see it is because first off. Any martial, any person that studies martial arts, not mixed martial arts, not cage fighting, knows better right. that martial arts is about self defense. Right. And self defense rule number one is run. Right. <laughs> Get right? out. Get out. Be gone. Yeah. Be evasive. Situational awareness. That's what my my uncle told me that a long time ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> and I'll so, do that. And, and, and two, in a person that's trained, and even if a hundred and thirty five pound high level martial artist encounters a six foot five 265 pound man well they fucking know better right like i'm not interested and two last resort you know throat chop go back to rule number one yeah. run right you know what i mean so as a sport to me that's just like a that's a that's a death match man you're just right. i don't i'm not i'm not personally interested in that i want to see from a sport perspective two skilled athletes compete at a high level that's what you see now. Now, I think, as a martial arts and self defense coach, I want to hear stuff like your story saying this worked right. and right. I got out. Please put yeah. me in a pamphlet. <laughs> you know, we'll schedule a, a photo we'll, shoot we'll, we'll and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be shooting a commercial tomorrow. I yeah, I mean, so like I'm ready. Let's two, let this. Uh, this uh, I had an allergic reaction, so like I got this little like. Mama, I'm like, so let's wait till that clears up. Then I'm ready. <laughs> we can reenact and everything. Well, know? I think it, I think a lot of the stuff like now, like even with Dade, like we brought Dade to you guys because of the bullying and st there's a lot of that going on now. And it's not just crossing over from school. Now you have to deal with it with social media and it's really, you know, yeah. like they talk about the suicide rates of exhausting kids the social is media so high now because of how also much for boys, like boys are more likely to kill themselves than girls. Girls are more likely to be like cutters. Right, um, but yeah. boys are more likely to kill themselves because of bullying. Yeah. No, I mean that's a that's that's going to be a topic till the end of time. Yeah. It will be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, the right. thing and we is, get it a lot. I mean, we, we get it a lot. Obviously, yeah. every well, day I, like I get a phone call. What you were saying before, self defense is important, and I think it is for anybody. Like even just confidence in yourself. Well, that's what we're building. Is right. Like, we've got to work confidence. on confidence. Like when I came to you, I was at a time where I had some issues to deal with, and and it did coming to you, training with you made me more confident as a grown man knowing to not fear anybody or any situation because of the things that you learn there 
and the, the people you train with are just like you. So when you train with savages and you become a savage, you don't really fear any situation anymore. Well, and it's well, also been definitely reflective, like, when we've gone out. Like, yeah. when he and I go out, like, just random people will come up to him and be like, you're the most, like, alpha male in this room. Yeah, I'm somebody like, said that. Yeah. yeah. Like, we that's the weirdest shit. Back in that day. Uh, <laughs> that was well, it, it wasn't Mike who said that, but we no, were, but we were at Fred. Yeah, we were out with Mike He just came up in a bar downtown and was like, you're the most... What did he say? Yo, you're the most manliest man in this bar right now. And it was the weirdest thing. And so I looked at him and I was like, I go, does that happen a lot? Because, like, I'm a girl and we're just right. And that comes from, like, training with you. Because when I trained with you, I built the confidence. Right. You had had an aura. So, like, like, I walk around and I don't fear anybody now. Well, that, but, like, I don't want to say that I don't fear people. I I fear more now than ever. You do. But, But it's a different kind of fear. You know what I mean? It's a fear of what I could do to you if I had to. Right. That bothers me. Right. But for me, like how I, I think through my confidence of training and being on the mat and, and, and doing all this stuff, my confidence is so high that it shows in my body language. Right. You know, right. Um, and, and, and how I walk, how I talk, how I care myself, like how I look at you, like if I'm yeah. passing you, right. how I look at you. And two, I can control <laughs> everything about my body right. i can control my facial expressions i know if i'm passing you and you like kind of give me a nod hey how you doing what's up how's it going like and i can speak at a tone or have a tonality about myself to where i'm i can be firm but non-confrontational right. if i walk past you and i say oh hey how are you and if you look at me and say, oh, good. I go, great. no. Yeah, you might say that. But, <laughs> right. but, no. but I know. Don't come any closer. Right. You know. Stop. But that's the other thing, too, because, like, nowadays, like, you can't give somebody a compliment. It's it? too hard. Stop, stranger. It's, it, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. You know. That's what we teach stranger. the kids. Yeah, stop, stranger. Absolutely. You know, so for me, like, I was at Kroger's one time by myself grocery shopping. And I'm, like, in the fruit section just getting some bananas. And a guy passes me, and he's like, looks at me. I'm like, hey, because he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. Yeah. And I didn't want to be bothered, and it's it's late. I just came from the gym, and he's like, going through my bed. He's like, excuse me, sir. I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, that. He's like that right there. He's like, how do you, how do you do that? And I'm like, what do you what do you mean? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I saw you walk in with your cart. Go straight to the fruit, and he's like, and you just got an aura about you. I'm like, okay. That's it. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know. He's like, you got an aura about you, and he's like, how do you do that? And You're I was like, like we'll be hyper focused on oranges. And I said, <laughs> and I just gave him a card, and I was like, oranges. I teach martial arts for a living. He's like, that's must that that's what it is. That's it. That is. But and yeah. I really wanted a banana. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dude. It's like I've been <laughs> waiting all day for these goddamn oranges, and you're trying now to. Now I gotta friends. go to Kroger's with sunglasses and earbuds in. Yeah. Right. That's what she does. Them. She always shops with earbuds. Oh, I just yeah. I just do it online. Well, sometimes and pick it up. though they're not on. So that's I just, okay. I just put them in so that people don't talk to me. I yeah, do that when I deliver mail. I just I can't talk to yeah. people because there's just there's a lot of stupidity around. Also, yeah. like I have resting bitch face, so then like people want to like fight me. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, yeah I'm so. like but I'm, that's the confidence thing. No, it's like I just I'm not friendly. 
Like I, I want to be friendly. Do you know the only thing that makes <laughs> like, me smile? Like I want to be friendly, but like I'm, not, I'm really not. Like yeah. well, no, he I yells at me because I'm too friendly. Yeah, it's he uh, yells at yeah, me. My for best that. friend is He's super like, friendly. Quit being nice. Like that person could be not nice, and you're being nice. Yeah, he yells at me. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like, I'm the it's same not way. that I don't want to be friendly. I would just prefer to be courteous and left alone. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, is like the only things that make that you'll get a genuine smile out of me is if I'm, like, grocery shopping or if I'm with my kids and I see, like, another kid, maybe a little younger, like, right. that reminds me of my kids and, or, yeah. like, if I'm out by myself, like, we were just having dinner and uh, before we came over and there was a, a family and they had their little girl, probably three-ish. Three, yeah. And, like, good as gold and, I just, and we're, like, observing her and stuff and yeah. I'm, like, wow, that's the most well-mannered child that we've had. I'm, like, yeah, that shit wouldn't fly with our son but our daughter right. would have probably pulled that off but, like, that makes me genuinely smile right. because... You know, it's an innocent child, and there's so much potential there. But, like, you know, if you're that asshole that just sits in the middle of the aisle in the grocery store and, and like, takes your sweet-ass time and you see me pushing a cart with two kids that are being shitheads, like, come on, get the fuck out of the way. Right. Like, yeah. me, I'm like, I hold, I held the door open for you, say thank you, yeah. and I'm going to say you're welcome. Right. And that's going to be it. Like, I don't need to be your best friend right at the grocery store. I'm just right. trying to get my shit done. And I actually posted a picture like where I use one of those uh, Snapchat filters and I was like how I feel internally when a man tells me to smile when I'm grocery shopping. Like that's the, I, like, I, I People found- People tell you to smile? Yeah, smile. yeah all the time. Business. Like I- Really? Yeah, like every day wow. at least one person tells me Resting to smile. And I, I told Dave, I said, I said, you know, I said in my life, like the two triggers I have are like Monday morning quarterbacks and dudes who tell me to smile. Yeah. Like, because it's like, do you ever say to another man, like, while he's doing something, you should smile? Yeah, like, totally. He's jackhammering away, and you're like, right. smile. smile. You'd be prettier if you smile. I'm not trying to look pretty. I'm trying to get some fucking chips, bro. Right, Like, right. leave me alone. Like, right. I don't want to be here. My I fucking hate And my existence shop. is not to be here to make you well, I'm be not, pretty and make I'm you not look he, at me. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I'm not here to be pretty and make your life better. But right. That's like, what he wants. Like, I fuck around and say, yeah, I touch and improve wants. lives. Ugh. That's what I say all the time. But it's like, I'm just trying to get some goldfish, bro. Get the fuck out of the way. Like, yeah, don't right. tell me I mean, I, you'd be pretty if you smile. Maybe I smile like the Joker. You don't fucking know. Like, leave <laughs> me alone. Yeah. <laughs> she is it. very triggered, but I totally agree with you. I I'm amazed that people things. that people would say that. Like, literally I don't have that day. problem. I typically have I a smile on my face all the time. Say, yeah, but Jeff doesn't. Jeff doesn't have that problem because he's a man. Right, right, right. But that's no, you're right. right. I mean, that's crap. That's hundred percent. I mean, like. Oh, we can have I, that conversation. I, you know, like, the problems he doesn't have because he's a man, and what I have. I'll walk past somebody that's panhandling or. You know, selling something or this or that. Yeah, the Girl Scouts, man, they skip me. <laughs> you know, at Kroger's, like, when I'm walking past Not them. me. They see yeah. me. They're like, big ass. She needs some cookies. <laughs> no, like, you see that oh, ass on that girl? She needs alone. thin mints. You know, so, yeah. yeah. You know, but, but that's the thing, too, though. But, like, through my work and my training and stuff, like, I'm, I'm actually being a ninja. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dave, no, you I'm, help. I'm training you right now. I love, <laughs> I love the ninja on right location yeah like well those no just like uh, well no but like yeah. I, I mean but like when i carry myself especially in public it just depends you know what i mean like in my comfort zones where i where i you know shop or do certain things like you're trying to be incognito well that but seen, like not be well no but like just i'm aware of my surroundings mm -hmm. i know what i'm doing i know where i'm going i know what i want and that's a big part of my self-defense principles is 
planning and, and stuff like that. But like I carry myself a certain way. You know, if, if people talk to me a certain way or say certain things to me, oh, hey, how's it going? If I want to keep it short, oh, it's really nice to see. I got to get going right. um, and stuff like that. But like then when I get into uncomfortable places, like places that I don't go to a lot, I am on red alert. I'm, I, I mean, I could be those, the worst. I could be places? the worst person to be around. Like he is the like worst person to be around. Place? I will go ahead and vouch for that. Like around those downtown places. on uh, the square at all. Downtown, taking him downtown is a nightmare. Well, you know, he is why? so you high alert. Videos. Like He's you so see, high like, alert. I, I always bring up the video with my boys because I tell them how important like self-defense is in your life as a man because like me and Jade walk downtown all the time. We go down there. It's nice. There's places to eat. You go in a parking garage. Well, that's where shit happens. That's mm-hmm. where the videos come out of a guy getting jumped with his girlfriend, having to fight three dudes because it's their day. They want to fuck with this guy. You know, and you see the, the Russian guy walking with his girlfriend. They're walking yeah, down the road. The, yep. And, and those two guys, they grab the girl or something, and he turns around and just fucking head kicks one and knocks the other one out and just whoops ass. Uh-huh. And it's like, those are the situations and the things that you see that you're like, as a man, you have to be prepared for that stuff. Even as a woman. like No, everybody's got to be used, prepared for Everybody it. has to yeah. be prepared. Not, But like, I go back like old school, like the protector, right. the man, the hunter, the gatherer, the protector of the, mm-hmm. the house. You know what I mean? So, and it's like, that's, I think as a dad, what I'm trying to portray to, to my boys. Like, and then I, I choke them out on Easter. And, and then you what? Then yeah, I choke she, him out on yeah, Easter. Yeah, we got a video just on saying. here. She choked Gage <laughs> out. Gage likes to poke the bear, and Dade does. Like, they're at that point now in their life where they want to poke the lion, right? Like, they want <laughs> to poke the lion. Hey, you can't be they a kitty. You can, ha- you can have a lion's heart, but you are you got a kitty cat body right. power. So Dade's Sorry. the captain of the ship now. Yeah, because he can't. Dave walks around and says, I'm the alpha. Like, I'm the alpha. This is my kingdom. You won't take the throne from me. So... Yeah, you get it when I hand it to you. Then, yeah, I'll then, hand it to then, you. So then Dave decided to call himself the captain. Right. Because he won't Gage be alpha. Gage was his assistant. But, but Gage is like, you know, so Gage weighs uh, like a buck 45. And, Gage you know, is not aggressive Dave, at all. Dave is no. 210 and yeah. Dave is 300 plus. Yeah. Even though he'll say 300. I'll yeah, 300. Plus. That's a good even number. So That's then number. Gage is like, well, then I'll fuck with mom. What can I do with mom? And I'm like, well. Dad, you so should she'll train just be jazz, laying on the so, couch right. and he'll come up I'll, and poke I'll her. come back, yeah. And then she'll get up and go, okay, we're doing this today. And that's when I got the phone out and videotaped her choking him out to a tap out. That's awesome. Rear naked choke's my favorite. Oh, that's so. the best. Good job. I got, now he knows. But, but the one I was talking about was that Dave likes to fuck with me sometimes, too. You never got me. I, I got you, you on Easter no, in front of you your head. whole family. I rear naked choked you in front of your whole family. So sometimes you have to let them win oh, so that they feel yeah. good about it, right? Like, I want her to know that if she's downtown and a guy messes with her, she could probably choke him out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dave, we got space right here behind us. Dave always, I can commentate I this. Commentating uh, experience. We can commentate this Dave, fight. Last time Dave, Dave and ladies and gentlemen. always give up their backs. She always. Was, <laughs> Not uh, good. It's not good to give no, up your back. Not good. It is yeah. when you're when you're wrestling. It's fine because you know if you, you can't get flat on your back. Hey man, yeah, this isn't the sport of I wrestling. Just, though, I just I just coached the sport of wrestling. Yeah, he coached yeah, kindergarten. Yeah, so, yeah, so did Ooh, wrestling you did. coach? Yeah, uh, Three Rivers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we we live in Three Rivers now. So um, uh, that's where our kids go to school. Uh-huh. And um, the high school wrestling coach brought his daughter up to the gym. And we're coaching her for a while, and him and I started becoming pals. And 
um, I really like him. I really like him, and we we know a lot of the same people. So it's oh, you know this guy. Oh, you know that guy. And uh, he's like, hey man, he's like, uh, I know your kids are like kindergarten, first grade. Um, you should sign them up for wrestling. You hooked them in. And uh, I, said, cool. life, I said, cool. I said, cool. Got them early. Coach Especially down there, man. Uh, you get the I same said, so 10 cool. people doing everything. I said, so cool. Yeah, 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 I'll sign them up. So I did the first year. And they had a great little yeah. coach, uh, Coach Chris. And he ran them. And, um, you know, season's over. And, you know, me and, me and Ryan are talking. And he's like, hey, uh, Coach Chris's kids are getting a little older. He's going to bump up. We need a kindergarten, first grade coach. He's like, <laughs> you should totally do it. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Hook, line, and, uh, sinker, baby. Right. And, uh, so now, he, now he's got to take soon. a night off from the gym, and we <laughs> yeah. hire employees to cover him so he can go volunteer at the school. But, I mean, it's cool. I, I can't talk because I, I – I love how Abby's so business-minded. She's like, we have to hire employees to cover him. Yeah. That's yeah. fine because that's uh, what he wants to do. I can't talk. I get I volunteer way more than he does. Uh, so <laughs> You're um, like, but I volunteer at 9 a.m. when, like, only personal training no. sessions are coming in, so it's really yeah. not – so I got, to, I got to go do that um, for the season, and uh, they announced that I was doing it, and we ended up getting, like, 26 kids uh, for the wrestling season for kindergarten first grade. So what was it before you came in? Uh, la- the first like season I was there, they had about 8 so. to 10. So now there's 26. Well, we had 26, so it was a great season. For K-1, a, yeah. For K-1, it was a great season. Um, I learned a ton. Both of your kids wrestle? Huh? Do they like it? Yeah. They yep. both like her. Oh, Jade is really into it. So our almost eight-year-old girl, she is very much into martial arts. She's very into wrestling. She well, know, she um, does jujitsu at the gym. She does MMA at the gym, and she is intense about it. Stryker does it all, but he just give doesn't give a shit about anything. I, so Stryker has the touch. He's got Stryker has disorder. a sensory disorder. But yeah. I also think that's a second kid thing. Like I seen this yeah. perfect meme. Oh, he's and a lazy it was little like, shit. Well, I mean, I, said, I, like, I love him. He is so said, lazy. It said, everybody, look at your second kid. Tell me they don't give a fuck about nothing. They don't. And I go, my second kid gives a fuck about doesn't. nothing. But you know what? They would like, so yeah, Stryker has a sensory disorder. Stryker doesn't <laughs> give a shit about anything. Striker, I would say, is a little bit behind in school. Like, we we need to work on reading more. We'll get him a tutor he's this awesome, this summer. Like, he just gives. He gives no right shit. He's like, but fuck it, I'm driving my. Jade Jeep. is like insanely <laughs> smart. She is super into martial arts. She's she's super intense. She's an anxiety ridden kid. I gotta wake up early and get my homework done. I Dad. don't. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like. Oh yeah. yeah. That's kind of how Jade is. Like, she arts, came. Yeah. So we were just on vacation. and We came home and. On Thursday, she went to so she went to school Thursday and Friday this week. So on Thursday, she got her spelling list, and on Friday, she had the the test. Test. And I told her, if you do bad on the test, we'll just study all weekend. Your teacher will let you do it again on Monday since you missed the first three days of the week. You know, she comes out of school, and and I'm with my other nephew who's in the fourth grade, and we said, "How'd you do on spelling?" And she all upset. Oh, I didn't do very good. I said, "You didn't." And she goes, "I missed one of the bonus words." And we all just busted out laughing. Like, dude, one bonus word. Like, (laughs) you're fine. But the point is, is I don't worry about Stryker at all because he doesn't give a shit. And like, when it comes to life, like he will succeed because he's a hustler. He will talk you into anything. He negotiates everything. That's cage. And so he will be successful. He might not be successful in school, but he will be successful. That's how how Gage is right now. And Jade, I worry mom. about every day because she's so anxious, you know? If Gage doesn't know it, 
he will make you think he they, knows that striker. Oh, yeah. best he bullshitter will bullshit. ever. No, striker's like, a kid. I'll come downstairs, yeah. and striker will have all of his older cousins and his older sister cleaning the basement, and he's just <laughs> telling them. He's literally sitting on the steps, the six year old, telling them what to do and pointing. And I'm just, and they're listening. I'm like, what yeah. is going that on is here? Awesome. I yelled know? at him today. I, I literally, I'm cleaning the basement, and I look outside. <laughs> And on our deck, they got a little power wheel, right? Mm -hmm. And my son is sitting on the slide watching his sister hump this power wheel up onto the deck. Because he wanted it there. Because he wanted it there. She also is just the little And I come walking up the steps. I look at her. I was like, do you see what your asshole son is doing right now? And she's like, (laughs) well, I'm blaming that on you. And I walk outside and I looked at him and I said, what are you doing? He's like, well, Jade's moving my power wheel up to the deck. (laughs) And I said... Get your ass over there and help her. He's like, well, she wanted to do it by herself. I was like, I don't believe you. This is great. But she does also want to take care of him. I mean, like, I mean, in preschool, she would say, just Stryker, leave your homework there. I'll do it. And I'm like, no, 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 Jade, you can't just do things for him. When we were young, Dade was kind of like that with Gage. Like uh, when we lived out in um, uh, Fields Ertle, he would always like watch out for Gage. Like, Gage, don't throw rocks at the ducks. No, but like Jeff actually called it in uh Taekwon Tykes when Dade was doing it and he was like he called out both the boys and was like uh Dade is a people pleaser and Gage is blah 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 and I was like Dade absolutely is a people pleaser yeah. because that's what I am and we both have anxiety and right. we both free plan everything Jade. yeah that's but it was Jade. just funny that Jeff knew from just oh, yeah. you know yeah. knowing Dade from you just know Taekwondo yeah. and just oh, yeah. seeing him like yeah. knowing like how Dade would like look at him if he was doing something right oh, yeah. or wrong. Gage is pretty much like running with the. Oh yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> no, but the right? thing is too is like they like love the shit out of each other yeah. and they want to be together as much as they bicker and fight. You know what I mean? But it's funny too because Striker, Jade is very heartfelt about a lot of things, but Striker will communicate how he feels yeah like yeah and he'll like, just tell you like I they'll really argue love you. with each other and we'll separate them like hey you know go separate and striker will walk up to jade and be like i'm really sorry jade but i didn't like how you talked to me about like that and i didn't and i didn't like it when you did this and i didn't so like he's it when he very said self-aware like yeah at four years old he would communicate what he didn't like what you can do to fix it and you, you know move forward do you think that's uh from being around so, the school No, I don't know what that is. He's insanely self-aware. And that's why we've been so successful with his sensory disorder. Because I've never, we work with a lot of special needs kids. And we work with a lot of kids with sensory disorders. And I've never met a child so self-aware in my life. I really haven't. Um, He, at the age of three, could communicate to me that he was overwhelmed by sound or he was overwhelmed by light, that he would need a break. One time we were in Chuck E. Cheese and he climbed under the table and I said, are you okay? And he was three years old. Any other three-year-old would just have a meltdown, right? And he climbed on the table and I said, what's up? And he said, I need to take a walk in the parking lot. And I said, you need a break? And he said, yes. And we went outside, we walked around the parking lot. And about 20 minutes later, he said, I can handle it now, mom. This is at three. Wow. So last, uh, about four and a half, five years old, he hits a lot. He, um, so he craves a lot of touch. So we wrestle, our therapy is we wrestle and hit him. I remember being at your house and Sweeney picked him up. Oh, we, we beat him and wrestle him, which is, he was born into the perfect family for that. I mean, we just beat him at the gym. Yeah. But but one time I asked him, because he'll hit me a lot. He's pretty good with other people, but he hits me a lot. And one time I said, stop. 
And he said, what? And I said, I need you to listen to my question. He said, okay. And I said, he was four. And I said, why do you hit me? And he said, and he just sat and he looked at the ceiling. And then he said, my bones jump. And when my bones jump, it feels better when I hit. A four-year-old. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And all of his teachers say the same thing. They're like, he is so self-aware. And I literally, I instantly in that moment knew how he felt. Right. I understood it. Right. But for a four-year-old to be able to communicate right. to exactly how he's feeling yeah. and what I can do to fix it. Right. So he doesn't ever get upset. He's so, yeah. because no. he self-diagnoses and self-cares. He, he can, can communicate He can it fix it and communicate yeah. it. Right. But he does that with everything. So he'll go to his sister and say, it really bothered me when you called me this. So then I hit you and I'm sorry. Or, you know. And she'll slam the fucking door in his and face. And then she's an <laughs> asshole she's girl. An asshole yeah. about it. And she's. <laughs> Never in my life, our lives parenting her, has she said welcomely or just intuitively, I'm sorry. No. It has always been a, well, are you going to say you're sorry or not? Yeah, she doesn't. And it's like, that's a part pause of and a her, though, is then she admitting that she was bad or wrong is very hard oh, for yeah. her. Dude, she'll. Because she's, she's cause a rule Stryker, follower. She Stryker, doesn't often break the rules. Shrek will come up, crack you, this, that, da, da, da. And okay. then I'll, and then I'll yell care. at him, and he'll be like, I'm really sorry, Dad. Or two, like, I have some specific things that, like, don't step on my feet. Don't. Grab you? my two fingers. You. And, yes. Because yeah. he's, oh, he's so you don't in want pain. To grab your fingers, Mister. I'll look at this little wrist lock. I yeah. Yes. I know. Finger. Yeah. Well, like, you don't want nobody to my grab son, yours? my kids. Will, that, well, that or like you got that or like or like <laughs> all the time because the like they'll hit they'll hit. I mean, he's a hitter, and like and I tell him like, does he get in trouble at school? No. No. He's no a perfect up. angel. No. But like <laughs> he is. He no, does I'm not serious. hit he kids. We thought for sure. Oh, he yeah. is great. I was he ready doesn't for that, I was ready for that conversation. Um, but at home, my only rule but with him. But he gets it. He understands. Yeah. Like he said, he's so self-aware. Like, he understands. Here's this paper that says he hits kids, so he's <laughs> right. fine. Right. <laughs> no. No. The only rule that I have at home Sorry with him is that if, if you want to hit me, you have to be looking at me. Do not. Come up from behind and hit me and from behind. Sucker punch people. Sucker, yeah, sucker that's what punch. Say. Little clap to like, the face. Like that we're is like we're trying to teach him how to hit appropriately. Right? Like you want to look at me, you square up. Hey, Daddy will fight with you. But if you come up and smack me in the back of the head or kick me in the back of the leg, like there's a problem. You're getting yeah. hurt. I'm not playing. That <laughs> You're getting hurt that you know day. I mean? right. Or like you come up and like grab my fingers and start twisting them. Or if you step on my feet, like those are the three pet peeves that I have and, and so they know now. So you're so not like, a fan of foot stomps in the UFC? Uh, dude, <laughs> my, That's horrible. My That's feet, so mean. My feet hurt thing. so bad. Yeah. If you step on my foot, he knows now. Like, hey, step on my foot. <gasps> I'm so like, sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. So, sorry, Dad. Do you think that's from uh, like years of taekwondo and shit? Oh, it's just years of kicking. He stuff. gets beat yeah. daily, so I mean, right. I mean, he can't even. He barely. He gets out of bed in the morning. He barely walks to the hot tub, and if he can't get in the hot tub, he can't function. I mean, yeah. well, I he just like hurts all the time. You're walking around barefooted all the time. Right. Like that's today, true, I was outside yeah. working in the yard, and Dave's like, "You're gonna wear your flip flops in the house." I was like, "My feet hurt." Yeah. Like just yeah. from walking around in the backyard, like back and yeah. forth to the fire, because we were burning all the wood in the back. So I was bringing stuff to the fire pit back and forth like a million times. And I was like, my feet hurt. Yeah. He's like, I can respect that. Well, no, my feet hurt. You're like, I all, understand. I mean, but like, 
But is he just hurts all the from, time. like, walking on the mat, like, being barefoot what and not having no case? support? Dude, it is Your so... Phone my case. phone oh, yeah, is a mess. Phone case. <laughs> because, see, the thing is that I just need to buy a new phone, so I refuse to buy a new case because I just because need to go get, get all new. new. What is that? I iPhone. Oh, here. I don't iPhone, know. I don't. Uh, iPhone. I need a two, new phone. The phone doesn't <laughs> even work half the time. Like people call me and it doesn't ring. That and looks like Gage's It's case. awful. She's like, it's I'm terrible. putting that out on the podcast so that when I don't answer people's calls, I'm like, I said my phone doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it really doesn't. doesn't. And then like, I mean, it'll be in my hand, and then it's like voicemail, and I'm like, it. What do you mean voicemail? It didn't ring. What's that? We're back. Uh, we're about to do some shots. I don't know where these shots. I got these. They're called Porn Stars. Do you remember a skateboard company called Porn Star? Uh, no. no. I remember. I thought there was. I, thought there was a I remember like Alien Nation and. Um, Alien Workshop. Yeah, whatever. Dave's that. the first person who rode a skateboard I ever met in my life. Dude. To be honest. Yeah. I have a skateboard. My kids are learning how to ride it. We, we got. They are. And there was a garage sale. This guy was having a garage sale and he had this skateboard and. Uh, he wanted five bucks for it, dude. Uh, dude take that. I went to play it against and sports. It's not like a and got a world industry deck with fucking independent trucks, trucks and good ass wheels for nine dollars. And you bought that shit. I bought that like, shit on the bling, spot. Yes. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, our kids are I, I super. To, I'm gonna have this. It's like a hundred and fifty dollar yes. board. It's a full deck. Like a yeah. that is like the skates. worst thing that I ever hear in my life. What? Is that like when he buys just random shit we don't need ever? And he'll be like, but it's like a thousand dollar thing. I got it for 89 oh, bucks. But it like, still yeah. cost you 89 bucks. Yeah, we I'm have like, this that's... thing. Well, and then he's really bad at rounding. So he'll be like, I want to get this thing. It's only a hundred bucks. I'm like, it's 195. Like you rounded that way wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> Supposed to be two, sir. Right. So that's, yeah. that's the running joke at the gym. Our coaches are in on that one too. We're doing some shots okay. here. Uh, this is called the porn star shot. Cheers, my dude. Cheers. Dudes. All right, it's got to all go in. You ready? The Let's whole go. thing? The whole thing. Let's go. I mean, I'm well, not a drinker. I'm on. not a drinker. I don't know. That's how you met Jeff. Know. We found about it. Right, I didn't right. drink the night I met Jeff. That's actually really? not true. All right, you ready? Let's that go. That face looks like that's a lot. I, no, I, I, I was driving. I was driving. He was drinking. Let's go up, please. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. For that a shot, bad. that wasn't good. That was. I like the little glass as well. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. I just seen him. I was buying beer at the store, and uh, I was like, "These are cool. We'll get them." But um, all right then. Yeah. So so this guy was having a garage sale, and I bought a a, a skate a full deck skateboard mm -hmm. for six bucks. Well, I came home and I googled it, and it's like a company that's not <laughs> like a normal like you know Alien Workshop whatever we were talking about, but they make like different size decks for right. you to step up on. Like here's the small deck for your young kid. Here's the bigger deck for your medium. And so this one's like a full deck and I was riding it out front and you notice our um, Thunder Hill here where we yeah. live. Has I'll a slight slope. Has a slight yeah. slope. So I'm like, Hey boys, I used to skateboard. I'll go top of the hill. Oh uh, shit. What happened? <laughs> It started you to air walk. Remember air walking where the board goes sideways and then all of a oh, sudden yeah. what happens? You can't control it and you gotta you gotta run as fast as you were coming down the hill. And old dad couldn't keep up and I hit the neighbor's curb on my hip. Ow. It was literally the entire thigh was a bruise. Yeah, it was a giant oh, so it was yeah. so bad we took a picture of it. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was it was really amazing. bad. I'll put that out on I haven't Instagram done uh, I haven't done anything dumb like that. But, so do um, you have you been skateboarding on this new skateboard? Oh, no, 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 it's not new. I mean we've had it for the a kids while. Sit the on kids, it and they want me to push them down the hill. Oh okay. so we do That's that, cool. but then my son's like 
Dad, what else can you do with this? Like, well, you can stand on it. And he's like, yeah, he's, well, how do you do that? He's testing you to do the ollie. And, well, I did. I ollied and I kick flipped for him. Oh. And, uh, I can't uh, kick flip. I'm yeah. too big. And I did. And he's like, dude, he's like, Dad, he's like, you can do that? I'm like, well, yeah, I could do it Uh-oh. 20 years ago. We'll see I if see I can it. do it now. <laughs> I see and, uh, it. And this is actually like last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, Dad, ride the skateboard. Show me how to ride the skateboard. All right, cool. The Boom. wires are connected, couple, dude. Couple this kid's going to be the next Tony Hawk right here. No. No, he's, you don't think my, so? He's a daredevil. All right. You know, honestly, if my son does anything, he's going to be into, like, um, BMX. quads, dirt bikes, BMX. Tony he Hawk. He fucking loves. Extreme sport guy. He loves driving. He does his, love his, all that. Uh, his, uh, his, uh, like, what does he, he have? He has a Power Wheels Jeep. Is it a Jeep? <laughs> he has. A, we have a couple. He has like a Power Wheel Quad, a Power Wheel Jeep. He used to have a Power Wheel Digger, and oh, that was the greatest. He would sit in the front yard with his He's Digger so and watch the construction though. guys, and just with. Yeah, the guys are out working on our stars street, in his eyes, and they got and they got their backhoes out oh, there digging holes, and he's out there with his like right next to oh, him, yeah? trying to just like. Oh yeah. He they like let him like no he, no. he just so out? badly yeah. he is a um like I let's put it this way like. If I gotta get the grass cut uh-huh. and it's gotta get done, like right. he can't be home. Yeah, because you have if to he do knows, it, and if you have to do it, it's if, focus, he, get it done in a half. Well, an yeah, hour I have to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if he's he home, wants to be out there, and if do he's it. home, it's not happening. So he it's, likes being outside. He wants to be on oh, the yeah. on the on the lawnmower with me, uh-huh. and he wants to fucking steer. Yeah, and. And it, can and he it, reach the pedals to where he no, can move no. or anything? He, he goes to my parents' house. So my dad is a double amputee in a wheelchair. Yeah, I remember he's a from, He's a veteran, stepped yep. on a landmine in Vietnam. Well, so he doesn't have legs. So my dad has the the mower that you use with your hands. Shout you know? out to your dad, by the way, because you just skimmed awesome. over that pretty quickly. <laughs> like a fucking double amputee veteran from he's Vietnam. Pretty, my dad, he's in a wheelchair. I mean, if we want to go into that. the first time I picked yeah. her up. He's, he's an like, amazing a story. <laughs> he's a, That's an amazing story. I can get yeah. into that in a minute. But so stri- he doesn't have legs, so Stryker sits where his feet are <laughs> and Stryker just sits there. Yeah. And where's, just, his ear, where's his earmuffs? Where's his yeah. earphones and just it, goes we'll around. See. It's so funny. And for a kid that wants to be into every thing and always be moving he's obsessed with my he dad he will too. sit on that lawnmower for hours until russ is done i think he likes the vibration too yeah. with the sensory disorder so yeah. that's really good um but yeah he just it's hysterical how much so do you this, want me to get into how that much of, well how much research i mean you've had to research a lot for the sensory disorder correct I sure mean, yeah like that's something like a lot of your students you get at club mma a lot they come in with different types on ch- of like at, at Children's Hospital. We're in the book for like people they recommend. Oh, so you this. guys are in the book? Like if you're kid yeah, like has our our kids for for secondary stuff like activities, yeah, like for recommended activities, activities for right. kids with, with sensory or on you the got, spectrum. You got kids that are on. You got kids that are autistic. You got kids that are Aspergers. You got kids that are developmentally delayed. You got processing disorders. Now, now the thing is with a sensory disorder, and this is what confuses people, a sensory disorder can mean any one or more of the senses is either hyper or hyposensitive. So uh, you can't, two kids with a sensory disorder could be completely different, right? right? So mine's really, my kid's really mild and it's it's just he likes extreme touch and he doesn't like loud noise. That's really it. But we don't have issues. We don't have issues at school. The... I don't even foresee me even telling the teacher next the year. The only time you would know 
as a as a as a person that has never seen a, a person with like a, a physical touch sensory disorder uh-huh. is if he has been sitting or doing something that has given him no physical input. Right. And so I'm really good at that. I give him daily if I know he's going to be sitting in school all day, well, I beat him before school. We we you know, he'll come up to me and lay on my belly and say or lay on my lap and say, "I need you to drum my back," which means I drum on his back for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Um if I am really busy and I am doing extra work and I suck at his daily therapy, you'll see it after a week or two, he starts getting a little haywire. So I have to be really on top of it. And I'm very aware of what input he is getting in a day. And I know if he's sitting around all day at school, if I know it rained that day and they didn't get outside for recess, then we're going to jump on a trampoline tonight and I'm going to beat your back and we're going to wrestle and we're going to hit things and you're going to hit me and I'm going to hit you. You do flips Um, and stuff on the trampoline. We do flips. uh, Really actually. So we, you No, I don't, (laughs) we just have a small trampoline and actually a lot of times what I do is um, we just got rid of it, but he would lay in there and I would have Jade jump oh, jump and just and bounce, just just bounce, bounce him. Yeah. And he would just uh, bounce because that's what he needs. You know, it's like, um, it's therapy. He'll come lay down and lap and it's amazing. His face, most kids you beat and they, it winds them up. You start hitting him and he just, it's like, it's a like release. A release. Oh, yeah. he's yeah, so. He, he's a terrible wrestler because he likes to be on the bottom. He likes to be on the bottom. Oh, oh my yeah, God. He, he loves wants to be it. Smushed. Dude, Gage, uh, Gage wrestled for like, what, three years? We got a couple pictures mm-hmm. over there. You can yeah, see him on okay. the mirror. So he wrestled for like three years and he would like pin a kid and like let him back up. Like, let's do it again. He wanted to go. Right? He, just yeah, wanted he just wanted to, to go. Well, Stryker just pulls the bottom and lets him get beat. He lets the people beat him because he likes to be under there. He wasn't competitive. We were playing. Gage, Gage also has a like a texture sensitivity. Yeah. yeah. So he also is like he likes to wrestle, right? And that's why he he didn't want it to be over. That's why right. He pokes right. Him so up. he would just let him up. He pokes yeah. him up. That's he why. wants to wrestle. Yeah. But yeah. like he wrestled like his third year. We were wrestling Lawrenceburg, and this kid, you got to think he was probably I don't know how old he was there, but this probably kid seven, came eight. seven eight. This kid came in from Lawrenceburg, and he's like jacked. Right, little kid, and he's doing push ups before the match. I was like, oh shit. And Gage is like <laughs> waving to us. Gage, Gage is like, like hey, dancing. Yeah. yeah. And this kid like wrestle. double legs Gage and just takes him down. And no, him. he didn't just double leg Gage. He double leg Gage and slammed Picked Gage. Picked him up and slammed him. Almost Gage, like that big guy did to Gage me. Is like, Gage is like, I was seeing stars. So, yeah. like, I think Gage was out. Yeah. For a second. Yeah. And then after that, he didn't want anything to do with wrestling. Like uh, his coach, uh, what was the, what's the coach's Stoddard. name? Stoddard. Yeah, Coach Stoddard. Like picked Gage to do this special like wrestling thing in Headed. Kentucky and like sent Gage there. And then when it was time for Gage to wrestle, he was like, I use the bathroom. Yeah. And he and like went out. to the bathroom. And we, yeah. it took us forever to get there because of traffic. Right. Yeah. We were waiting for him so excited. It's and then when his thing was, when you see he it was like, no. you're just like, all right, this isn't yep. for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you see yeah. it, because that's yeah, not totally what he was fine. there for. Yeah, right, he's not know? competitive. Like, he's yeah. just not competitive at all. Dade, well, like he, he wants to win everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he does not want to lose. He doesn't take loss at, at uh, good. Jade takes loss pretty. She takes well. loss, she takes loss well. well, but but she, she wants wa- to win. She wasn't fucking happy when yeah. she got uh, when she lost one of her jujitsu tournaments. Yeah. You know, but she like sucked it up and then went out and fought again. Yeah, she takes it well because we've instilled yeah. big time like sportsmanship, take, yeah. and she understands too because I've told her like she understands the responsibility of being our child. 
Right. Like she understands that her name is on that mat. She right. does get that. Right. And so I've told her before, like if she's just throwing a normal fit, you know, she's a kid, mm-hmm. like get in the office. You don't act like that in front of people. You right. know what I mean? Like we teach people to not act the way you're acting. You right. can't do it. You know right. what I mean? Right. So she does understand that responsibility. So yeah, yeah but Stryker doesn't give a shit. Stryker doesn't give a shit though. <laughs> yeah. So he'll yeah. do whatever he wants. But too, the thing about it is, is, you know, for both of them, keeping them competing right. in something and keeping them constantly. Because that's the yeah. thing, like if they can learn how to win and lose at a young age right. and, and then they don't have that insecurity to go out and actually compete and want to win. Right. My, my biggest thing about anything competitively is, is like, and I, and I truly mean it as a parent, like I don't care if you win or you lose, but I ain't telling you that until after. Right. I'm telling you, I want you to show up to try to win. Right. right. I want you to try. That's the most important thing. Right. I want you to try to win, but I am not going to talk about winning or losing until after. Right. I want you to show up today. I want you to try to win. I want you to do your best. Yeah. And then when it's over, I'm proud of you for, for yeah. stepping up. And that carries over in life. No, absolutely. Right? You're trying well, to get a today. job. You're competing. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Dade um, is that, like, Dade – uh, he's competitive, but he's also accepting of what the situation actually is. Sure. So, like for us, like this year, um, there had been times where we like didn't disagree, like didn't agree with like coaching decisions, yeah. you know. But like Dade is accepting of it and says, "This is my role, and this is what I'll do." And when I go that's in, awesome. like I'm going to do the. And that's when you learn a huge lesson from your kid, right? Exactly. Right. That's awesome, right? That's exactly what yeah, I, I think like, that we learned this year because, right. like for I me, like I'm, uh, like I feel like I'm pretty good about controlling my like emotions internally and. Then just coming home and being like blah 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 at right. home. This guy is not. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the post on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely isn't. Game, you know, like, but oh, um, like fortunately, day takes that from me. I guess you know yeah. where he can internalize awesome. those things. You know, and and be frustrated at home, but he knows his role in the thing. So you know, like definitely being able to for him to say, like I'm not that person. Like I'm not going to be the asshole. Like because I see other kids who like they don't win and then they're like super assholes. Oh, yeah. Right. Like Absolutely. they're throwing stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, that's uh-uh. not, like that the, will not happen. That's not going to Like <laughs> not the sportsmanship nope. goes out the window. But right. with Dave, he keeps himself composed. You know, he's like. Sure, a, you can be mad, but yeah, you have to be sportsmanship. Composed. Right. That is like, sportsmanship. Yeah. yeah. And like, he's not like per se a leader because he's not going to fire the team up. But like, he's not the asshole. You right. Know, like there's no, right. we're going to look at him and go like a ref is calling. He's never going to be called for, you know, like a. Being um, a jerk. Unsportsmanlike conduct. I, I or, be. <laughs> right. In yeah. hockey, I'll be. It'll be a hey, bench. You keep it up. You're getting <laughs> yeah. out of here. Right. And, no. and that's the thing that's great about Dade. Like, yeah. you know, I had, hard, a, like uh, I had a, a little time with my son this today. Uh, today was a really busy day. And uh, Abby had to take him to a track meet. And they competed in the track meet. And I had to go to the gym. And uh, they came up to the gym afterwards, and, you know, Jade went with her, and Striker's like, I'm going to stay with Dad because he knew I was going to buy him some candy. Because I told him no, and he's like, well, I'm going to work on Dad then. So, and, hey, and you he's do. like, Dad, and you know, I literally, I was and, so busy uh, that I was like, you do what you got to do, and but I was I'm so leaving. busy, I didn't know that she said no, and I was like, yeah, pal, we'll go get some candy afterwards. I said, but Dad's got to get this done. This is the beginning. Right. So <laughs> Again, we he go, knows how to hustle. Yeah. We're, walking, we're walking down to the candy store. Uh-huh. And I looked at him, I was like, well, do we got it? Because I got a store to the left and a store to the right. And he knows, you know. Which one has like, what? He, he knows which hand. He's like, we got to go to that one. I'm the like, Dollar okay, Tree so. or the Dollar General, he knows. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, right by <laughs> Club Right, right. So, so we're at the gym. And I said, hey, pal, I said, so how'd the track meet go today? He's like, oh, really good. 
I said, did you did you get any ribbons? He's like, yeah, Dad, I ran super fast. I got a brown one, a brown ribbon. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I don't know what, what place that is, but, you know, hey, as long as you tried your best. His you know. brown was his favorite one, right? And his he had brown four was ribbons. his favorite one. He had four ribbons. He did four events, and his brown one was his favorite one. I didn't think anything. I was like, so how'd the track meet go? Because Abby's uh, assistant coaching. And uh, I said, Stryker said he got a brown one. He's like, oh, yeah. That's eighth place. <laughs> Out of eight kids. <laughs> Out of eight kids. But he got a second or a third. He didn't care about that one. But he didn't give a shit about that he one. He's like, I got I got a brown one, Dad. He's you know, not that's my, that's my, no. I mean, no. I mean, he runs. Yeah, but he's just there to have fun. Yeah. Yes. Make Dad happy. No, well, that, it's no, not even yeah. have fun with himself, right? me happy. Yeah, he's just you know? having fun. He doesn't care if he's first yeah. or last. You know, but like the thing is too, though, but like, but that's what I love about him because it's never a complaint to make right. him go or it's never a complaint right. to make him do stuff like, hey, I'll participate. Cool. Let's mm-hmm. have some fun. And he wants to have a good time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and, and, and I like that about him, but I will say this, there's been times when, you know, um, in jujitsu class or he did a little jujitsu tournament and, uh, you know, he's kind of dicking off. And I kind of went up to him, and I, you know, grab him by his gi, and I do the father-son eye-to-eye. I said, I don't want to see your butt hit the floor. I said, stay up, take his butt down. And he kind of looks at me. Now, he's been lackadaisical the whole time. And when I got in his ass, just a little bit, wasn't negative. or turned it on. You know, dude. He turned it on Turns it on. And like, and I can look at him and be like, yeah. I don't want to see it again. Make it happen. Right. And Which is I, funny because he does it. So he has the skill. He just doesn't. Oh, right. when I coach see, but that, kids, like, that, but that's the thing. Like, turn the switch on. Yeah, but I'm that like, was the thing because I'm like, does he have it or not? And then I'm like, oh, so you do have it. Yeah. You're just being lazy. I think all kids have it. It's just that you got to get the point across. Like when I coach basketball, hockey, whatever. I know your potential because I see it. I right. see it game to game. So I'll be like, hey, Liam turn the switch on. Like, I need you to flip the switch. Or, like, we have this kid on a hockey team. He's on 10 all the time. And all the parents talk about is putting him on medicine. And it drives me nuts because it's like, look, man, I get the medicine part, but at the same time, it's also a people part, too. Like, and so I'll tell Connor, I'll go, Connor, I need you at a 5 right now. Not a 10. Let's go to a 5. We're in a hockey game. Cool. Turn it up to 9, 10 five right now and he will he'll turn he it gets down it. a little bit yeah and that's the thing like with dade gauge whatever i need you to like flip the switch i button. think the thing that people don't understand when they talk about putting their kids on medicine is that the personality change that yeah. happens when you right. put your kid on medicine oh, like yeah. yeah does it make them more calm or docile in so class? we again yes, we have like, so many special needs yeah. kids at the gym i will tell you that we have some kids that if they are not on their medic medicine it's a problem like they need as, it, yeah, right? They, they need, need it. it. They right. need it to focus. I, they're a mess. Right. I have other kids that are on medicine that don't need it. Right. So it it really is just you've got to know your kid, and, and you've got to you've got it's a hard water a to tread. But really I, I think you have to be yeah. cognizant of that because, right. like, I know for Dade, like for Dade, when he's on his medicine, it definitely helps him in school. Right. But he doesn't like the personality change that happens happens sure. with him right. because he he's not him. Like he. Is right. not outgoing. He's it not. Takes away his he's, personality. Yeah, he's more that's of, what I've told his doctor. You know, plenty of times, like, look, like he definitely focuses more, but it 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 uh, it takes turns him more. Away. It so makes him more zombie-like. You're he's at, emotionless. And yeah. when you're at school, what do kids say? Oh, he's the fucking weirdo. He's the quiet one. He's he's weird. And right. That's, that's where then those kids are already judging you on that, but they don't understand. Well, that too. Full, but like, that's that's the other hard part too, because yeah. like. 
you know, that this is like my biggest thing about medicine and kids with ADHD and, and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, I don't have one fucking problem with any kid when we're playing dodgeball. Right. Exactly. Because you know balls are flying at your head. You better you wake the fuck up right now. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, you go to a class, you sit in school. And they're forced to sit at a this desk. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. They're forced to look at a group of people. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, this is how we are, and this is who we are. And we we all, at this table, were raised that way. Yeah. We all made it. But that's the it's way they're fun. teaching them still. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, is, but I will say this. When I went to vocational school, my junior and senior year, like I said, we had this three-hour lab. I am up. I am moving. I am doing yeah. stuff. I'm in a project. I'm in this. I'm in and that. It was fun. And it was fun, and I learned yeah. so much. Yeah. I had an opportunity to socialize, interact. I was given responsibility, and I learned that way. And I think, too, prior to that, what a lot of people don't know about me is I have an extreme learning disability when it comes to English and language comprehension. Okay, so my biggest, and, and the thing is, is now I was that kid at school, you know, I went to Catholic school first eight years of my life, and I was that kid that had to go to the special class, right. the special thing over here, and you know, you're, you're kind of looked down upon. Cause I was you're like, in that, it was right. like reading groups. Right, yeah, like, reading groups and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, and, and the thing was, is I couldn't, at the time, I didn't know this. You know, you're diagnosed, you have an IEP, you have all this stuff, you're exempt from a lot of things. You had an IEP? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. I didn't know those were He's a thing. He's an extreme back. learning disability. Yeah, but I didn't know those learning. were a thing back in that day. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. those were a thing that came out when, like, oh, my kids yeah. in school. I thought no, it was something I recent. Had an, I had an IEP, uh-huh. um, and, uh, and, and, and the thing was is I didn't understand stuff. I didn't understand. There was the biggest question was why, 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 right. and it, you know we're at the time where it's like just do what I say, just do what I say, just do what I say. Well, it, full circle, as an adult, thirty eight years old, the biggest thing that I have learned about myself is how I learn, and once you can control how you learn, you can take that success and laterally spread it out in everything that you know. Right. So I couldn't sound words out. Because I can't understand how it all comes together. So now, if you find something in this room, like this word right here, ultra, uh-huh. I am not reading that word. That is memorized. That is just like looking at the top of your hat where it says Wu-Tang. If I see that W, I know that that's iconic and I know what it means. So right. any new word, like he can't sound out, he'll be like, Abby, what is this word? And then he'll memorize it. And everything's memorized. Coolest thing on the planet now is uh, the the uh, the text message talk. Because I'd be like, you how, do you, how do you spell this? Boom. Oh, okay, that's how you spell. Then it's immediately... It's a memory. Memorization. Yeah. Everything that I do, everything that, that I have from a vocabulary. So like, do you learn better, like... Um... But, so back... To, so, yes, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh-huh. So what do I know is as a coach... And an educator is that you, you got to see it, you got to hear it, you got to do it, right? right? So people learn by reading, people learn by watching, people learn by hearing, yep. people learn by tinkering. You got to right? figure out which one. If people and parents can be a little more cognizant to understanding what those areas are and what's best for their kids, because here's the thing, as a parent, you're a shitty parent if you treat your kids the same. Because they're different. 
You know what I mean? They're different. And if you can pay attention to how they learn, then you can you can help lead them on a path to success. Now that could be learning hands-on, that could be learning um, that could be learning hands-on, that could be like my daughter, dude. Oh my god, she loves to read. Really? I mean, like loves to read. She's a better um she's a she I mean, we're reading Mother's Day cards today. Let's get this one, Dad. This is a really good one. I'm reading. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Like, right. she just loves to read. Now, right. Striker's like, he'll try, but he's like, hey, Jade, what does this say? That's me. Right. Hey, what does this say? Hey, right. read this. Hey, right. do this. Tell me what it is. I have a. You could read a book, uh-huh. and sit down and have a conversation with me and tell me about the book, and I'll enjoy that more. Than reading the book, I tell her that too. I'm I'm more like when I learn is hands on. Oh, absolutely! Like I cannot read a book. If somebody reads it to me, I'll retain some of the information. Right. But like when I was in school, my hardest part was like read this book and then mm-hmm. go over it. Like I can't. I'll retain right. maybe a third of the information. But if you want to show me how to do something, YouTube. I oh use yeah, YouTube YouTube's all the, best. the time. Like, got to yeah. fix my truck. Show me how to do it. Great. Good. Fixed. Run. Starts right, right up. Anything. You know, like got a new program on but, my computer. Show but that me how is to the one. This. So, you know, that is the one positive thing right. about technology uh-huh. is that we have these new, we have these tools. But the thing right. is, is we need to have more vocation. Yeah. You know, more hands on stuff. Yeah. Um, of learning, you know, finding practical reasons why algebra is important. You know what I mean? We talked about that uh, on our break. And you know, it's funny when you were talking about that. Um, my brother-in-law, he was just here like last weekend. And my brother-in-law is a huge math guy. Genius at math. Yeah. yeah. And um, he actually uh, took a job at Columbus Children's Hospital. Um, he's going to be creating like uh, uh, bio algorithms to try to re- um, solve, try children's, to solve leukemia. children's leukemia. Like essentially like figure out how to cure it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's through math. And he was here last weekend and we were talking about the same thing with um, Gage and his friends about not believing they needed to continue with math beyond elementary school. And he said, um, it's because of the way they teach it is wrong. If they taught it as if um, like I'm teaching you tools and right. in life you're going to have a lot of problems and you might never use this tool, but it's a tool you'll have in your tool bag in case you need to use it. He said, but the way they teach classes is, is you have to know this, um, you Test know, test. this Pythagorean theorem because you need to know it. Like you'll use it one day, but they never say when you'll use it, how you'll use it ever. And there's well, no. kids like, like me who'll be like, I never use a Pythagorean at the theorem again after 11th grade, like, because I'm not an engineer, I work in business. So he was saying like, the thing that really helped him was when he got to college, he had someone who was also passionate about math and would tell him about how, like, how did they come up with the uh, Pythagorean theorem? Like, how did they figure it out? Who was the one who came up with it? Why it's important? And then it like starts to like melt in your brain, like, why do I have to learn horse stance, Mr. Robinson? Well, because it helps you to learn these things. It's like right. a base to help you to understand and use it as a tool in the future. And that's what he was saying. Like, if they taught it as, I'm just trying to give you tools, so if you ever need it, then it comes along. It, right. Like, I watched Abby's video. Did I ever think a month later I would need to use it? Sure didn't. Why? Because I'm a tough guy. Right. I never thought I'd have to use no, it. No, I mean, 100% and then I find agree. myself being gripped by some thing, random. Too, but dude. that's like a funny thing because, like, how you said, like, well, why is the horse stance so important in karate? You, I've sat in horse stance for twenty years, 
And then I laugh when all my guys, like, you know, that I train with, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, and they're like, what do you want to do that stupid move for? And I look at them, and I'm like, you don't even know what it means. And they're like, well, what do you mean? So I get down on the mat. I'm on the bottom, you know, t- doing some Jiu-Jitsu. I got the guy in between my legs, the guard, right? I grabbed their sleeves. And I was like, stand up. They stand up. I put my feet on their hips, and I'm pulling them tight. I said, you see this? I said, this is the horse stance. Watch this. Flip them over my head. And they're like, I said, that's the horse stance right there. I said, I've been doing horse stance for 20 years. And I said, and that just made my jujitsu better. And they're like, but I learned how to place it. Right. Right. Now, no karate guy in the world would know that the horse stance would work on your back. Right. Because they don't do it that way. It's right. a base. But yeah. breaking barriers, other styles, crossing over, learning things, and you start to take those tools right. that you have and you bring them with you. Yeah, and you're like, like, well, wait a minute. Because, you know, that's like a funny thing because like you get into like all the Zen martial arts stuff and then people say, oh, well, you need to empty your cup, empty your cup. And I'm like, I'm not emptying shit, asshole. I'm going to take that cup. I'm going to put it on the shelf and I'm going to get a new cup and I'm going to fill that one too because one day that cup on the shelf up there, I'm going to need it. I'm going to bring it back down. If I pour that shit out, it's on the floor. I don't want that. So for me, like, I don't believe in the word empty your cup. Right. I put it on the shelf. If I'm learning material right now and I say I hate it, and I know this, and like I said, you have to learn how you, you have to learn, you have to be self-aware on how you learn. Somebody brings me a move. Hey, Jeff, oh my God, I want to show you this move. I want to show you this move. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't really like that. When I say that, do you know what that means? I know what it means. I'm not ready for it. But I'm an idiot if I just dismiss it. So I take my, I have a specific process about um, somebody bringing me a move. Okay, cool. Show me the move. I write out all my details, you know, in my notebook. I do it a couple times. I film it, a catalog. Like I said, I just put it on a shelf because I think it's stupid and I would never do it. One day I'll be training, rolling, sparring, this and that, and then that move presents itself, and I'm like, "Holy shit! That was a stupid ass move that I said I didn't like." Stupid. I put it on the. Go back to the video. Go back to my notes because I've learned. Anytime somebody wants to present material to me that's in my realm, I'm gonna accept it regardless if I like it or not, and I put it on the shelf. And when I bring it back out, and I'm very diligent about my note taking. I'm very diligent about shooting the video. I'm very diligent about organizing it because I'm a believer of we spend 70% of our time trying to find shit. So I'm very organized into my process and then I'll go find it. So, yeah, I think moral of the story for education, I am very self-aware. Abby is very self-aware. We're very self-aware with our kids on being um, involved in their learning process and knowing how they learn. Our daughter, literally... I look at her, Jade, I need you to do your homework, I need you to read your book, and I need you to go through all of your uh, words. Go sit over there. Striker, get your ass over here, because I have to sit with you <laughs> right. and make you do it. Oh, God, that's Yeah, that, that's my life with Gage. So, like, yeah. with Dade, I'll be like, Dade, I seen that you got all these things to do. Go get them done. And he'll go in his room and he'll get them done. If Gage goes in his room, he's watching eight hours of YouTube, Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gonna yeah. tell me he YouTube. didn't. Oh my god! He didn't YouTube? have no homework. Oh, yeah. 
He'll be like, I don't have any old oh, work. Yeah. I'm Try like, that. I looked online. You're missing five assignments, and you got these to do. And what are you then laughing about is this striker too? So, yes, that's like, really. He'll, he'll I mean, his, he's only in kindergarten, so we're he, not there yet. But like, yeah, he'll have that's to come home and write his letters. He'll write his letters and stuff. And I'd be like, no, pal, you like kindergarten. You, you got to do this. He, like, no, th- that's how that's how my teacher. <laughs> he likes has it. to write it's his fun. name, and I'm like, you, your first letter has to be capitalized. And he's like, my teacher likes it this way. Trust me. <laughs> and I'm like, she doesn't like it this way because she told me she wants your first letter capitalized. I mean, we're just in kindergarten. This is so he ha- he's such a hustler, oh, and he man. will negotiate but everything. For us as business people and entrepreneurs, we know I, I, can't, I know I his know strengths, their skills, and his strengths are going to help him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and the kid will sit and build Legos and they'll build train tracks. And, and the be way this, he problem solves. engineering driven. This is Gage. You know what I mean? Gage and, will get on. He'll and figure his, shit out. Like, right. if I have a problem, I'll tell Gage and about it. And that's a really good skill. That's life right there. That's right. You're like, going to be successful so at life. If he at that. struggles doing reading and this it is. and that. It's just like school. I'm not gonna it's, I'm yeah. not gonna hold him acca- like super accountable for that. I'm like, I need you to at least try. Right. And I need you to like get you know, through we're it. making him do but it. Like, but like you're gonna do it. But the, here's the thing like But I'm not worried about it. Like we're gonna do it and we're gonna hustle. But, but we're I, gonna get it done. But I'm not stressed out about his success. Right but I, I think but <laughs> zero. I'm but, like ow. That's like oh, skill to do that. Right? Your dad's an artist. I'm right? like, all you gotta do is Stroll it right, but yeah, I, I think right. you'll get more stressed about it as he gets older. Yeah. Right? Sure, because I mean, like, of course, with Gage, like I've never learned about him because he is like the best bullshitter I've ever met in yeah. my life. Right. right, and I'm I'm very adamant about the like fake it till you make it thing because right. you can be grinding in the back, you know, but you can present yourself as something better than you are. Like right. when I met Dave, Dave was like, I would have never known that you came from where you came from. Mm-hmm. True story. Because that's not who I wanted to be. Sure. And I was on my way to a different level. Right. So right. like with Gage, like I don't worry about him like surviving in life or being able to like be the best Gage he can be. But like with school, when knowing what he has plans to do, I just know him not being successful in school will hinder those plans. Sure. No, a hundred percent. It'll be like now he's got to spend but, maybe an extra year in high school, maybe. But or here's the thing: he can't get into college, and he has to go to Cincinnati State, or he has or, to go right. somewhere. And but it just, the other thing it about just that lengthens too, his journey. The other thing about that too, but like here's the other thing um, that I think is super important is as a parent, we already know the struggles and and how we got to where we are, and if we don't at a certain point let them fail and let them figure it out. I am not the first to run when my kids fall down. Like, get up. You'll be fine. It's funny. I actually had the same conversation with Gage just two days ago. I said to Gage, I said, you know, maybe it's time that you fail ninth grade. Oh, yeah. So that you Uh can see and you can get your shit together. Uh I said, well, that because I said, dad and I have done everything we can for you. I go, we can't do your work for you. We can't make you do it. We can't. There's nothing. I told Gage, I go, I guess I'm just going to have to pull the TV out of your room. Right. Because I don't well, have... We've but taken like, everything I have nothing else. away. Right. Well, right. We yeah. literally have taken everything away. Like, his yeah. phone and his computer and my everything. bottom drawer. Xbox, we, nothing. He has, he has like, nothing. He has nothing. And it's like, it's there's nothing else I can do. I... Um, follow up with you every day about what you have to do, what you are missing, you know, the things. I can't make you turn it in. I said, I'm at the point now that in Life Gauge, I can sit down and say, I've done everything I can do to make my children successful. Right. Now it's on them. 
Right. And I said, and that's, that's where I'm at with you. I said, dad and I have invested a ton of money in you and your brother. I said, we've done everything that you've expected of us. We've gone above and beyond for both of you. And I said, at this point, it is what it is, but right. if you got to fail ninth grade, that's yeah. what you got to do. If you have to go to high school for five years, that's on you. If you, I'm like, if you got to pay extra money to go to a lower college to get into a higher college, I'm like, that's on you because maybe you're going to have to struggle and right. face adversity right. to become a better well, that, person. But like, but right. here's the other thing too, though. But like, as parents, we can start that now. We can start that at a young age with little things. Yeah, you're, you're not getting this unless right. you do this. Or, right. Hey, you know, um, sorry, like. You're 13, 14 years old, like, your your clothes aren't clean? That's your fucking problem. That's that where <laughs> we're at that right now. Yeah. Right, you know that's, I mean? that's exactly where we're at. You know what I mean? we and like, all do our own laundry. Well, you know, right. stuff like that. But that's the but the thing is, too, though, but, like, if we think about it incrementally, yeah. instead of, oh, boom. See, because, like, right now, like, you know, I, I, I deal with a, young, a lot of young adults. Right. 18 to 25-year-olds. And these kids have—they've never really had jobs. They've never really worked. They've—they're um, used to certain things. You know what I mean? They have all the toys, and all the toys. And you know, they still live with their parents and stuff well, like that. And the idea and, of instant gratification is, is well, that too. But that's, but that's a very thing, everything happens I mean? so quickly that they don't know how to work for something because we can order things on Amazon and it shows up Well, in not two just hours. that, but they're like, oh, well, wait a minute. Like, I only want to work this time to this time. Why do I need to get well, my license? I can just Uber. Right. I yeah. can just right. order food from... Yeah. Things are too Door easy, dash. so then you don't know Door how to dash, work yeah. for it. And it, it, then they also feel like failures because, well, I haven't made it yet. And I'm like, it's you You. You tried for like a week. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You realize we didn't vacation for seven years? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that, you know what like, I mean? We worked... Though, but like, hundred hour weeks for seven years as children to parents. You know what I mean? Like I don't want my kids to have to struggle, right? But they might kinda have what, to, they kind of need to struggle. What they need. They almost need to, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. too, but if we think about it and if we break it down, because you know, in my business, I develop curriculums, right? I develop life skilled curriculums, self-defense yeah. curriculums. So for me, it's like, what are little things that we can do to teach these guys? I do. How to, up, you know? Bud? I don't want to say fail, down. but like try. What? Look at you, dude! You, you just brought them all down because you don't want to do this again. <laughs> right? Just, you have to hey, slow man! Down. Did you see what that says? It says ultra light beer. Okay. Corona. That's like water. No, these are ultra infusions. Ultra infusions. These are the low carb ones. <laughs> yeah, you see what it says? Pears, cactus. Dude, they used to give me shit for drinking Bud Light Lime all the time. That actually used to be the bet. That's good. Yeah. Like if uh if you yeah. lost a bet, you'd have to drink Bud Light Lime for the whole yeah. summer. Yeah. <laughs> That's, funny. That's pretty good. Thanks, my dude. Love you, Bud. Here, you know what? Let me see that box. We'll make you more useful here. Oh, look at Jeff. This is called Economy of Motion. <laughs> okay? It's in the Dow you can know. You can read it one day. Yeah, well, we can fit two cans in there. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. You guys recycle? No, we used to, but you know you gotta pay for that. Yeah, is that dumb? Like we're saving the earth, we gotta pay for it. <laughs> Come on, right? It's not your earth; it's our earth, pal. Our Al. Oh, whoa! You whoa. should probably pick this mic up so whoa. you can talk into it. No, it was this. I'm going too deep. Jeff's got me going in. Yeah. Dude, I got more to talk about, but like okay, I don't ahead. know how. Dude, we could hit Thailand. We could hit your vacation. What you do you want to talk about? Back. I want to talk about Thailand. 
Yeah, okay, let's get into Thailand. So, dude, the other day we were on Netflix. Me and Jade was trying to watch uh, Kevin Hart's new, new uh, Kevin comedy. Hart's got a new comedy special out. And, um, you know, when you go through, it shows, like, what just came out. And literally a documentary just came out, which is weird because here we are at this podcast. And um, let me bring it up. It's called Street Food. And it was a documentary oh, yeah. about On Thailand street food. Thailand, there's a lady in Thailand that makes street food. I don't remember her name, but you might have bought some from her. But she just won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I know everybody this in is, Thailand. Yeah. Right, that's how it is. Like people will be like, so, so "Oh, you've you been work to Thailand at, twice? You work at your yeah. company? Right? Do you yeah. know so and so?" Is like, no. There's like eight hundred thousand people that right. work for my company. Right. He, so anyway, it, it, <laughs> Jeff, your coach lives in Thailand. Come you on, know this Jeff, guy, Master Toddy. Yeah. Oh, like, you grew up in Detroit. Do you know Steve? He lives in Kalamazoo. I'm like, yeah, that's four sure. hours away, friend. So there's you know, uh, everyone in Cleveland. Michelin. Do you know about Michelin stars? They give out Michelin stars for restaurants, and you can be a five star Michelin restaurant. Five Michelin like stars. Michelin. Yeah. Okay. okay. Michelin tires. It's like the fanciest of the fancy. Okay. And this lady got a five-star Michelin rating and she's a street food vendor. Um, chef. Yeah. They all, awesome. that's what all of it. And so when I seen this document, I didn't watch it yet. I want to watch it, but it was talking about how big street food is in Thailand. That's and how you you've eat. been to Thailand twice, right? Yep. For, um, training with master Toddy. How, how, how is it? Are you going to retire and move to Thailand? He would move if... We would move now if I could. Would right. you? If I gave the okay, we'd already be living there. Really? I remember when I met with Jeff about um, coming to teach at my work. He was like, you know, if you uh, moved to Thailand, you could you could live there for like 10 grand a year. I was like... <laughs> it's really cheap. I was like, okay, I'm not sure what this has to do with anything. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> just I'm his like, dream. He's note. just dreaming. Right. I, I'm like, mental note, I'll put that in the back of my head. So, so Jeff, sometimes, oh, I, sometimes I bring that up to Dave. Jeff like, is obsessed with the culture. I'm like, we can move to Thailand for like 10 grand a year. I'm going He's with, with, I, with I want to go. He's Every year I see you go, food. I'm like, I want to go with Jeff and train. Jeff, uh, he so when I he gets back, Moody, the, Jeff, and the funny and thing is when them. he returns from Thailand, is he lands and he goes, "I'm instantly mad when I land in the U.S. because everyone's mean." What's the where culture? Over the there? culture over like there is not mean. They're so just. Great. Could you just imagine somebody never saying to you again, "You should smile more." <laughs> well, that's what, I mean? what like, would happen there. Over there, everybody just minds their own business. They take their time. They, like, I'm on a subway in Bangkok, and, like, in the middle of the day, right, it is packed. I am literally one arm up, right? Some little Thai girl's nose is in my armpit because, like, we're so close it? to each other, right? <laughs> and uh, and And then, like, stop hits, everybody gets off. Everybody goes to the escalator stairs, and I have never moved so fast. Like, being at a Bengals game, right? Yeah. Everybody's just, it just takes forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, everybody's just minding their own business. They just do what they're supposed to do. They they get off their phones. They put their phones in their pockets. They don't. Nobody's know, like, mad if they got pushed or shot. No, like, you know, like, everybody just does their thing. 
Have that's you what, gone to Thailand? No, I've not. You I just listened to it. That's oh, what I tell Dave. I have to stay home with the children. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, when I go to the South, like, when I go to New Orleans and stuff, like, down there, I always tell him, like, I feel like I'm supposed to be in New Orleans because that's how people are down there. Yeah. Like, they're very, like, um, not taking their time, but they're, like, enjoying life. You know, they're yeah. they're not assholes. No, you people know, just mind just, their own they're, business. They're eating good food and they're they're being nice. Like I when I was in New Orleans, like I never felt like I never met a person who was an asshole. Like no one told right. me right. to smile for a whole week. Right. But it's like I go to Sam's Club on North Bend every <laughs> single time. It does don't not start. That's don't not a start. topic you want to get start. me on. Jeff it refuses does. to go to Sam's Club. Uh, look at he's got PTSD well, over here about that's Sam's where Club. I've seen him. He'll Instantly be there eating mad. pizza. Instantly mad. Yeah, I'm like, I'll be there and they're like you're prettier for your smile. I'm like, God damn it. Like, then I get like even more pissed. Why can't I do the self-checkout? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I just saw that person with a push cart and 10,000 things and they got to do the self-checkout. But me, my ass got to walk over there and you got to let two two people check me out. I do the self-checkout on my phone now because they have it. You just scan your own stuff on your phone and then you leave. Nope. Yeah, they just. I'm not, doing, I'm not giving them the satisfaction of technology. Jeff refuses to go. I, have I want to go. conflict. And I have every to go I carry go all there. the water and Gatorade because he refuses to go. Nope. I like yelled at a manager one time where they told me I get the big tray, right? The big cart. The big cart. Right. And I'll load up like 10, 15 water, some Gatorades. I got uh-huh. so much shit, dude, humping that thing from the back to the front, right? So I humped it on there. Yeah. And then I got to take it to the car, hump it out uh-huh. into the car, right. and then drive it to the gym and then hump it from the car to the gym. Uh-huh. This woman looks at me and she's like, sir, I'm really sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry about? She's like, we're going to have to transfer all this water and Gatorade to another cart. Why? And I looked at they her and I was like. They make the dumbest rules. And the rules change her, every time. That's the other part that's frustrating. And I looked at her and I was like, well, you can go right ahead and transfer all that over to the other cart if you want. I said, I'm not doing it. Right. And she kind of looked at me. And here's the worst part, and like, and I'm trying not to be rude to her because yeah. it's not her fault, right? You know what it's I mean? It's like talking to the operator on the phone, yeah. like, "Sir, we can't do that." And I'm like, yeah. I realize that this isn't your fault. I need to talk to somebody higher up than you. So I can right. deal with that. I need that. to bitch at somebody. Right. And you're so, not the person that deserves and, and the woman, right. and the woman's pregnant. Oh, the woman that. And oh, I said, God. you know, sweetheart, uh, I said, <laughs> I said you should call a manager over here right, right now. now. And she's like, I said, just go ahead and do that. And, uh, sir, can I see what seems to be the problem? I was like, well, you, you know, my, my girl tells me your, your policy is that you have to transfer these 10 clear waters that you can that clearly you can count see and through see. that I have not stolen anything else. I said, because you're pretty much accusing me of stealing to another cart because that's your policy. I said, and uh, I told her that that was fine. But I will not be doing that. I'm not following this policy. What? What? Like why? Like you're literally in the policy. You're in the checkout. Yes. Yeah. And you have to transfer transfer because they think you're stealing water to make sure there's nothing like shoved in between the waters. I guess. Oh, because you got them all stacked up. Yeah. Oh, Oh, so they move it like normally when they move it from one cart to the other, but yeah, on like a flat. So I I, I was just like, okay. I said, well, if you guys got to do that, I said first. I said I want to be really clear. I already purchased all of this. Here's my receipt. This is mine. And I said, now you're telling me that you have to transfer this to another car for me in order to leave. Because I think you stole. Because you something. think I'm. Oh, so you're, you're at the check. You're, yeah. at, you're at the yeah. walking out the door. The part lady. Where no, they no, no, no I'm still at the cash face. register. I'm still at the cash register. And, but and she I told had, the girl. already paid. And I told the girl and I said, you know, I said, well, you can go ahead and switch them over. She's like, 
well, I can't really do that. I'm pregnant. I said, I know exactly. that. So we get know. A manager I said, so let's get you. a manager over right. here. And I said, we'll have a little chat. And I said, I just want to be really clear that you're holding me up. And then I just made like a $500 purchase that I paid for. Right. Here's my receipt. And you think I'm stealing a fucking dollars And I said, $10 now you're telling me we got to transfer this. I said, well, listen. I said, you know what I know? I already loaded all this shit. I got to load it in my fucking car and I got to get it out of my car. I'm not loading it a fourth time. I right. said, so your ass can move all these waters back over. And I said, you better put it in a specific order that I just did it on. I said, because I set it up like that for a reason. So when I load it in my car, it's more convenient for me. Right. And what he's like, do? he sat there and fucking loaded it himself. I said, I'll right. sit here and watch. Yeah. You know, I said, I just want you to know this takes more time. And I said, yeah. and for a company fucking that's Walmart. super fucking corporate, super corporate, I was like, you're telling me that you guys don't have better things to do. Yeah. I said, and you have a person that sits and checks receipts. Right. I don't How even want to get it. How many times did people have to steal for anyway, to do this? Let's oh go God. back to I just Thailand. Can't yeah, imagine. Let's go back to Thailand. So Thailand, man. They don't do that. Two Thailand. times? You've been there two times, right? Now you go over there to train with Master Toddy. Go to well, the first time we went, well, I've been to Master Toddy's both times, uh -huh. but um, yeah. Um, Why did you go there? So Master Toddy used to be in Thailand and the U.S. half the time. Didn't He'd he have split a gym the time. in Vegas? And he had a gym Th that's in Vegas. where I met him. So we used to always just send him to Vegas, which was very convenient. And then Master Toddy went back to Thailand full time. Yeah. So, so he does actually, not come back here at all. Nope. No. So actually, best wife in the world. I was trying to figure out what we were going to do with training, and he was really bummed that he hadn't seen Master Toddy in a couple years because he went back to Thailand. So I started researching. I called them, talked to Master Toddy, talked to his um, office people. We set it all up, and I surprised the whole staff with a trip to nice. Thailand the first time. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. didn't even know about that. Mm -hmm. What happened? Like, how did that come about? Were you just in well, the gym? Well, she told me. And I she told was like, him before I told the guys, the other yeah. guys. But, um, and he was like, like what, I'm are you serious? all you and the crew to Thailand. You're all going to Thailand. How's that flight, bro? 26 <laughs> hours about. <laughs> what do you do? It's Watch pretty movie, brutal. sleep. Take um, some, uh, what's well, the stuff international you flights, you get to drink for free. Oh, really? Alcohol. Okay. Um, That's how they deal with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we've been getting them on here too. Um, but like, we see you're upset, sir. Have this. Yeah. <laughs> like, sir, would you like a drink? I'm like, yeah. How much does it cost? Oh no, it's you're it's it's a part of the it's a part of the international flight. So you're in an airplane for how long? Well, usually you break the it up. Trip you, is about twenty six. It's hours. about twenty six to thirty two hours. What's the well, longest flight? Like, what's well, it depends. Longest? Like our first time we went, we went from Cincinnati to Chicago. That was forty five minutes. Okay. And then from Chicago. Um, the first time we went Chicago to Japan. Tokyo. So that's about 12 hours. This time oh, they did to shit. Korea. You're on a plane for 12 hours? Yeah, that's just yeah. the first, first oh, that's, trek. And yeah. that's not, yeah, that's, you're not done yet. Oh, dude, I and then be a wreck. Layover in Japan for probably an or hour or two. Or this time we did Korea. Yeah, the Korea, Korea was okay. And then from Japan to Bangkok, and that's probably like nine to 10. That's a lot of flying. I feel like it was like six to seven, but I could be. No, it was like nine to ten. He's like, you weren't on a flight. Oh, I wasn't oh. there. It was uh, six to seven, but it felt like nine to ten. Twelve hours on an airplane is a long. It's time. about yeah. I think both. Take, I think both times they were about twenty six, twenty seven hours to sleep. Like, do you? No. Like, um, Jeff doesn't have issues with that. Other um, people might need to take. Oh things yeah, to sleep. you're right. Oh, he's yeah. like borderline. When we were driving down to Evansville, he's like borderline narcoleptic. Jade always brings that shit up. Go ahead, Jade. Yeah, I, yeah, I was saying all the I time. Every time I fuck up driving, she's like, wow, Jeff said. You no, it wasn't Jeff said. Jeff was in the car with you, <laughs> and he texted me with, 
I think I'm going to die. Dave is texting, <laughs> steering with his elbows and texting on his phone. And I'm like, I feel like that all the time. Sorry about it. Like, <laughs> but they were driving on a thing. Like, he texted that was me from a the new car. Castle. That wasn't that's Evansville. funny. No, we were training at Evansville. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah, you, we went to, with, you went to Bruce Shepard's with yeah, me. Bruce yeah, Bruce's. You're like one of only a couple. That's, yeah. that's an elite club. And he, like, texted me from the car. I was that's like, funny. I was Sorry about it. Belt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Mike Mastrillo was like, ah, you should come punch faces. I was like, yeah, I should. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> that guy. The second that time. <laughs> so, so Thailand, man. The second time you went what? to Thailand, though, he went to Phuket first. And yeah. then they flew to Bangkok. Okay. So, and, so you spend a week there? So about a week? That one was a little longer trip. A little longer? Um, but, uh, no, like, um, both, yeah, like nine, ten days. Nine, both times. Days. Yeah. yeah. Phuket was like, that what was like. What do you like, guys do? Like, do you, you train during the day? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do you we, go enjoy dude, the nightlife? Like, oh, see God. any cool shows? There's really. <laughs> okay, so. By cool shows, balls. he means lady uh, boys. Yeah, I heard some ping pong so balls. So, our first time. <laughs> there, but. Our first time we went, we went. Um, I told him they'd all be fired. <laughs> we went. They they Why? You got to see the heck? It is a work trip. No. You just so, want to see it. And you have so, to okay, so funny represent story. your place. Tell me a good story okay. that you've seen something that she's going to yell at you see, about that I know about. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. So we went to Bangkok the first time. Uh -huh. And one of the days we paid for an excursion, which okay. was to take us down. Um, Bangkok's like centrally located. So I'd say like Bangkok would be the equivalent to Columbus, Ohio. Uh -huh. And then we went to Patia or Patea or however they would uh -huh. pronounce it. And that would be like if you drive from Columbus to like Sandusky and you're on the lake, Lake Erie, right? Oh, that's a long so, drive though. Yeah, uh, it was probably About like two, two and a half hours. hours. Yeah. Okay, two and a half. So <clears throat> we're in Bangkok and we're like, hey, we're going to do this day trip to go to the beach. Uh -huh. To so train we, on the beach. To train yeah, on the I've beach. I've seen the pictures. So yep. we, went to the, we went to the beach um, and it was the um, like the Gulf of uh, Thailand. And uh, Pattaya is like um, the Myrtle Beach uh -huh. of Thailand. It's very like uh, touristy. They got their own like boardwalk and stuff. A lot of Americans go there. Um, lots of hotels and bars and restaurants and stuff. But they got their like strip, mm -hmm. which is like Vegas mm -hmm. times a hundred. <laughs> right. Like, and you walk this strip, and like, and we were we were done training. Man, we drove two hours. We trained on the beach. We sat on the beach. We went and got some beers. We um, ate at this really nice restaurant that was owned by a Thai guy, but he was he spent twenty five years of his life in Hawaii, so he spoke really good English. And he saw us like, "You guys are Americans, right?" We're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Let me bring you. Let me bring you some appetizers. Let me get you this, and let me get you that." Right. right. So so we had a, we got we got treated really well there, and then we get back into the car. Our guide who is one of the Thai coaches uh -huh. at the gym, English very limited. At Master Toddy's? At Master Toddy's. He drove us in, in Master Toddy's van Does down. Does he normally do that, though? What's that? Like, uh, Yeah, like when I was communicating with him, they were like, hey, we can take a day and train on the beach if you want. And I'm like, yeah, we oh, want okay. to do that. Yeah, I didn't know if excursion. that was just like a special thing yeah, yeah, or yeah. if it's like, does he do Yeah, okay. they do that. So he like, so we're all tired. We're like laying there. We're, yeah. in, the, we're in the car. And all of a sudden we stop and we park. And we're like, what the fuck, dude? That, that wasn't two hours. Right. And he's like, out. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we show up, dude. And all of a sudden, you start to see this alley. 
and it's like lights bumping this music this that and you see in all these bars and all this stuff and and like all these massage parlors and yes you know, people and Did women you get a massage no. Look at the face. Oh, and, uh, so I looked at all the guys and I was like, get your wallet, put it in your front pocket, yeah, and put your hand sure, over the top. For sure, of it. yeah. I'm not even on. Now, let me tell you, I just told you how paranoid and crazy this man is in downtown Cincinnati. You think yeah. he had fun? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. So we're walking down this strip. Uh huh. And is like, this, I've seen a and video. We're, Was this the video where you're going through like a shopping area? No, oh, no, no. no. Okay. That's that's right. like fun. So it is very clear uh -huh. that there's what, five, six of us. Right. Six Americans. They can tell you're American. Oh, yeah, well, they're I'm a, three feet bigger than everybody. The only white guys in the room. Right. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. And we're walking and we're this and we're like, I got me, Moody, Jake Veldhouse, Josh. He had menus handed to him. So it's immediately like you're walking past the like massage parlors and they got those um one things where like with the beta fish where you put your feet in it and they, like right. bite all the shit off yeah. and, and and the women are just coming up to us and they're grabbing you by oh excuse excuse you come with me you come with me I show I show you I'm like yeah we're good and I told the guys I was like stay in the center of the road <laughs> right don't get off don't get sucked into any fucking alleys nothing and uh and then these dudes come up. And they got these like laminated signs, and they're like smacking a sign to get your attention. Like, oh, you, 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 you buy, you buy. And we're like, what the hell is that? And you start to read it, and it's a menu of like anything you want, like sexually, like yeah, like you and want. all like, different sexual favors. What what, well, what were that. some of the words on there? Well, I mean, like I have. <laughs> He's so uncomfortable we, right we now. Took a picture. That's why I said that. And like. We, just, they sent a me a picture of, of it. Oh, Anything you could like, you know, it's bad. She sent like, me a picture. Dave's like things for after the podcast. Oh, yeah. yes. this, this picture. This is going uh, like, and stuff. like, and I'm with Moody, right? And he's like, giving me the eyes. Like, we're not doing it. Moody <laughs> said no. No, he's like trying to like joking. He's, he's giving like, me the eyes. Like, uh, what do you think? I was like. Don't even joke that like, you're going to do it. Like, yeah, these guys are going to be. He's like, no, he was totally joking. It's I was like, like they're going to drag like, us no, into I'm a room that we're, I was like, we ain't in. coming home alive. It's like, not happening. <laughs> so we ended up, we walked down. And you got to remember, too, like. Were they very aggressive? I heard they're pretty aggressive. It, not as bad as, like, being in, like, Mexico and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't that bad. It's like, kind of look at them and just kind of, like, flick them off. And, you know, and you got to remember, too, for us, like, we're bigger than everybody. So, like. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. A lot of like they would be in Bangkok and people would stop them to get their picture with them because they just they assumed say, they say uh, USA, yeah, picture picture. They looked at Moody like Vin Diesel, <laughs> right? Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's oh, like, yeah, 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 what's up, man? I'll take your picture. We'll so, bring that up when Moody's yeah. on the pod. Oh he's yeah, coming up Moody's next. Coming oh up. nice, yeah. yeah, dude. He's oh, you'll have a ball. Oh, with him. Yeah. You have a ball with him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, we, we made it to the end of the strip. But you, the other thing, too, though, you got to remember, like, things that are not okay here in the United States right. are okay over there. Right. You know, like, having your five-year-old out on the street at midnight and they're, like, an act. They're, like, a juggling act or, like, they're, they're, they're dancing and they're this and they're that. And, and the parents sitting there in their lawn chair collecting money off of them. Like, shit like that. Like, that's the one thing that, like, over there, it's a part of their culture. 
Right. Over here. But that's hard to well, see. Well, that actually happened to me on, that's Bourbon, hard to see, on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who had his son out who was five. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I were on Bourbon Street. And he was going up to everyone saying, today's my birthday. I'm five. And people were giving him money. And he was taking it to his dad. Yeah. So he was essentially like an act. Yeah, yeah like exactly. And he had like a... A pin on that said it's my birthday, right? And right. people were like, "Oh, because they're all Cute. drunk." They're right. like, "Oh, here's five dollars because right. you're five. Yeah, you know. So, so the thing that a lot of people would not like about Thailand is some of the things that are not acceptable here, but that are acceptable there. So, um, you know, and people are like, "Well, does that bother you?" I'm like, "Well, it's their house and it's acceptable there." So, like, I'm not, I'm not for it. I wouldn't do that to my kids, but like, right. hey, man. Over there, the poverty is so high. Right. Whatever they can do to eat. They got their seven-year-old in the ring fighting Muay yeah. Thai professionally for money. I've heard about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and that's a part of their culture. You know, so for me, it's like, well, that's a part of their culture. Like, who am I to judge? I don't know. I don't know what right. it takes for them to eat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, over here, I'm a valuable person in the things that, um, that I teach and do. But over there, as a, you know, martial arts instructor, I'm a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? Like, you guys think, like, these kids that have been trained in Muay Thai that are 21 years old, they got 200 fights under their belt. 200 fights, <laughs> yeah. professional fights. Right. And then, you know, they they become a coach at a gym. But if they fuck off, I'll just get the next guy. Right. Because now, let's, let's do a little math here, okay? Do you play, like, ball when you're a kid? Let's just say hockey. Hockey. Okay. How many hockey games have you played? A lot. A lot. More than 200? Yeah. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? So, like, right. in the realm of hockey, right. they could just go find another hockey player. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, over there, it's just easy. Just go get another Plus type. you're talking go about 200 games over my lifetime. 200 games over their small yeah. lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, so, like, over here... As a person that's done martial arts their whole life right. and have dedicated myself to it, like uh-huh. I'm kind of, I don't want to say special, but I'm I'm something compared right. to other people because here. not everybody's done martial arts. You're talking Every, about here, but, well, right. it would yeah. be like but you're all saying, the people who play soccer. Right, right. Like, so yeah. Well, I mean, play like, soccer. It's but like, like, if you don't want to be the soccer coach, I pl- that girl plays soccer. I played I soccer, soccer from coach. kid to I quit playing soccer in eighth grade. So I mean, just in that short span what, 12 to 20 games a season for eight seasons? Mm-hmm. It's pretty many soccer games. Yeah. I didn't even play select soccer. I played the indoor stuff and like that. But if you look at these kids now that if like our, our nieces, um, they played soccer all through high school, select soccer, indoor soccer. I mean, hundreds of games. You see what I'm saying? But in the soccer realm, they're a dime a dozen. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So over there, in for, for tie boxing, those guys are those guys yeah. are a t- dime so, a dozen. So you guys, um, I know you guys went to uh, to see fights live mm-hmm. at the sta- what's at, the stadium? Uh, Lim- Limpini. Limpini. Is yeah, that's the in um, that's in the capital of Bangkok. Was there young kids fighting? We didn't we see didn't, any kid fights. Okay, no. so but it was a lot like uh, Sanchai. Do you know Sanchai? Yeah. Yeah, he was there. He was there. We met him. Okay, yeah. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, I know dude. a lot about him. Like, he's he's awesome. a fucking monster. He's a monster. Like so you 42. guys met. Was he fighting? No, no, no. He was there. Um, We were actually, we were at the fights. We got ground level seats. Uh-huh. And we're watching the fights. And all of a sudden, we look over. And there's Sanchai. And uh, he's, like, um, coaching. 
Yeah. So he had like a fighter. There. Oh, so he had a fighter. In yeah, there. he had a fighter. There. So, we, so like you. Had, sorry, I, I sidetracked. I'm thinking about all yeah. this stuff. You had ground seats. Yeah, like like floor level. Like, is that? It, I mean, if you buy seats I would say at a stadium. The higher like, up you go, okay, the more like, expensive. You've been to Oak Hills like, Gym, right? Right. That's right, about right. as big as Lapiti Stadium. Oh, it's okay. I'm big. thinking like fucking Ohio no, 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 State no, Stadium. No, like, no, no, This no, is no, the no, mecca no. Muay Thai kickboxing. Okay. No. But you got to so, remember, they have fights every night, practically. Yeah, 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 I mean, so you're not talking about your one, you know, you have 13 football games a year. You're thinking a huge stadium. They right. have fights every night. Right. One of the things that I think that was the most interesting that I saw, that I witnessed, uh-huh. um, because it's so ingrained, like, um, so in Thailand, they'll fight, like, uh, two-minute rounds uh-huh. uh, with, a, like, a minute break. Okay. And they go, and each bout is, uh, five, is five rounds. Okay. And so... So, you know, we think here, like, in football or all the other sports that we play here, like, you know, um, if we're, our ass is losing in the fourth quarter and we're down by, you know, six points in a football game, it's like, oh, my God, we're going to throw the Hail Mary, we're going to do this, we're going to do right. that, we're going to punt uh-huh. and get the field going, we're going to win. Right. They don't do that. If they're losing, if a fighter is losing 3-1 to one and they hit the fifth round, they don't, I don't, they don't, they just stand there. They, they don't. Just, they know they're not like back the guy that, that the guy that's losing three round one. Uh, he's losing, you know, three three to one. He doesn't even engage. So is that because they fight so, so often? much? Because that's hurt. Tuesday night, and they got to fight again Saturday. Right. You know what I mean? What so I therefore, say. they don't take the damage. And I was Holy like, fuck, because man. even now, like right. MMA fighters, like in you hit that in champion. UFC, they're in UFC. fighting like once every eight months. Like exactly, you know, pretty much once four, a year. Four to f- you know, four to five hundred thousand dollars. Right. You know, these guys are making, these guys are making what? I got to do the math. Do um, they, do, so, do they a lot of bet? Is there a lot of betting going oh, on? Oh yeah, big time. So well, that's the, another thing too that's really interesting yeah. because like they're calling out bets and you're seeing the runners uh-huh. going down to the ring and yelling at the fighters in between rounds. What? Yeah, because yeah, like, like what, like, like just yell. They're like, there's like bickering with them, saying, "Oh, you need to, f- you need to do better this round because somebody just bet this much money." <laughs> yeah, it's shit, weird. These, now, these are all observations. Yeah, but this is I a different culture. On. We're talking about a whole different culture here. So you know what I mean. Like, so that's, um, that's uh, man, that's crazy. Like here, I would be more inclined to assume that our athletes would throw a fight or throw something if they knew. You know, if, if someone's going to come in between every betting, round and tell them the, that they're, you the know, betting people is are going on them right there not. on the spot. Right. Right. You know what I mean? They're like walking around like you ever see the movie Lionheart? Like, oh, yeah. dude's betting oh, yeah. on the spot. Like right. those guys are carrying money and then they're paying tickets out like right Fuck there on the spot. Jean-Claude Van Damme, bro. Of course. <laughs> come on. Bloodsport? Yeah. I was a well, ninja. That, that's what I'm saying. So, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I like, was a ninja. So... You but bust that bag out. Their games are so, it. but that's but that's their that's their style. You know what I mean? And like yeah. I said, like it's theirs, man. I'm a I'm a foreigner here, so like, right. However you guys do it is yeah. the way you do it. I ain't coming in trying to change your you're shit. In their, like, you're in their house. You know what I mean? So but gotta, isn't that yeah. the whole win in Rome? Do as Romans yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, but like, thing come from. I can jump on board with a lot of this stuff because like, they just. They leave you alone, man. I'm on board with and that. And they work hard, right? They like, work hard. He loves that. Oh, my God. They work so hard. There's, I mean, right. you know, like, they work. Well, he was talking about street food, so explain, like, how the food is. Oh, dude, the food is. <laughs> dude, you're speaking my language, bro. It's not like there's not big restaurants. Do they got it's fried just... Oreos? 
Oh my no, god! What the shit? <laughs> they got what the so like no, we would, we like, would be, even so this like, documentary, like the small part of the beginning of the documentary, they show the street just lined with people cooking food. Out that's of how you. That's how it is. That's there's no big re- there. Yes, that's so how you just eat. Go on the f- so so. There's a whole long line of places to eat. So what do you do? Do you just, just say like I want noodles who, and okay, I want so, this? So you um, go to like three different all places. All the experiences that I had with the food. The first experience was we, you know, we got there the first time. It was super late. We wake up in the morning. We go down the train, you know, because um, a lot of the times when you train in Thailand, uh, they got it set up like a um, like a dormitory. Mm-hmm. So at the gym that we were at, Master Tati's, we, we we lived in like a dorm, mm-hmm. and then we would walk down the steps, and there's the gym. And um, I kind of want to know what the dorms like. The door, uh, our dorm is it like just a bed? Like, was there and any the bugs that bothered you or anything? Like, like, no, 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 no. You know, like, you're thinking, No, it like, was, like, a six-story, uh-huh. like, like... Dorm like rooms. Dorm rooms and stuff. So, like, we got the top floor, because uh-huh. there were six of us, and you go in, like, this main area, and it's, like, a like a common area. It's got, like, a refrigerator and a couch and a TV, and then there's three bedrooms off of it, and each bedroom has two um, single beds. And then the fourth area is the bathrooms. So they had like, you know, three or four stalls and then three or four shower stalls and then three or four sinks, right? So that was the room, the, the, the dormitories we stayed in. So we were at the top level, so we're like four floors, so we had to walk all the way down the steps with all our gear. And then you're literally- no elevators? No. You're literally at the gym. <laughs> well, you know. You're literally at the gym and then you train. So we get done training. What, what do you say? okay never mind um so we get done training and we're like oh and then all of a sudden you see all the people that we're training with um you hear this thing and it's like a um just like a clack 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 and you hear it in the neighborhood it's like clack 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 and we're like what the hell is that and everybody leaves the training mat after we're practice and they go outside to the alley and there's this old man pushing this food cart and he's literally making noodles and and like in in like meat and like you know you get he he, he you know he'll he'll take the noodles out you like look at him and you're like one you know one and right. he takes a thing of noodles he drops them into the water and uh-huh. in, in, in broth and they cook he pulls them out puts them in a bowl picks a couple pieces of meat puts a little like flavoring on and then hands you all the spice and so it it's hands, like ramen yeah right and then he hands you a um a fork or spoon or a set of chopsticks and you hand them 15 baht, which is like the equivalent to like 50, 50 cents. cents. Wow. Now it's his bowl. What, what's so the it's like, one for though? Is that like, that you only yeah, want, you one want one for you. Oh, I'm thinking a Thai taste where you got to yeah. tell the levels of no, no, no. how hot. See, they don't, they don't, they don't do that in Thailand. They don't. They, they just have all the peppers and stuff at the table. So you just put it, you put it on. So like, make it how hot you want. Yeah. You make it how hot you want. So they don't ever ask like, how hot do you want it? Okay. So he gave you your bowl. So you give you your bowl of noodles. And you sit there and you eat it, uh-huh. and you walk back up to him and you give him his bowl back, and you leave. And he comes at every morning at nine a.m. Like the coconut guy would come. And then, with his coconut. as soon as he's done, and he's walking, he's walking this cart down this alley. And we're in like so this, he walks to Master Toddy's, yeah, and then he walks to whatever's next door. Right. Yeah, he, walks yeah, he just walks the neighborhood. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he just walks the neighborhood. So, um, and then. Like five minutes later, the fruit guy shows up. He's on a motorcycle, so he's on a motorcycle with an attachment, like a uh, like a sidecar, 
right, attachment, and he's got this, like, glass-enclosed fruit with ice everywhere. Pineapple, coconuts, um, watermelon, regular <laughs> Dude, melon, sugar. So and then you hand him 15 bot and, and you just tell him what you want. And he'll give you a big old skewer of pineapple. And then by the time you're done with that, your belly's full. And that was wow. bre- that was breakfast. That's good food. Oh, it was wonderful. It's like the best. Or like food. the market is so the now, lady's house that's next door. So then, so over there you can't you know drink the water, so you got to get bottled water, or uh-huh. they have water purification stands, like like how we would have like a pop machine. Uh-huh. They have water for water purification stands, so you have to bring your own bottle. Okay. Show up, you put a bot in, and it'll fill uh-huh. like um like um a liter. Okay. Right? Right. Um, and then like the corner, all the houses and stuff, they're like, everything's attached. So like the corner house is the mark is like a little like corner store. So you can go in, you can buy beer, you can buy pop, uh-huh. you can buy, you know, like snacks and stuff. So they would live on the top floor and then their store or their restaurant right. or their so market or whatever like, is the basement. What kind of beer do they have? Like American beer? No, no, no. Chong beer and Leo. Those are the two main Do you brands. have it? Oh my God! You is kidding it good? me? We drink so much of it. Is it good? Oh, it's wonderful. Better so than I'm our more, beer. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a Chong beer fan. Okay. It's more like a, a Budweiserish kind oh, of nice. kind of beer, but um, like water. Uh, well, it's all right. It's <laughs> good. Just and then it, and then they have liquor and stuff. But like each house, like they only get what they can get, and like, right. like their 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 corner store would be as big as this room. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, about and fifteen then, by and then, fifteen. Yeah, and then yeah. you go down to the next room. You get down to the next building, and then this person's like garage uh-huh. is their restaurant. Right. So we we had this one lady on the corner. She was one man show, and she cooked, yeah. and she had two tables, and you just kind of go in, and you know she had her like a uh, poster on the wall, and you just uh-huh. kind of point at what you want, and it and it has how much money it costs. Right. And you just pay her, and she makes it, and you sit at her table, That's crazy, and you eat it like you're part of her family. Right. And then you get up and leave. So now that's like all the local stuff. Now, if you go like um, more towards the um, what they call the BTS, that's like their subway, uh-huh. and that's probably like a mile from Toddy's gym. Uh-huh. You get down there, vendors everywhere, but, right? Yeah, I seen your video. Of yeah, like, just keep walking, just keep walking, right? You know, so <laughs> you got vendors because they're trying to sell you shit. Right? You got vendors everywhere, so they're uh-huh. selling pad thai, they're selling meat, they're selling skewers, but then too. That's like vendor city, but then they also have like the market. So they don't really have very many grocery stores. Right. Right. So the market is like this area. Um, and if you walked past it, it just looks like a, a ratty field uh-huh. during the day. Right. Once it hits about three o'clock, everybody shows up with their tent uh-huh. and their truck right. and they're selling catch of the day. They got fresh fish. They got um, any kind of like uh, other animals that they've already, you know, cut up and have ready to go. Right. You know, they've got um, vendors there selling clothes and shoes and, and this and that. And that happens every day from like three to eight. Right. So when they go, when people go grocery shopping, that's where they go. They get, they'll buy vegetables, they'll buy all this stuff. And they literally, the dude's literally chopping it on the spot, weighing it, putting it in a Ziploc bag and handing it to them and they pay them and go. That's so awesome. So like, and some of them, you know, they cook the foods and stuff. So like for us, like, like, let's go to the market tonight. And instead right. of eating at a restaurant, we're going to go to the market and just walk around. And you know, food, buy yeah. some beers and yeah. walk around and we're buying food, buying food and this and that. And it's donuts. Any apparel, anything like that? Yeah, like, I mean, they got like knockoff shit. You know what I right. mean? Did you buy like what? 
So when we went shopping for stuff, uh-huh. there's a um if you ride the BTS uh-huh. into town, a couple stops down, there's like a uh, we just call it like the it's like an outlet mall. Right, like Trader's World. Kinda, yeah, but it's like ten tiers high in this like mall. Tiers as far as floors, floors, Floors. yeah. Wow, I mean, like you can get any iPhone, iPad, camera, anything, anything you want. Yeah, you know what I mean. T-shirts. Did you buy any gimmicky? Like, man, I gotta have this. I I bought a. Um, I always make sure I leave with a I love Bangkok shirt. Yes, I see. Uh, That's like a real touristy shirt. Um, but then um. No, they. I mean, they got all the Muay Thai gear, boxing right. gloves, shin gear. Now, did they know. make this stuff themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. I actually bought a um, goalie mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I play hockey. Everybody knows that. But like the old school goalie masks back in the day, before nowadays, were made out of like uh, fiberglass, mm-hmm. maybe Kevlar, and you strip that right. You take strips, you lay it down, you make a mask. <laughs> I got this mask. I ordered on eBay. It came from Thailand. It was horrible. Like, you can't yeah. wear it. Like, yeah. I was so yeah. disappointed. I thought it would be so cool because, you know, like, I wanted to wear, like, an old-school goalie mask. Like, hockey back in the days, the goalie masks, they didn't have a, a cage on them, and it was just, like, a one-piece Kevlar. Right. Or fiberglass. It was, a, it was or, like a Halloween mask. Yeah, it looked right. like a Halloween. Yeah. It looked like a Jason mask, yeah. but I wanted it to cover my whole face because I thought, yeah. man, if I'm playing men's league hockey and I come out there as a goalie and I'm wearing this fucking mask, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Right, you know, and it's crazy looking, but I got it. It was like really cheap yeah. stuff, but you know, no, I mean, like everything there is super cheap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in, especially in this mall. Well, when you think, you, you know, get but noodles like, for fifty cents, right? That would cost you here? What, no, but like, 10 I bucks? mean, I only bought souvenir shit, so yeah. like, I always make sure that I get um, my daughter some like. Tie dresses. She's and, really yeah. into tie clothes. Oh, so. really? Like oh, the tie awesome. dresses and some tie pants. Does so she wear them still? Oh, Constantly. Constantly. Always. Yes. And then I got my son some just like, you know, Muay Thai t shirts yeah, that are super care. cheap. He what about but she, he Did has you buy to any get Muay Thai stuff shorts well, over there. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they have all shorts. Um, so I at feel Master, like you have to. At Master Toddy's gym, they wear them. Like they wear them at the gym. Yeah, they wear them at the gym. Training them. At Master Toddy's gym, he actually produces. Right, his own stuff. So yeah, he like has his pads are phenomenal. Dude, I see that you have yeah. them, and every year I'm uh, like, man, I just need every, to get some um, of those. He's got a dedicated room uh-huh. for his production line. So his like he produces line. his yeah. own tie pads, his own tie gear, his own boxing glove shin gear, yeah. um, and his brother actually engineers it all. Um, who like sits down and designs it all, and then uh-huh. and then does all the foam cutting and stuff, and then he's got. He employs all the like a lot of the women in the um, neighborhood, and they're all seamstress. Oh, nice. so he's got like ten sewing machines, and they come down. Like when I first time I went, I literally bought everything. Yeah, I, bought, I remember you coming I bought, back. I think I was training with you at the time. I so. bought boxing gloves, shin gear, headgear. I bought focus mitts, little tie pads, big tie pads. I bought a belly protector, and when I went. I go in and he's like, you know, crew Jeff, you come with me, you come down. I, I introduce you to everybody. And uh, they measured my hands. Yeah. They measured my shins. And they made everything custom to me. Dude, and so then cool. I had everything stitched with my name on it. You know, so like all yeah. my like focus mitts and stuff say so like it's Coach crew Jeff. Well, though. I have it say Coach Jeff. Oh, I thought but it said yeah. crew, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, and, and it's just like awesome. I was always a uh, big fan of Freddie Roach. Yeah, uh, the boxing Freddy, coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's got his own focus mitts with his name on it. Shit, I'm like, I want those. So it when says I was in Coach Thailand, Roach, yeah, well, it, it just Roach. says Roach on them. Okay, you yeah. know, but like, I'm like, I want my own custom 
yeah. focus mints and with my name stitched on them. So for I the price, I just pri- ordered my own custom goalie pads. For the <laughs> price, dude, like it was worth it. Yeah, I spent probably four hundred bucks. That's awesome. You know, American. You Do they make goalie pads? They could. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah, I did buy some goalie pads. That's like bucket that. list for me. You know, goalie pads are not cheap. But I, I tell you right now, what? Um, how many years ago was that the first time? I don't remember. 2015. Still up. It was 2015, oh, four years them. ago. Yeah. They're breaking in so yeah. nice, and yeah. nobody's allowed to touch them except me. They're yeah. nice. support, too. Like, your support. Well, that, but like, gym, all well, not people, just that, but like how work. they designed. Yeah. He made some specific design enhancements. That make absolute sense because, like, if you grab, if you grab like a tie pad, uh-huh. you know, like this, it's got you know, the handle. Yeah, yep. it's got the handle. Right. Well, the handle's flat, like okay. straight across, like yeah. level. Uh huh. That's not how my hands made. Right. When I close my hand, you'll see my hand it, it angles. Right. And he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" He's like, "We'll make the adjustment." He's like, "Put your forearm out," and they put my bar that handles this way a little so at like, an angle. It doesn't hurt my wrist more, dude. Like just little shit that yeah. he knows how to. That he knows, right. and they man, they made yeah. it. They made that shit on the spot. Yeah. And then I was like, "Okay, I want to get a pair of shorts for my son, for my uh-huh. daughter, and for me. Can you put their names on them?" Yeah. Write it all out. Yeah. Done in a day. Dude, that's so awesome. So, I mean, his gear is off the hook. I mean, yeah. and it and it's custom and it's, you know, and you're supporting you're supporting that neighborhood. Right. Which is you're cool. supporting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, him, the um, culture, the neighborhood, everybody around it, all the workers he's got, yeah. his women. He's yeah. just one of those people that Jeff needs in his life. He's he like he's like a very charismatic I've seen the pictures of him and inspiring he just looks like a guy person. That everybody yeah. would love and he's just a super yeah. nice guy. Well, that but yeah. like, I mean, I don't even need him to remember my name. Like did just he, being uh, around him, like he's just he just makes you want to be better. Did he give you your crew? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like yeah, that was like in two thousand, long time ago. Or 10. <laughs> I would say before, yeah. That was when I was training with you, sir. I remember that. Yeah, I was need it? to redo. I need to go and um, my my goal is hopefully in two thousand twenty to go back and do a redo the instructor course again, and just re re just go through it. It's two thousand nineteen. 2020s next year, sweetheart. Yeah, I don't that's know. a subtle. I know. When I go that's to Thailand like, next uh, year. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. But the nudge. Yeah. He didn't yeah. tell the person who runs the books and right. does the numbers that that. Well, goal. no, he just did. Yeah, I have it on recording here. We'll send this to you to remind you. Jeff will send me a text. I don't harder to say no in public, book. right? I don't know. Twenties exactly in the book. It. It's, like it. it. it's like asking your mom if your friend can say the yeah. night <laughs> right in front of right them, front of and yeah. she's like out of. You stare guys aren't at them. there yet, but you'll be there pretty soon. Where their friends over, and I'm like, can he just stay the night? I mean, he's already here. Right. And the kids staring the kids at you. Staring, the kids staring at, at you. No, I, I kind of do that in reverse. Yeah. Where I'm like, hey, we'll be at her family's house. And I'll be like, hey, Striker, you should go ask Ann Amber if you can spend a night tonight. Yes, <laughs> I do that all the time. And he's like, dude. he looks at me. He's like, hey, Wan Amber, you think I can spend a night at your house tonight? <laughs> and she's like, well, tonight's not a good night. I was like, hey, Saturday. <laughs> Find Saturday. out when. Yeah. Find Saturday. out when. And, I'm like, pushing and it. I'm like, and make sure you take your sister. Because she's <laughs> going to. Aunt who? I have four sisters. I know so. Tiffany. Tiffany, I graduated. Tiffany with. graduates, right. yeah. and then there's one. Well, I'm there. I'm the youngest of five girls. You're the youngest. So yeah. So I have yeah. four older sisters. Nice. No brothers. No brothers. Oh, yeah. Just oh, five wow. girls. Only brothers at my house. Yeah. He's three boys on his side. I'm five girls on my side. Yeah. Five girls. Yeah. Oh my. Oh. Her dad is amazing. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, my dad is amazing. Both your, your parents are is. living. 
We never got into that. He, we can. <laughs> we can. He. That is a whole podcast in itself. My it father. Is. He's Dude, an amazing. You know, honestly, you know what that is. He we get really. You back and you guys come back and do another. Podcast. Really, I mean, he though is part of the reason we have a business. I oh, mean, yeah. really, I mean, because he just shaped my personality so much i mean um yeah well, any any mean, co-signed on the lease any so. co-signed on our first lease <laughs> yeah um, i mean there's so much to get it like we were talking before the pod there was like taxes and ohio and like well we were just talking about and, uh how you seem to be the go-to person for small business starters helped, on the west have side. you helped a lot of a lot of people open up businesses uh-huh. yeah so what happens is my beautiful husband over here he is very inspiring to people. And he says, you can do it. You can start your own business. Yes. We do it. We have four businesses. It's awesome. Right. Oh, yeah. My wife will do it. You don't need a lawyer. My wife will set you up your business. Just come on over our house. Now, did you go to school for that, Abby? So I went to DAP, um, DAP the design school at UC. It's I'm a very hard. I tried to get in there and they go, buddy, you're 2.5. Not going to cut it. Take that to the Cincinnati Art Academy. So here's what I love about <laughs> DAP is a, a science-based um, art program. So um, I have a design degree, a graphic design degree from DAP. Um, but when I was there, I was very much into business and marketing. So um, I took a lot of business and marketing classes. Um, with that, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't sure. I, I wanted to go more in the business side of design or more uh-huh. of the management side of design. So that's why I did that. Um, when I graduated school, I had a couple of job um, offers and I turned them down and just started my own design business. So, um, basically I just did small jobs for people, branding type things, basic marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then when Jeff left his old job and wanted to start a business, it was like a no brainer for me. Like I'm not passionate about martial arts. I'm sure you've seen from my oh, yeah. from oh. my lack of talking the You're past two hours. You're more passionate about the club MMA brand. I am, yeah, I am not passionate about martial arts. But what I've always said is I'm very passionate about him. So yeah. since he is passionate about martial it. arts, love I am it. all in, and I will yeah. make this business the best that I can. Yeah. And so he's kind of run the mat. I've run the office. I do all the design, marketing, and just plain business. Um, right. And then he takes care of. The mat and the teaching, the coaching, teaching, Coach coaching Jeff. systems, things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm. That's that's my background. But yeah. you know, bringing it back to my dad has shaped that a lot. Um, just because I'm the youngest of five, I have four oh. older sisters. Um, when my mom was 11 months pregnant with me, my dad got an infection in his legs. That doesn't make sense. You said 11 months pregnant impossible or sorry um, i was like she was hella yeah overdue. sorry baby. she was hella overdue Whoa. Yeah. She was hella overdue. you were super cooked yeah, 11 is november <laughs> 11 is november that's where that number came from in november i was born born in december um so We've when she drinking. was eight months pregnant with me um <laughs> he got a really bad infection in his legs so then when Both after i was yeah, so he stumps. actually almost died. So take it back even further. My uh-huh. dad stepped on a landmine in Vietnam. He was drafted. Um, he stepped on. A, he carried the radio, and so they targeted him basically because he was the one carrying the radio. Communication. He and stuff, yeah. he remembers being. He remembers all of it. He stepped on the landmine, got blown up. He luckily landed sitting up, um, and was able to call in his own helicopter. 
he was shooting people as they were taking him onto the helicopter to save Holy his own life. Fuck. My sister was born on the 9th. He found out on the 11th and on Friday, February the 13th is when he stepped on the landmine. He fully has always told me my entire life that living was 100% a choice. There was not enough blood in his body to keep him alive, but he made the choice that he was going to go home and see his daughter. Funny story. So, that was with me with my heart attack. It was a choice. And it so was, he, he's I was told in the me that. And I told him, I go, I got two knuckleheads to raise. I'm not going nowhere. Right. It's not happening. And yeah. so that's what he's always taught me. So my entire life, when I, he pretty much raised me, my mom went back to work and he stayed home with me then because right. he had gotten ill again right yeah. before I was born. So I'm a little bit different than my older sisters in that I'm a little bit more outspoken. I'm a little bit more driven. Um, well, that too, but she was also forced to do a lot of things. I was forced to do a lot. Because when her we dad, went he, that's through, when, when he got, a, a little side note here, when he stepped on a landmine and he rehabbed, he, he went on to artificial limbs. Uh-huh. When this infection happened... Um, he was back to the he wheelchair. He was back to the wheelchair, and he just decided to stay in the wheelchair. Uh-huh. So that limited him in his mobility. So, like, right. for her. So at five years old, when we went through McDonald's and they screwed up our order, he was like, I'm not getting my ass out of the car. Abby, I'm going to watch you from the window. Go tell them they screwed up our order. Oh. Right? So you, so, yeah, so right. you had to be an adult pretty quick because you're trying yeah, to. She was, she right. was a messenger. Like, I mean, like, hey, right. go do right. this. Hey, go do that. Right. You know, and he he taught me to be that. But he also instilled in me that everything is a choice. You, I have never, to this day, he has never complained about the pain he's in. Never. Right. If I ask him, Dad, how you feeling today? It's, oh, uh, not so good. But he yeah. doesn't complain about it. And so it's just taught me that everything is a choice. So when we started the business and people were like, how are you going to do this? You have no money. You have like, how are you going to... And I'm, it doesn't matter. We will succeed. Well, how right. do you know that? Because there's no other option. I'm choosing right. to succeed. And so that's, that it is yeah, what it is. That's it. And yeah. people think that I'm ridiculous when I say right. that. And I'm like, that's literally, I've made the choice. So it's right. done. Right. Success will happen because you I will no do choice, yeah. whatever it takes to succeed. I've right. made the choice. Right. And I already try to instill that in my daughter, you know, if she's having a bad day, I understand that you're having a bad day and things can affect you, but you're choosing to have a bad day. Right. You're choosing to be upset. You're, it's not their fault that they were a jerk. Right. It's you're it's your choosing, you're reacting to right. It, you're choosing to react right. how you react. Right. So, um, so he's been a huge, yeah. you know, behind me of just how I am in our business. Right. And the, it's awesome. just not an option. Like yeah. we're going to succeed. We're going to do this. We're, yeah. we'll and just do, make I it mean, work. Well, that too, but it's just never been a, any questions asked. It's yeah. like, right. you want to do this? Okay, let's do it. Then we do yeah. it and we work. And if that means we yeah. work, you one know, team, one dream, right? 15 hours that's a day it. for 10 years. Yeah. And that's what we do. Seen it's it. not a problem. Been a part of it, man. I love well, that. But I mean, <laughs> you just can't great. be scared. No, nah. you know what I mean? Well, that's like, the, I think that's the problem with, everything like that's what you hear all the time is people get uh you know you get drawn into a job and you just don't you don't want to leave like you don't you're scared to jump well, in like it's I not that think, though it, yeah. it's not that you don't want to leave it's just a lot of times you can't right you can't you because have a family you have kids you, you have, have kids that, you got bills yeah, to pay you, bills. Well, you can you've created a lifestyle no you can't you can't no, like i, I did it choice. i, I right. did it Right. You can't. You, uh, you guys were around when I did it. Yep. No, no, no. I, I remember. I mean, yeah. but the thing is, though, is a lot of times people get into some people kind of comfort. People just don't want to leave their comfort zone. Right. right. They don't want to leave their comfort That's zone. They, they have a dream. They have a passion. But it's like, 
oh, well, wait a minute. I mean, like, I got this bills. I got this. I got that. And then if I'm going to do this, I got to take a pay cut. And then they're like, well, but they're miserable. And then they go complain to somebody about it. And then they get offered more job, more money. And they're like, oh, well, more money will make it better. Bullshit. No. Like, it's never been about the money. Like That's what Biggie said. Biggie said, more money, more problems. I think, like, when I was at my job, it was um, where, like, I was making really, you know, pretty good money. But I was just like... You know, Dave and I were on the verge of divorce. You were miserable. Honestly. Yeah. You like, were miserable. I wasn't getting any sleep. I was miserable. I hated life. I didn't want to be here. Um, I actually thought about killing myself when oh. I was in that job. Yeah. And I was just like, how much is your life worth? Yeah. So it was like. Priceless. Right. And I was just like, who cares what the pay cut is? Find a job. Yeah. Find, find something a different you like. job. Find something you can do. Right. Well, you that, know, like but like, something but you that's can deal thing, with. Like, and it's like, I took a, I took like a, uh, almost, like cut. a 70% pay cut. Yeah. And at first we really, really struggled, but it was like. Figure it out. Yep. That's what you do. You we figure figured it out. it out. And you know, that helped us like, you know, here we are been married for 17 years now. Nothing you know, comes when we, easy, you know, when we almost divorced at like seven. Yeah. Right. You know, so we definitely grinded it out, and now I make more money than I would have been making when I was there. Right. You know, uh, at my new job that sure. I absolutely love. So it's not new anymore, but, but right. Always, you know, but yeah. like I think people always say that, and I think like like you said, uh, you come from a background where it's like you make a decision and everything is a choice. And like for me, I come from the same background. Like I never wanted to continue to live the life that I lived. And then when I got to the point when I was at my old job where I was just like, what am I doing? Right. You know, like, this is not who I am. This is not the person I want to be. Like, these are the things that are important to me. And money's not one of them. Right. Yeah. Like, I came from nothing. I can go back to nothing as oh, long yeah. as I still have my husband and my kids. Like, the like, post we can office grind is it out. horrible. <laughs> you know, but, like, I love being outside. Right. So, it's like, that's the balance. But, like, they treat you like garbage, yeah. you know? <laughs> It, it's the truth, and so like what I wasn't she trying went to through, mention no names, but <laughs> I was no, about to say, I'm, I'm yeah. throwing that. out there. Cut like, that out. I'm, I'm not cutting that out. I'll leave that in there. They're not going to do nothing to me, I'm, you know. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> he says, so they're outside. Well, that, but like, <laughs> I think like, they're knocking on the door already. Yeah, yeah. you got to think about this. <laughs> like, how much better would the world be if people were doing what they wanted to do, and they were living the lives that they wanted to live? Well, that's and it the, would be easier to be happier. But that's the thing, though. Like, that's there's... the whole background to um, universal income. Univer yep, like, that's, that's the whole, say, like, that's the whole part they're... of it. Like, if you gave people the means to live a basic life and you didn't have to worry about how you were going to pay for rent because you had this universal basic income, like, everybody got 30 grand. Like, what if you really wanted to be a martial arts teacher or you wanted to be a graphic designer, but you knew... Uh, like that you would have to start small as a graphic designer and that you really needed to make this much money to live the lifestyle you wanted to live, you know, but it's like, if you only, if you got that money and you could pursue your dreams and gave you time to get to where you wanted to be and not have to worry about just being able to eat, like what, what kind of world would we have if everybody right. could live their dream? Right. I'm not saying I'm for universal income. I'm just saying yeah. that's the I don't know. That's, 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 right. that's, that's the premise. That's the premise. Because you're always going to have people. It. You're always going to have somebody <clears throat> taking advantage of the system or anything well, no, that's because, given to them. Well, once a system's been established, the first thing that somebody does 
and figures out once they understand the system is how to break the system right. and how to make it work beneficial. And that. not just that, like, isn't part of um, the success of living your dream is figuring out your priorities. And so like, like what people don't get, you know, people look at us now and they're like, God, you guys, I, I, your pet peeve is people telling you to smile. My pet peeve is you're so lucky. L I ain't right. lucky at all. Right. There is Our no luck is involved. Luck. Yeah. I am saying I kept my design job and I supported us and I worked 40 to 50 hours a week at my design job and then another 50 hours a week at club MMA yeah. and for years Doing we didn't, we didn't, and, and you know what? We didn't that. take yeah. a vacation for seven years. This last vacation we took was the first time this we've ever, no, no, no. Oh. This is the first family vacation we've taken that we were not able to be reached. We were unplugged. We've taken a family vacation before, but we're in line for a ride with our kids and he unplugged? steps, nobody oh. could call us, nobody could email us. Did you tell them that before you left? Yes. Like all your <laughs> yeah, employees? Yeah, they No, like it, they it, they it, had the phone to know. couldn't, didn't like, work. Like we were on a cruise, How like it literally stress? wasn't an was option. Was there any stress for you two? As I was like okay, I thought I would, club, like, I thought I would be no, stressed, but I, mean, but I was good. We took the kids to Disney World and her, her parents came with us. They're, they're a couple ones, years ago, a couple years three or four ago, years ago. And we're getting ready to get on a ride. It's like three o'clock. I get a text message from one of my guys, and they're like, "Hey, this I gotta just go." Happened. And they they're like, "This right. just happened." And I looked at, I looked. He at left. My, my parents at, are like, "Are you?" I looked at my in laws, like, and they're go. like, "I was like, I gotta take, I gotta have a, a phone call." And they're like, and my father in law looks at me. He's like, "Jeff," he's like, "You just need to let it go." I was like, "That's I not how it works. <laughs> it doesn't work that way." This is how we eat. I mean, literally. I took my computer to the hospital when I had my son. I was working on things in the hospital right. when I had my baby. Like, yeah. right. so people don't get like, so there's luck? no luck was involved. That, luck? that wasn't luck? Right? Like, we work really hard. Yeah. So, but that's part of it. Like, you have to know what you're willing to sacrifice. Like, well, that, we were I willing mean, to sacrifice all that. But, yeah. and, and it's okay that other people aren't. That's fine. But that's part of it, right? right. You, yeah. If you want a dream, you've got to realize, okay, what's important then? Right. What's really important? You see that right there? Win? Win. He's showing a tattoo on his arm yeah, that right. says a win. Tattoo that says win. Let me see the whole sleeve. Is that oh, new? So win. No, that's not new. It's just win dumb. means what's important now. So it's just a, a strategy of of thinking of what's important now. What do you really need to be working on? What what what's yeah. what's important now? It is. Yeah, that's by um Lou Holtz. Yep, you read that book. Yeah, I remember you telling mm -hmm. me about that. Yeah, Lou yep. Holtz wrote a book. Lou Holtz wrote is an autobiography. Yeah. And, and that know, was his saying? So it's his saying now? that, yeah, he calls it the win strategy, you know, when it comes to coaching. And uh -huh. it's a problem-solving tool. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm super into that, you know, right. problem-solving tools. Because then, you know, like we, we talked about earlier with education and stuff, is like in, in this problem-solving tool helps me with everything. It helps me when I'm training. It helps me when I'm sparring. It helps me when I'm coaching it helps me when i'm dealing with a business or a problem or a situation or hey we're having a disagreement about something and our disagreement got emotional like we have our problem but then it got emotional because now we're like just being assholes right. and then it's like okay once we've started not caring about the problem anymore and we're getting personal with each other it's like stop What's important now? We got to deal with this. Yeah. I'm sorry your feelings are hurt right now, right. but listen, we got to deal with this fucking problem first, then I'll say I'm sorry. Right. right. You know what I mean? And once the problem's solved, then I can say, look, 
I'm passionate about this. I know you're passionate about it. I overstepped my boundaries. I'm sorry. But we got to solve this problem first. Right. Mm-hmm. Then when we solve the problem, then I'll say I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's helped so much. And it's helped so much for me day to day. It helps so much uh, on the mat. It helps so much when I'm sparring. Right. And for me, it's a universal tool that I've learned and picked up over time that I can give to other people. And, you know, as a tattoo, it's something that I always wanted to be reminded of. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, so now, I, I it, it, you know, I'm looking at my tattoos now. It's like, hey, like, all my tattoos mean something to me. But now the more tattoos I get, they're more like um, like uh, learning references. <laughs> right. So I don't mm-hmm. forget. You know what right. I mean? Because I'm like, okay, um, you know, I got this problem-solving tool, which is the win strategy. Uh-huh. But the other the other one is, is um, on my wrist, I have, like, a... Uh, like a compass, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And for me, the compass is really important because it's about, um, and you see it, it, it doesn't have a north, south, east, or west on it, and it's, like, clear. So for me, when I'm looking at a problem and I'm like, all right, I got to change the angle. I got to look at this problem from a different angle. I got to have a different perspective. You know, I got to right. look at it. I look at it this way, and then I look at it that way, and then I look at it this way. So it helps me solve the problem. So for me, these are these tattoos remind me they're always my they're my tools. So right. when I'm they're doing, like prompts they, to yeah, make you they're, they're always remind me to like okay, well, this isn't working. I can't figure it out because I'm only looking at it this way. But the second I look at it from the bottom, I'm like, oh, there it is, and it's a problem solving tool, you know. And for us in the business, um, in business, it doesn't matter what business you do, um, you're always gonna have problems. So. Yep. Being able to solve them problems as fast as possible. That's where your key is. Yeah. Keep service and production going fast. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so for us, it's like, what problem are we solving today? Right. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Cause like, or what problem do, you know, once you get so far into business, it's, you know, and I just, we did it tonight at dinner. We had a a conversation that we talked about. I was like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this. And he's like, okay, that's not a problem. I was like, no, but I think it's going to be in a week or two. And he was like, Oh, and I'm like, cause I think this could turn into this. And he's like, got it. Right. Like, so if you're not solving a problem, you're preempting and trying to stop problems before they happen. But the best problem solvers are the preventers. Right. Just prevent it. So now that we have a problem. That's actually how I live my life. So like, uh, I like have high anxiety. I always have had it. So for me, the way that I help calm that is by th- every time I come up with something that could be a new problem, um, how can I solve it? Mm-hmm. So that if that actually ever comes to fruition, good. I already have a solution for sure. it. So like sometimes I just lay in bed thinking about everything that could happen mm-hmm. and how that I can solve it. So like with him, when he went in and had his heart attack, like I started to think about all the things that I would have to deal with if he wasn't around. Sure. And like, I joke with him and say like, you know, well, one of my plans was to get a pool boy to help me deal with the loss (laughs) of you since of, you know, I'll be getting the money from your, you know, from your life insurance. insurance. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I would lay in bed and I would just like stare at him and I would be like, okay, well he's here now. So the heart's not a problem, but what can I do to like 
ensure the safety of my family for the future yeah and it was with him and without him you know yeah. it would be like well what if he has a stroke how can i deal with that right what if he passes away how can i deal with that like what if he passes away and and one of my kids has a drug problem so it's like not just like right. you know stuff that's <laughs> heavy like soon heavy it's like shit. Stuff that's all those things are gonna happen <laughs> you know what i mean like all those things well, could I hope happen. No, 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 no. I was gonna say, no, wow. No, no, no. But it's all like one of those things. Like, but, what if I have a problem? Like, what if the boys, like, you know, what if they go into deep depression? What if right. they? What if they're fine? What if one develops a drug problem and the other doesn't? What if they both do? What you know, like, just trying to figure out, like, how can I resolve these? How can you know? So it's right. Like, and I think that's the anxiety part of me that helps me to get along faster in life than other people because I can problem solve quickly. Right. Because you've already thought that. it all through. I absolutely see that with Shut you guys all you the dude. time. Who? The bitch cat, the cat right there. Yeah. She don't fuck around. But I see that with you guys all the time. Like, you guys are always trying well, to no, I mean, like, four steps ahead. How, what you just described is my life on a multi-layered Except level. without the anxiety. Neither no, one no, of us no. Well, that, just because, too, like... Through time, time over material, comfort sets in. So, I mean, how are we going to deal with this? How are we going to deal with it? You know, we're, you know how we're going to deal with it? One step at a time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know we'll what I mean? And however big the problem, we're going to break it down into little little mm -hmm. problems, and we're going to solve each problem incrementally until it, and, until it happens. I can't. She'll eat you. I can't pet the cat. I'm allergic to yeah, cat. Oh, that's so good. You know, so... I'm a big problem solver. And I feel like that is, again, one of the biggest life skills that people need to have because people are just running for help in every facet. And it's like, dude, I mean, like, I, this is one thing about my job is, is like I spend more time in my office than I do on the mat sometimes because I'm just counseling people on how to solve problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like. And, and like I'm not against it like I'm I'll be honest with you I like I recently just purchased a life coaching course and I'm like well fuck dude I should just get certified to be a life coach and the second I bought this course and I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like I already do this yep. I already know this like yeah. it's just intuitive right. but like now the cool part is is I'm getting all this all these names and all these dialogues and all these ideas or theories and I'm like oh wow that's Really good. He's like, there's a name for this. This is awesome. There's a name. There's a, you know, and, and, and so for me, it's already making me better because now when I'm dealing with people, I can kind of like get them in and get them out faster. Right. right. Because I, I can isolate the problem. I can help them create a solution. And then I can set them on a path to give them a game plan and a strategy to solve their own problem. And then I say, here's the tool. The right. next time. Use the tool. Right. Go. Which is nice. That is nice. You know, so, because that <laughs> lets me be on the mat a little bit more. You right. Because I mean? no, I'm sure. like, I'm like getting ready. It's Saturday morning. It's 930. I'm at the gym. I'm like putting my rash guard on and getting my gi on, tying my belt, getting my thing. And I'm like, hey, coach, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like. That's it. I'm like, it's, it's open mat at 10 o'clock. We're going to wrestle for an hour. Well, I really need to talk to you. I'm like, can we, can we. You want to, can we do it at 11? Well, I got to get out of here. I'm like, okay. You're like, but I got to get out but, here. Uh, but this is my day to wrestle. Like, this is my day to sport. Yeah. This is my day to train. And I don't have to be nice to anybody. But yeah. it's what you do. And you but help I'm people. Like, That's what right, we do. All right, shut the door. That's What's what up? we do. But, you know, whatever. It pays off. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, so. Um, 
this would be a good stopping point. I mean, <laughs> to end it <laughs> on right. this, All right. uh, you Sounds know, good. it's like you help people. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Touching and improving lives. Touching Trying. and improving so lives. Well, I think back to your success, once you figure out how you learn and what you're made for, then it's not work anymore. It's right. just who you are, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna be. Are you gonna get fucked over? Are people gonna talk shit about you? Are people gonna have problems with you? Of course they are. Yeah, right. That's life. That's not gonna stop you from being who you are and what you are. Once you've figured it out and know, you know what you are, and I would say that's probably the only benefit that I got is that I know what I am and I know what I'm for and I know what I'm supposed to be and I know I'm so, how I'm supposed to act to make all those things work. Right. And once you got that, rinse and repeat and maintain your integrity. If you can maintain your integrity and re maintain the integrity of your realm, that's it. I'm not trying to, like, save the world here. I'm just trying to help the people that yeah. are around help me. The people that and you I think, yeah. too, getting, getting away from, like, the, the people who have something to say about you. Like, they're normally the people who aren't willing to make the same sacrifices as you sure. yeah. to get to where you want to be. So they'll, you know, they'll always bring up some reason about why they can't get there. Like you said, people say you're lucky, but you're like, I'm not lucky. Like, for me, I'm not lucky. Like, I, where I work now, I applied 80 times. Right, exactly. Before I got on there for right. different jobs. Right. It's like, that's not luck. That's like... Persistence. That's yeah. like busting my ass to get the skills that right. I needed to finally get there. Well, so, that, but like right. anybody that's got a problem with you, you know, um, you got to read the, the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by uh, Robert Kawasaki. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Best line in that book, mind your own business. Yeah. Right. Anybody... Anybody that's talking about you mm. is spending more time minding your business yeah, than their own. I've kind of made it a thing uh, within the last, probably this year, about like uh, surround yourself with people that make you a better person. Absolutely. And not like, no. You know, like there was people that were in my life that really were just negative all the time yeah. and not just shit talking to everybody, man. And it's like, what? Like, that just doesn't make you a better person. Well, so, that, but, like, like... I don't need that around. So, if I handed you, I have, in my hand, a uh -huh. dollar okay. in each hand. Uh -huh. One's a hundred pennies, the other one's four quarters. Right. Which one do you want? I'm taking the four quarters. Of course. Because it's easier. Well, it's not just that. <laughs> it is easier, but uh -huh. these are these are your people. They're valuable. Right. Their right. value is higher. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. for me, like, yeah, I'm do you, only... Do you want a hundred people around you that... Are Aren't worth that a great? penny that are, flaky. That are worth yeah. a penny, right. or do you want yeah. four people around you that are worth twenty five? And they're right. dirty too. Pennies are dirty. <laughs> nobody wants this dirty. This is brown. Pennies. They literally Change don't fit in with awful. anything. Yeah. Change is awful. Hey man, listen. This has been an awesome podcast. We're like three and a half hours. This is the <laughs> longest crazy. podcast ever. I'm gonna edit it, but we'll probably be down to about three hours. We've won everything. <laughs> anybody wants to listen to it? It's fine. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that anybody to wants to listen to that. Yes, yeah. I, they'll be, you'll be surprised. Yeah. People love. I love listening to podcasts that are long. I, you yeah. just feel like you're hanging out with people. You're talking to people. So, so uh, where where can people reach you? Club MMA. I mean, it's easy. Club MMA. Club MMA on all socials. Pretty much, yeah. Twitter. Well, Instagram, I mean, not all Facebook. socials. Twitter, I cannot do Snapchat, people. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, 
Website is club hyphen MMA.com. We're club hyphen MMA. Uh, we'll yeah. put all the, we'll put all the uh, links out there when we put this yeah. podcast up in the uh, description for people. Look, if you're looking to train MMA, be around good, positive people, being part of a group of people. This and a family. It's, That's it's what like we really family. try. We really try to keep it a culture. huge family. You guys all hang out together. You guys party together. You go to fights together. You have fights at your house. We've been to many of those. It's it's a family. Well, that, I, That's just, it. I just want people that want to maintain integrity in the arts. I'm not looking for the assholes that want to come in. Oh, I just want to bang. Yep. Get that out. That was me to begin with. Get out. <laughs> but I learned over time. Well, that, but I mean, like, you know, yep. you, you know, it, it's crazy because, like, what, I'm 38. I've been doing this since I was, like, 22. Uh-huh. And, you know, the older I get, you know, the more seasoned you become, the more gray hair you get, the more yep. responsibility, the, the gym's bigger. Yeah. And you got these kids coming in now, and they just got no respect. And they're, they think, yeah. oh, well, I'm just going to be an MMA fighter. And it's like yeah. we've gotten away from a lot of the traditions of martial arts, you know, right. the respect, the um, the yeah. integrity and stuff. So, like, I try to maintain that as best as I can. Right. Um, I'm not super, like, hardcore about it, but it's like, hey, you know, bow for respect, be respectful. Shake hands before you do this, do that. You know what I mean? And but like, don't wear your shoes on the mat. Yeah, don't put your shoes on the mat. Well, that's just yeah. gross. You know what I mean? I but like, you. but the thing is though, is like, I don't care just because you're like 18 years old and you're tough and you're in shape that you think right. you're just gonna come in and beat us up. Like, right. I got a 40 year old dad that's a black belt in jiu-jitsu is gonna strangle you, yep. like, because they've just put the 10 to 15 years on the right. mat. Like, yeah. you know, so yep. if if I could say anything to any future MMA fighter, like. Be respectful. Take your time. Do it smart. And remember, you're getting hit in the head, pal. And like, respect. Respe- I think respect's the biggest thing for me. Well, respect no, in the gym. It's got to be. Respect in the game. Respect in the culture. Respect in the sport. I think everything in life comes back to respect, right? Well, that, respect but it's everybody. not easy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fighting is not easy. Nope, and it's, it's not, not. It's not intuitive. Right. Not anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It's a sport now. You have to learn how to do it correctly, and that costs money. And be a good partner. Oh, you have to be. Be a good partner. Can't break your toys. Love you guys. All right, thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you for coming out. Jade, this has been the best... Ah, I almost said the best friend show podcast. (laughs) Shout out to the best friend show podcast if you're not This is a spouse, and I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. (laughs) And we're out.